on August 9th, 5.53 p.m. And you had the one of the worst birthdays. It's, 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 it, not, not only that, but cause I, I played it possible a little bit of uh, jotting shit down about wanting to do, like, you know, like, uh, wanting to end it. And just like fucking predicted, just like I predicted in my own fucking head, my trolls come out to basically do that little push. So they got, that, 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 see, because the, the Stern Show read it, right? They fucking hate my guts regardless. They can't, they can't make it too obvious with them always paying attention to me. So whenever my name is mentioned, and, and by the way, the, if the Stern Show suburb, I, I mean, of course they don't fucking give a shit. You realize that there's fucking white supremacist, pedophile type fucking jerk offs that are the ones that are posting about me, right? Because that fucking Roy Tam guy, he, he self-admitted he had child porn on him that he was going to plan on my computer a few years ago. And then you have that fucking white supremacist fucking uh, dude who goes by diarrhea gun and his stupid racist fucking name of an Asian person. Because again, when they surround themselves with fucking jerk-offs who are not fucking charismatic or fucking funny, they laugh at any type of shitty joke because there's a common hatred for me. But, like, they all fucking really hate each other because, like, they have to laugh at each other's jokes because, you know, once you have a common bond of fucking hating me, everyone has to accept the other mediocre fucking jokes, even though, like, no one actually finds them fucking funny. So, like, you know, he he's lucky that he's, like, targeting me because then, you know... Dad to laugh at his stupid fucking jokes. He's so fucking uncharismatic and he's such a cunt. You know, p- putting me putting me down, putting um, you know, um trying to, you know, push me more to fucking suicide because he's a miserable fucking shithead. Just like all the fucking stern show subreddit jerk offs are because uh they fucking just discuss the fucking show nonstop, pretending that Howard's a fucking liberal so they can pretend like they're fighting against some common cause, even though the fucking jerk-off host that you're fucking going off about is on your fucking side politically. But you guys have to pretend pretend that, that it isn't that fucking case, right? They spent fucking 10, 15 years calling me a fucking terrorist. Every fucking name in the book, these fucking people. And yet, with the cold, there's a better chance that these people are probably aligned with the white supremacy, aligned with insurrectionists, uh, are probably going to play a part in the next time there's a fucking coup in the fucking world. Again, this is just my fucking theory, of course. See, I, I can say this is my fucking theory, right? What the cold, you guys. See, they're sitting, they got word that I'm recording this in, fucking people are fucking drive by again. Just, and that's their fucking warning, essentially. That's what they fucking do. And then, of course, you have people in your fucking life that take fucking pleasure in the fact that you're not, like, you know, you're not fucking happy. The, 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 the last time I had a fucking good birthday was probably 2008, and that was around the time when, um, you know, there was, like, some fucking hype to me because people thought I was going to go run with the fucking ball. So everyone was trying to, like, suck up to me a little bit. And then, of course, I didn't fucking pan out, so, you know, everyone showed their fucking true colors bring me out once in a while to put me fucking down and then if I fucking vent on here then the next in the next couple of fucking weeks they'll mention something that I'm not invited to or something that I missed out on so they put me in a fucking suicidal fucking position 
on 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 fucking purpose, by the way, because because again, the the, the I, I guess like fucking going to all these fucking weddings and uh, fucking having um, like all these amazing vacations and suck up to fucking billionaires and being friends with all these fucking celebrities. That's not fucking good enough for them. So they gotta get a little fucking punch in to my fucking face with fucking mentioning shit that I'm not invited to and all that. And, and plus, you know, the only saving grace, all white people wishing me happy birthday on Facebook. On, on Twitter, I was like, on, on Twitter, what they call it, I've angered the powers that be on there, where now there's not even a courtesy, even from the people that swear they fucking like me. Cause, because, because even people on the left fucking hate my fucking guts. Maybe because I don't buy into their fucking purity shit, because they all fucking play as, like, you know, I'm talking about the personality, not the fucking actual, like, you know, like, people that are actually leading left, not, like, the people that are doing it for fucking money. So it's basically trying to make you. Sh- it, they, they basically went out of their way yesterday to make it seem like I don't fucking matter in the long fucking run. And I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, what the, I'm sure people that wish me a happy birthday thought they were doing the best charity fucking work. So I'm, I'm gonna get punished for all of this. Don't worry. But there's people in my fucking life. They'll come in again. What they call those trolls on the systemic handy, systemically handy eighty three. They have fucking hinted in the past that they've come into my fucking house. A lot of those fucking trolls on the Stern Show subreddit are the ones that are fucking harassing, uh, har- harassing me, ta- talking about how they've been watching me. So everybody got in on it. I bet you there's some people I fucking know that got in on that fucking post so they can make fun of me as well. They're lucky I can't fucking prove anything because, you know, they still fucking think by doing it secretly that I won't fucking suspect them. But I suspect everyone who fucking does that to me. I didn't even want to be alive this fucking long. They, they make me a fucking life, so I got to see more people advance by me and fucking, you know, and, and more people who fucking just try to show off their fancy fucking thing. I don't give two shits. I don't want to be. I don't want to be around. I'm. I'm. I'm glad I'm not having fucking kids. I wouldn't want my fucking. I wouldn't want to raise kids around fucking fucked up people, anyways. So it's good that I'm a fucking sad, sad piece of shit. Again, if you think I'm being, and and, and again, it, it, that's not even good enough. They're trying to report my fucking podcast, or they're trying to report, um, you know, certain fucking things. Trying to report my fucking tweets. And again, I, I love how that fucking guy with the cold, the guy who plays Diarrhea Gun, who has that shitty fucking racist fucking name, Viet Hong Do, whatever the fucking stupid name is. He, he, someone's like, oh, uh, uh, Hansi's going off on Twitter. It's a, it's, it's a trip. He's like, well, I'm blocked. Like, yeah, because that's stopping you, right? Like, you don't have 80 other million fucking accounts because you're obsessed with me. Because you're a white supremacist cunt that has the Nazi symbol tattooed on his ass when you got turned out by the fucking system. You got your man pussy grabbed by the fucking system and now you're taking it out on me because you're a subservient little twat and you can't fucking push me to the brink of fucking insanity. And you've tried to. That fucking guy has... And, and again, this is how privileged this motherfucker is. This is how privileged this white supremacist cunt is that he can hint that he's gonna come and fucking kill me and fucking hint all that type of shit and not face any fucking consequences for it. I, I, I hope when you're alone with your fucking thoughts, a lot of you who fucking have fucked with me and, um, you know, again, I can't prove it. So I'll manifest it to whoever magically with the, with the spirit. Again, if you're, if you're an atheist, you don't got to worry about it, right? Maybe you say that because you know you're, you're probably going to burn in fucking hell when you fucking die and then you, and you're afraid to admit that God's going to strike the fucking fear in you. No, no, the, the, these guys pushed me to it. They wanted it. They always fucking do that. Whether it be the fucking wrestling fucking jerk off that fucking send these people, whether it be people, we, again, you have to suspect everyone now. 
and, and especially the way that I'm treated by the, the past 10 years to be brought out as fucking as, as a guinea pig while people who are doing better than me can fucking show off and all that kind of shit. And then, and, and then they fucking listen to this secretly and then get mad when they should be out with their fucking spouses and be with their fucking children and not have to worry about what I'm fucking saying. But they always got to pay attention to what I'm fucking saying so they can take your little fucking swipes and your little fucking jabs at me. Whoever's fuck with me, whoever's organized shit against me, I, I wish the worst for you. I really, I really do wish the fucking worst for you. Anyone that's ever partaken in that, I wish the fucking worst for you. Because you're trying to push me to... Again, all I had to do was just fucking write about it in, my pri in, in, pri in private. And all of a sudden, my trolls started fucking acting up, basically. Because they're opportunist fucking cunts who really do want to push me to fucking suicide. That's how disturbing they are. And, and, and they talk about like, oh, with the cold, poor white people. I, I don't know, you're doing pretty fucking fine. You're allowed to fucking threaten and call people fucking terrorists and put them through mental fucking anguish. Right? And then you can hint that you're watching me. I, I bet you he's, I bet you the jerk off is writing right now. Oh, Hansy's recording a scathing fucking comeback. He has nothing else to fucking do. He's more unloved than I am. Who, whoever this per, whoever these people are married to, who whatever kids, the, their their spouses and their fucking kids are not gonna love them in the future, and that fucking hurts them because they're gonna be raising kids that are not gonna fucking love you, you white supremacist cunt. Go ahead, fucking make fun of me in your little group chat. I'm sure the jokes are really fucking hilarious. I'm sure your impressions are really, really fucking funny. That's the fucking, that's the fucking sad real, realization when you're, um, you know, bonded with people who have a un, united fucking hate. Like, even if I had a united hate for fucking people on the right wing, I couldn't just fucking sit there with people who claim to be left and fucking have to pretend their jokes are fucking funny because we hate the same fucking person. You guys have to fucking do that, though, because you guys don't have a personality. A lot of you fucking are, are, are the biggest fucking phonies on the fucking planet. And you're going to sit there, and you're going to fucking laugh about this. You're going to fucking, you know, um, jerk off to, jerk off with each other. And then you're going to go to, and, then, and then the side realization is you're going to have to go back in your personal fucking thoughts. And it's going to fucking eat at you while you're fucking sleeping. If you, if you, don't, if you don't have a soul, then, you know, you, you want to worry about it. But this is what they do to try to fuck with you more. Make you feel like you're an utter piece of shit. Do you, do you think if anything does happen, if anything, if anything happens to me, those guys on the street, those guys are probably fucking feds and they're probably fucking paid. Those guys, uh, in, in the, cause again, these guys, um, um, the, the, the one guy, he promoted, um, me to a, he promoted my fucking tweets to a bunch of fucking, um, patriot, patriot groups to fucking basically target me. So basically what the call that guy should be looked into. Cause I don't know who he's, who he's connected with. I don't know what kind of fucking footage he has. That's, you know what I mean? 
It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. The cold. He he he's getting a pat on the head for being the person that gets to fucking rattle my fucking cage, right? But at the same time, he's he doesn't realize that he's gonna be the one who's gonna be sacrificed when the fucking real people get in trouble and they gotta fucking you know because because again because that because that guy would be a biggest fucking pussy. He'll probably stitch out stitch out fucking people, or maybe he's such a fucking or maybe they're such fucking bitches that they would actually fucking take a bullet for the billionaires that are funding them. Because they're fucking lowly fucking shitheads who are only used to fucking harass and fucking target and stalk and, and claim all this fucking shit. Pushing someone with mental illness to the fucking brink of insanity. Go fuck yourself. No, no, they, they, they want to be mentioned all the fucking time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention you because you're a fucking lowlife fucking scumbag. And anybody who partakes in it, I, I don't give a fuck who you are. Go fuck yourself. Playing a song because they're going, like, oh my god, he's playing a song about unemployment. He's playing a blue collar song. He doesn't even work. He was just a caller. What are you gonna say, jerk off? What are you gonna say? I'm a caller, right? No, you you want my attention. You want to get me amped up. You want to call if anything happens to me. You're gonna be the one to who's me to blame. You're gonna be the one, but you'll get off of it because you're a white supremacist cunt. While well, your white supremacist buddies are taking turns face fucking you. Imagine having to talk about Shuli and Stuttering John in 2023 because you guys are hanging on by a fucking thread about the Stern Show's fucking interest. You're doing revenge fucking porn. You get away with that and no one's even stopping you. Because it's not that you're not doing anything, not that you're not doing anything wrong, it's that what's it called the Stern Show subreddit is so fucking irrelevant and shitty. They have all these white supremacist talking points, picking on, uh, making the racist fucking comments, thinking they're fucking edgy because they're trying to get the spirit of the 90s. You, you guys lack charisma and you are fucking shitty personalities. And you're gonna be stalking what I'm fucking doing. You keep talking about me all the time. Cause you're nothing else to fucking talk about. It's the only time you'll get fucking people talking about your subreddit is when I'm mentioning it. Cause no one gives a shit about you guys. People don't care if you live or exist. You guys are are my, are my fucking plane. And the funny thing is, you guys have all the aesthetic. You have the fans. You you have the wife. I, imagine working for for all that, having the kids and the wives and the fucking husbands and all that shit. And you realize that you're more in love than I am. Can you believe that? I'm the one. At least I know. At least I can be lonely. And be alone with my fucking thoughts. Yeah, I struggle. I fucking struggle every fucking day. It's a fucking... I, I, I get fucking accumulated fucking thoughts in my fucking head. I'm more fucking vulnerable. And I put myself out there more than any of you motherfuckers can do. Because all you want to do is just be a fucking celebrity. Be a social climber cunt.
They wanted it. They they want to keep pushing people to that to, to, to that fucking level. And and things you you don't want to assume that people locally would fucking also partake in this. But but I gotta be honest. There's people that have been a part of my fucking past that are still kind of part of my life based on association and they've always had a fucking hatred for me where they've always undermined me and taken advantage of the uh, taken advantage of the fact that me that what they call my parent that my parents used to fucking you know like not really respect me much nothing really changed really that much really right that's why I've been here for the past 40 years being a fucking punching bag to every single fucking person to treat me fucking like shit. Treat me emotionally fucking drag me down the fucking down the depths of fucking hell. That's what I've been treated for. And I got to be here on this fucking planet with a bunch of a white supremacist cunts who can't fucking get my name out of their fucking mouth. So they got a fucking hint that they're fucking stalking me and watching me. And oh, they break into my house and they break my fucking things. Even if it's not true, you're putting paranoia. For, for, for what? So you can get, get someone else to fucking commit suicide? So why you can jerk off to it? Probably have footage. You guys probably have a lot of footage of dead fucking kids most likely. Because you guys are fucking disturbing assholes. Oh, moldy basement. Oh, he's just a caller. Okay, if I'm just a caller, you guys are really putting a lot of effort into some guy that's just a fucking caller. That says more about you guys. Dad, can you play catch? No, I, I gotta watch some fucking fat Pakistani fucking s- sitting in his chair fucking chain smoking. Your kids are gonna grow up to fucking hate your fucking guts. I, 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 I honestly hope you don't have any fucking... I, I hope a lot of you trolls really don't have any kids. Because a lot of you, because I see a lot of the humor on the Stern Show subreddit, a lot of you have serial killer level fucking humor, yet you're calling me a fucking terrorist. You constantly put that on me when you guys are the ones who are trying to fucking radicalize me, but, but you, you guys are the ones who are radicalized. You're getting, you're, you're getting paid and given incentive to go and do horrible fucking shit. Oh, there's somebody who's who is diverse on the Stern Show. So now I gotta make my entire history about attacking Rashad on on the Stern Show because 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 you guys don't like black people. Just be just be honest. Right now, right now, these classy motherfuckers who are making fun of me—they're making fun of like the death of little Tay. You know what I mean? Because Stern wanted her on the show, so they gotta mention anyone that's mentioned on the show so they can make their fucking little shitty fucking, you know, racist fucking jokes like they always fucking do. And yet these people think they're better than me. But because, what, you, you, you have the aesthetic? Like, it doesn't matter what, what your aesthetic is. If you're still online, constantly fucking doing racist fucking shit and obsessing over a show that hasn't been fucking cr- creative in the longest fucking time, that's more on you. You guys can't get over it, so you guys gotta talk about stuttering John, Shuley, Brent, and his wife. You gotta talk about John Hine being a pedophile, maybe. Or a serial killer. I, I don't know. I can't keep up with fucking the Stern Show conspiracy theories. I mean, these, these, these people have to amp you up and fucking, you know, and already add to your fucking already miserable existence.
They couldn't just leave well enough alone. With the cold, trust me, with the cold, enough people who weren't acknowledging me or fucking, or, or no, no big deal for my fucking, for the 40th birthday, right? That was already weighing on my fucking head. That couldn't be good enough for these fucking jerk offs. They love to fucking, um, you know, stalk and, and harass and then watch your fucking thoughts so they can fucking then act on it. These guys have it fully admitted. Imagine being so fucking privileged. You can admit that you're literally stalking and fucking harassing somebody or even making those threats of doing that and still getting away with it because most of you guys are fucking corrupted, compromised fucking Fed accounts that are trying to put... And, and then so what they do is they try to fucking um, say all this stuff so they're hoping that I make a fucking threat towards them. But I, again, I don't, I'm not a, I, I don't get physically fucking violent. I don't have any weapons. I know they love to think that I do. The, the, the ones that are accusing me of, of being a terrorist and all that, they're probably the ones that have fucking weapons. Have you seen some of these scumbag fucking Stern fan type people? They are, are the ones that are always the most fucking compromised. I, I, I'm gonna make my I'm gonna make my trolls uh, upset right now so they can fucking you know uh, go uh, go oh Hansy thinks Eminem listens to him. What's it called? Eminem is used again. I, I use the word flustered a lot. You know what I mean? And Eminem is like you know it, it, it's like it, it's like this guy fuck it's somebody fuck I don't know. I I, I always assume he knew he knew of me because I used to call him to his and tell him he knows what goes on in his station whatever. That's why I got favorable fucking thing because I was a big Eminem fucking super fan. So that's probably why I got some favorable treatment when I used to call into shows and all that kind of stuff. But if I if if I if, like if I did something that you know wasn't fucking you know that like w w would kind of piss off the guests and I might not be able to call into a show. like for example I used to call into Tony T Tony Touch's show. You know the DJ Tony Touch. I played some of his I played some of his mixtape from uh, on the last podcast. But he used to host a show Toka Tuesdays or whatever, and he had uh what, what, who's the guy um Young Chris. From Rockefeller, <laughs> this is like in 2010 or so, and and I called in and I I said a nice comment, but then I started challenging him to a freeze. And I was just joking. I wasn't gonna actually challenge Young Chris to a freeze. Dude, he'd kill me. He thought I was legitimately legitimately challenging him, and then I think he wasn't prepared for that, and he fucking felt kind of embarrassed. And and uh, Tony, uh, uh, you know, Tony Touch wasn't didn't appreciate that. And he goes, "What do you what do you think this is?" Uh, you know, he he didn't say battle time. He said something like 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 like, like you know like uh phone check. He goes, "What do you think this is phone?" Ch I don't know. I, I don't. Know. He said something like about phone check or something like that. I don't know. But then ever since then, he he you know I could never get back onto the show, even if I wanted to just go on for a genuine fucking reason and shit. But the way that Eminem was sound, I, I couldn't find a three minute clip, whatever. But Eminem was. Uh, let me see. Um, basically, he, he he's coming off. He's a lot of these guys who I feel are closet Trump people, in my personal opinion, meaning that like um, the way that that Dom Lucra guy, because again he's a propped up guy that's allowed to like start fucking quote-unquote investigating um, people's backgrounds and all that kind of shit 
and he was in, he was saying that oh Trump kept you kept your kept your name fucking quiet for a bit because he had information on you and now you're opening your mouth and uh, now we'll like you know so now they're tying him to that fucking Rachel Chandler chick who you know uh, conveniently fucking works at you know um, you know who who was on Epstein's fucking island. So people, some people think that you know, she's a relative of Eminem, or if she, or Eminem fucking went with her. But to me, if she's a relative, it wouldn't surprise me because all these fucking networks, like no one's like random, like no nobody randomly is fucking chosen to just become a fucking celebrity. People with like you know faulty backgrounds and fucking people with powerful, you know, connections in the system, like in the underworld, you know, in the mafia fucking world. They eventually fucking end up becoming fucking a lot of... They end up becoming a lot of, uh... They end up becoming fucking characters, essentially. Let me see, um... But but, but this sounds like a fucking... Like, all the anti-Trump accounts online are, like... Again, because they're looking for any fucking hero to call out Trump. But everyone's like, oh my god, Trump... Like, this is... People who say Trump derangement syndrome... Do you not realize that you people are the ones that are deranged in the sense that I'm talking about the ones online, especially because you make it see, like you act like this fucking system isn't rigged in your fucking favor. That you have to fucking have people act like they're attacking Trump, so you feel like, oh my god, I'm speaking out because everyone's piling on him. Like, like do you know how how fucking psychotic that is to make it seem like people are against your fucking leader? So you can fucking feel good about it because you think that by by being on Trump's side or the anti-woke side, that you're actually on the side that's fighting the fucking good fight when you're not really fighting the good fight. You're just helping embracing fascism that's fucking coming, basically. And that's probably why you feel so confident being on the side you're on, because a lot of you guys are fucking protected, in my personal opinion. Boy Dom, Cat Turd, DC Drano, you already know. Peace to Melania. Shout out I think to someone, I think someone made this. Feminem is done. Dear M, you used to be cool, but now you're soft. Maybe you and Tom Hanks both were on that island lost. I used to be your fan until you started getting white guilt. Been quiet till you dissed me. Now you go hear my skill. You said people who support me usually white and broke. Did you forget your... Who, whoever, whoever's, uh, whoever's rap... I, I know you're, it's, it's a novelty of Trump's voice, but obviously someone had to rhyme this so it can come out in Trump's voice. But whoever's doing the... I, I, it's the high res, high, high res of the rapper is the one promoting it. And this guy is not really that fucking good. I I like some of his fucking songs, but I didn't know he was a whole. He's become he's like he's like one of the rappers that are fully like one of the underground rappers that are fully like a mega fucking person. Roots M, I got your family's vote. You used to speak your mind and not care about being canceled. Now these Democrats got you out there tap dancing. At least MGK isn't scared to be himself. You and Macklemore are white, but both wish you were in pale. I got more street cred than you. They trouble me in jail. I'm rich and my wife's a supermodel. I can't fail. Maggot is a cool word, but I'm thinking about changing it. To By the way, this this high res guy, he was the one that's saying. Listen, I don't mind that Eminem's calling out Trump, but can he call out... Okay, listen, yeah, he should call out fucking the Democrats and some of the fucking, you know, corruption, like, you know, the, the, like, their ineptness to, like, get fucking shit done, whatever. 
I wouldn't fucking mind that. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, Eminem called out Biden. Oh, my God, I'm going to freak fucking out. But, like, it's just funny with the culture acting like, oh, um, like, they're acting like their side is, like, the one that's like, like, that you're supposed to be fighting for, right? Like, because they're, they're the ones that are fighting from the, from the underneath, under the table, un, from the underground, essentially. And they're, and they're not. Like, you know what I mean? It's all favored in their fucking direction. It just, what helps them is that um, people who become fucking, uh, you know, woke in the mainstream, who, who seem whatever they can, perceive as woke, because they make these fucking generalizations about fucking Trump, and they're not really fucking, like, you know, like, doing any substantial fucking criticism of the overall, like, like they'll just say, oh, he's a threat, with a call, oh my god, his followers are stupid and all that, and it makes it look like it's being, it's, 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 and because it's promoted, people act like, oh my god, so that must mean that um, he's a part of the uh, woke agenda that's um, a part of the establishment, even though he was, Eminem was always establishment, even the edgelord shit was always establishment. Please make Eminem great again. I'm about to go martial law on Marshall Mathers. Eminem beating me is fake news like Dan Rather. You said I got you flustered. I bet you really love me. Maybe fix Detroit first. It's like a third world country. Trust me, I'ma win this battle bigly. This is huge. Every rapper used to love me till they trusted fake news. I have a lot of money, so compared to me, you're broke. Eminem and Eminem's the candy both when This guy who 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 rapped it? Uh, his, this guy sucks though, but um, let me see uh, the, the clip of Eminem. Let me see. I get too flustered in my head, and the shit that I want to say, there's there's too many things I want to say at once, so sometimes. I start talking and I, and I don't, I'm not able to convey the message the right way because I just get flustered and frustrated watching him play. It's, 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 it's like some of these fucking people fucking, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like a muse where they use some of my, like they, they take genuine fucking the thought process that goes through my head and then use it for like that, even though they're in a position where they fucking know better. You know what I mean? What the call? You know he could literally fucking explain why fucking Trump is fucking bad, but he has to come across like every type of liberal that's going nuts about him to make it seem like oh my god this guy has Trump derangement syndrome. Like if, if Eminem is being genuine, he's like you know he's uh, he 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 knows what like if he was being genuine, he would know what fucking direction the world is going. He just fucking can't say it. But then in the end of this fucking clip. He basically says, and this Trump people are waiting for something to happen. So he's playing the, he's playing the, in my personal opinion, he's playing the anti-Trump card, but also downplaying that anything is going to fucking happen. Like, you, you shouldn't want anything, anything to happen, but these people in this position know where the world's going. Eminem has been showing up, like, hinting that he's going to go back to being a heel again. He fucking admitted that on his Kamikaze album. 
that he's going to be the bad guy again. Like, he, he always plants seeds of what his future fucking discourse and storyline character is going to be, basically. That's why I've always paid attention when I got into the, like, you know, if I think that the symbolism of what each celebrity goes through. I always pay attention to Eminem because he always kind of lets you know the, of, of what direction he's fucking going. He always has been, if you actually pay attention to some of the songs that he fucking actually kind of hints at there at. ...to his base that thinks that he cares about them, and it's actually the people that he cares about the fucking least. If you're talking about his core being, you know, a majority white middle class... What I don't understand is how in the fuck do you feel like you relate to a billionaire who has never known struggle his entire fucking life? I will say this, he talks a good one. And if you're in his base, you're a core, let's say you're going to the rallies or whatever, you watch him on TV, you hear him talking this shit. There's part of me that understands like, all right, he's somehow still got them because He's brainwashing them into thinking that something great is going to happen. Nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. I don't know, man. I get I get really flustered when I talk about it. So he's supposed to repre- represent what every people who are anti-Trump, how they fucking feel, right? But he, in my personal opinion, he knows where it's fucking going. And the fact that right away, automatically, they started, uh, the people started fucking bringing out that Eminem might have ties to Epstein's Island, or he may have fucking have connection with his Rachel Chandler fucking chick, whatever. Because his name's been fucking trending, but people th- people think that, what they call anyone, who's like, kind of like, oh my god, Trump might do... It, it's not that it's Trump himself, it's the right-wing trajectory, and Trump is supposed to be the face of whatever fucking happens in the fucking future. In my personal opinion, again, I can't fucking prove that, right? So like you know what I mean so like I so I understand regular people being like yeah these, these guys are like like you, like what Eminem was saying there on some level there was fucking a truth to it but because he's an establishing guy going at Trump Trump and 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 the and the establishing people online trust me just because they say they're not establishing people they are basically fucking establishing people because they're establishing people online essentially they can pretend like oh my god these mainstream establishment people are going at Trump, so that must mean Trump is actually doing right and all that kind of shit. And because they purposely don't fucking call out Joe Biden, because they purposely don't call out Joe Biden on shit, it makes it look like, oh my God, they're favoring Joe Biden. But no, it's actually, in my personal opinion, favoring Trump because they've given you the impression. Meaning if, if Trump was really being fucked with and all this stuff was happening to him, that and, it, and he was a genuine fucking victim, then even the people on the internet would not fucking give a shit about it. The fact that there's so much fucking pr- promo and hype behind it shows me where, you know, where they are with this shit. So, like, so Eminem not going at it, because, again, 2016... Or 2017 when Eminem put out that anti-Trump, one of the anti, not the fucking one in the BT in the BT, um, you know I forget what it was, I don't know if it was, it was the Hip Hop Awards or just the BT Awards. I'm talking about this one, this one before the election where he fucking just basically went at Trump a little bit. But then I was I, I was like, you know, he should go at Hillary too because you know they screwed over Bernie and all that kind of shit. So they make it seem like they're favoring 
one fucking candidate or something like that. But but Eminem but Eminem has always kind of been planning on going more to the right wing fucking side essentially. Like you, know, you like for example like, like like okay listen I'm not saying this Melly Mel fucking diss is like the best fucking thing ever, right? But this is far like for someone okay, I, I get it because when someone is a legend and they do one style it, it doesn't age like you know in the it doesn't age well in the fucking um it doesn't age well in the um. In the current style that we're in, right? But maybe because I have MC Hammer's diss in 2010 to Jay-Z as, like, one of the worst diss songs ever. Maybe this is... I, I don't think... I'm not saying this is the best fucking song. I'm just saying I don't think it's as bad as everyone's fucking saying is. If, if this dropped into the, in the 2010s, there would be more people that would be on Melly Mel's side. You know what I mean? Like, people have, like in 2010s, people had a fucking lie that... Ja, like, when, when, when they're resurfacing Ja Rule again... People had to, like, legit fucking lie and say that fucking Ja Rule is better than Eminem. Like, I, I, and again, I'm not one of these people that fucking... Like, I'll admit that in the, in the 2000s, I kind of fucking bought into, like, Eminem if you sense propaganda in the sense that, like... Well, it, 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 they beat him so badly, I don't even want to listen to any of his songs, basically. And then you had to lie about his... You know what I mean? Like, I'll say that I, I, I enjoyed him... Uh, even 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 after the fucking beef, you know, I would like a certain amount of songs that you know what I mean, but I wouldn't fucking be promoting it. You know what I mean? So again, like you know, public percep public perception and bullying does affect people's fuck. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like you know, if how if they want to kill someone's career, they could fucking and then you have Chappelle on top of that, also using Jaw Rule as a punching bag, whatever. So then. Ja Rule just ended up becoming a fucking joke. Everyone has to make the same joke about what would Ja Rule do and all that kind of shit. I I, I actually think uh, Dave Chappelle did more fucking damage to... I think Dave Chappelle did more damage to Ja Rule than uh, 50 Cent or Eminem did. But this is the Melly Mel... This is part of it. No apologies. This ain't a disclaimer. I'm the king of legend. The first Hall of Famer. Making diss tracks. I know you with that. Now everybody get ready for the kickback. Why you hurt? Why you mad? Now you look bad. Like a roach just crawled out of your book bag. In a pack clad. You lack clad. How is that bad? Because you gotta suffer the backlash. The top five is cap. You the piss that's on the floor. In the elevator of rap. Why you ducking on the game when you shit on my name? Why they put Pee Wee Herman in the Hall of Fame? I would give you a pound, but I break your hand. I got the lawyer so white, he will take your land. Yo, check your man, come and look at your friend. Cause I think that I'm never popping pills again. We call him Pill Clinton or either Pill Gates. What pill did homie take to make him hate the great? Think you are, but you ain't. Still, you made a mistake. Hit him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'ma give your fans one more chance to go online and re-energize that romance. After that, say your last goodbye. Cut before I put Matthew's likes out of turning off the fucking Wi-Fi. Another little kid. Don't hate the great. More white chalk. More yellow tape. Who that? Who that? Billy Bell. See, I don't... See, okay, I'm not saying this is the, the, the greatest, but he stuck to his style that he used to do. And he kind of fucking, you know, like... I think he did some decent wordplay with it, whatever, you know what I mean? I mean it's, obviously, it's not going to fucking affect Eminem's fucking career. But if, if this was Lord Jamar doing this in 2010s, there'd be more support for Lord Jamar. But now, because we're pushing back against, like, if anyone makes a critique about Eminem's whiteness, right? I know by the gatekeepers, it might be done in a generalized fucking way. But if you actually had, like, a real discussion about, like, 
how fucking white executives wanted another... Like, I, I, again, I always said that I don't think Eminem was totally on board <laughs> with that. That's why he always kind of... That's why I always appreciated him showing love to, like, you know, the legends and all that kind of shit, or making reference, or trying to, like, inco- incorporate some of his favorite rappers' styles in his fucking songs. So for people that might not be aware of them, they would, you know, th- at least the real ones would go and do that. There's always duality with some of these fucking public figures, right? And then when they're supposed to fucking, you know, turn heel, become a bad guy again, uh, you know what I mean? They, they, they have to make it see- so, like, you know, in the 2010s, people are ready to cancel him. When you could have fucking, you know, actually, you know, like, you know, gone in in depth about, about, like, you know, like, more of a commentary on how the music industry is fucking run. More so than just making Eminem like, oh, he's white, so he's, he's whack. I still don't believe that, whatever, right? But then, but then because that becomes, like, the public perception, then people feel like, oh my god, somebody, Eminem is being piled on. Even though Eminem is still fucking benefiting, he's doing fucking fine. But now, somebody like Melly Mel coming at him in an era where people are, like, sick of, like, you know, um, of, of people um, calling out, like, calling out white people. Especially how public figures, public, public figures do it in a generalized fucking way as well, right? So then it makes it, so, so, then, so there's a bunch of fucking bad faith actors that are telling other regular white people, CEO, they're hating you for being white, you gotta stand your fucking ground type of deal. So it feels like more people are now, like, in 2020s defending Eminem on some fucking level. So, you know, not, not the Trump, even though the Trump supporters are, you know what I mean, like, there's still some conservative, conservative that still love Eminem. But the fucking, like, obvious Trump supporters, they're going to pretend that they hate Eminem, even though they're kind of on his fucking side. That's what I feel. I'm just saying. I don't think it was as, that. I don't think it was as bad as everyone's saying it is. I'm, I'm not saying it's good or anything. That I'm, I'm like. I'm not saying I'm going to be bu- bumping this, whatever. But when people are saying this is like the worst fucking thing ever, I was expecting like you know. I was I was really expecting MC Hammer level fucking shit with the. Let me see. MC, let me see if we can find that MC Hammer. You saw him posted it. You don't have to put it because no one probably gets the reference. So I, 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 that's the only thing I could find from it, you know what I mean? Let me see what it is. Someone posted the song, I don't think, one minute of the song. See, this was more embarrassing to me.
I know he's trying to go for it, but it still wasn't that great. And there's like a whole dick devil. It's like Jay-Z running for the devil on this. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's what's really happening right there. But it's it's again when I look at the if I look at this fucking game like it's pro wrestling it's a to me at least you can say you can fucking dismiss my fucking way of thinking and my process I don't really give two shits. Um, but you know it's, it's a five hundred episode so I, I I gotta bring all the hot takes. No, I'm joking. It doesn't really fucking matter. I I, I know I I I would call I I will I will boast about I'll boast about doing the five hundredth episode, and watch my fucking trolls go. Oh, he's just talking into a phone. He's just a caller, and he's boasting. I know you're still listening. You're paying attention to it. So maybe the podcast is kind of a fucking hit in your fucking head, where your fucking circle is fucking talking about it non fucking stop. But no, I I feel like I I can see like where the trajectory is going because if I know that where the world's fucking heading. And, you know, how evil it's going to fucking get even more, which is probably why a lot of these fucking people that fuck with different people feel comfortable fucking doing it because they feel they're on the protected fucking side of it. I don't know. Like I, I can see, you know, with uh, with Neo, for example, the R and B singer Neo. He did, again with the call. I was listening to his. Uh, sometimes Vlad has like different people now interviewing, so it doesn't have to be him dominating the interview. But some of these hosts, I mean, the one guy is pretty decent, but there's one chick, Gloria. She's still kind of like you know, like you know, kind of greening the gills a little bit with like her you know interviewing thing. But, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, it always just seems like the people that are fucking, she's interviewing, like, you know, the people like, like TJ Kirkland, uh, you know, TK Kirkland, and, you know, uh, and then Neo, whatever, like, are, are just trying to fucking actually just hit on her and shit. You know what I mean? I, and, I, you know, it is what it is. But what the cold, so he basically is, an, basically he's trying to get himself canceled by, you know, whatever people who are in the industry that can, you know, who who have the advanced fucking knowledge and know how this insider shit works. Then add add the plus that if you go on DJ Vlad's fucking platform, a lot of them and a lot of the people who, with their own platforms afterwards end up doing edgelordy or like right-wing fucking talking points and limiting the fucking scope. And I don't think it's a coincidence. It's like, it's like Vlad has his own... Uh, stable of whack packers that are used to be celebrities and shit like that because everyone ends up becoming a fucking parody at some fucking point even if you had like a a solid fucking run but what the call that he was doing uh like again he 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 
the way he was doing, he was falling into, uh, I don't know if he was being completely anti-trans, or, like, maybe he, he supported it, but, like, he was kind of in, in my mind frame a few years ago about buying into, like, oh, they're doing surgeries on kids, and I don't really fucking fuck with that, whatever, um, you know, at, at, a, at a really, really young age, and, like, that wasn't really going on, and also there's other fucking elements, because everyone thinks that, uh, that, like, you know, like, I fell in the same category of, like, like you assume that because something LGBTQ, like, you know, like, especially trans-related, it automatically, for some of the people that fucking are reactionary towards it, think it's, like, something sexual or whatever. When, like, it's, like, a part of, you know... And so then they dominate, and they make it seem like the people that are... Uh, like, they dominate so much that the controversial opinion online is designed for fucking um, sensationalized... Like, I'm sure if there's trans people in, like, you know, I'm talking about in the generalized community... The, like if they, if they were like you know like I'm sure they'll be going hey you know what I'm not gonna cancel Neil I want to educate this guy on why he's wrong about it be, you know, but people act like because there's people online that are already, already like sensationalist accounts and I feel like some of them are actually secret fucking right wing accounts that automatically make it seem like oh my god the liberals like or or if, the, if these people are real for example then like it's like people who are on the conservative side who are trying to fucking cancel. So then someone like Candace Owens sweeps in and basically, uh, you know, she uh, now is like defending him. Now all of a sudden she and then and then what what's making this marketing so fucking great as well is that uh, the PR team to make it seem like, oh, my God, they trying to like like the like like um like like being pro trans is like this fucking cult and all that kind of stuff that the PR team is scared to offend the trans community. So the so they put out a fucking apology and then Neo had to look like a badass by going, "Hey, that was my PR team doing that. I am fucking standing by what I fucking said." You know, let me see what some people are fucking saying. Hold on. But I'm telling you, these guys are fucking, you know, are, 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 are you know, are, 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 are being paid to have this fucking viewpoint. They're just making it seem like they're the ones that have the controversial, genuine fucking viewpoint. And because, like, regular people who are still probably confused about all this trans stuff as well, like, people go, you see, regular people also feel this way. Yeah, but it's like, because a lot of the people who pretend to be regular, like, all these celebrities that pretend to be regular fucking people... They're the ones that are fucking telling the regular people that this is all, like, they're, you're manipulating and manufacturing consent for regular people who might not be aware, like, genuinely might not be aware of, like, like, the nuance in the conversation, all that. You're the ones that are fear-mongering to them, basically. And, and again, I, I can just see when somebody's trying to fucking get themselves canceled. That's just my fucking personal opinion. And then we treat these celebrities like, oh, they're just like some regular, like, 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 like what Jamie Foxx did. Like, even if he didn't have, like, malice intent, he knew that it was going to be fucking controversial. Because everything these celebrities do is like they're playing a fucking script now. Like, like dude, we, we, we literally have fucking discourse about fucking Drake. And people actually think this is fucking real. I, I, like, it's so obvious that it's a fucking sketch. Or like, like, you know what I mean? That's being presented as, as it being real, but, like, Drake pulling up on some at somebody's fucking date randomly 
and then basically trying to fucking get the woman to leave with him, basically, by showing the Tupac ring. It's like, do the, like, like, it's a, it's a caricature level fucking shit now. Like, I don't buy that fucking as being genuine at all. I mean, I'm sure he could do that for real. Like, it's probably what a lot of these celebrities fucking do, like, you know. But, like, maybe Drake's the, like, the representation of it on the surface. Like, and here's another one. What's it called? Wade Brady just came out as pansexual, right? Now, because pansexual means that like he, he, he also probably engages with men as well, obviously, right? Now, what's it called? Because they use celebrities to, you know, they use celebrities if they do something fucked up to then uh, demean the generalized community, right? When, when they, when they, when they find, find, that's why I say the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. If that person is, uh, you know, if that person is, um, if if that if that person is, um, like into something fucking weird, like like I'm not saying I'm not saying oh be like like them being trans is weird. I'm saying if they're into something else that's fucked up, like you know what I mean. It's like they have. It's it's like it's like you are propping up people. Who are supposed to have solidarity with the community, because people are looking for some some type of solidarity with like a public figure. Everyone seems to be going in the regressive fucking thing. So people in the regular community, like regular communities, might be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool, whatever." Dylan McVeigh, whatever. Some people might like go overboard and think that, think this person's a fucking hero and shit like that, right? Like you know what I mean? Like I, I like, like you you can go props for the solidarity, but you don't have to fucking then base off all your. Like, belief because Dylan Mulvaney said something. You know what I mean? Because then if, if they're after something fucking shady, you don't think the right wing is then going to use that to generalize? And that's what they fucking do with, like, you know, a lot, a, they use the celebrity shit. So because every celebrity is getting canceled, is, is this where we're going to find out that Wayne Brady has been into something fucking unsavory and fucked up? So then they can go, you see, it's people in this community, in the LGBTQ community that are doing horrible fucking shit. And it wouldn't be because he's part of that community that is the reason why he's doing horrible shit. He'd probably be doing horrible shit because he's in the fucking mafia fucking system where everyone uh, has to do fucking fucked up shit there, basically. That's what I fucking seen from the pattern that I'm fucking seeing. You, you might be playing them out over the next, uh, over the last, over the last decade or last 20 years. About what fucked up things are going on, but do you not see a pattern about like there's something going on in show business? The only time you can weaponize it against show business is when you have to do an anti left message because showbiz seems like it's more liberal because on the surface they claim they're about diversity and more fucking, you know, more nuanced ideas, but it's like always limited. So you always have fucking, uh, 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 you always have a fucking negative perception of fucking anything diverse. Like, you always say that it's the, that's the agenda, not that the fucking stuff that was by default in, in the atmosphere, like, 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 that isn't propaganda, but, like, you know. Like, everything's just become, like, you know, political fucking theater for everyone. Uh, you know, like living vicariously and acting like the celebrity shit is just like 
uh, acting like the celebrity shit is like, it's, it's like, you know, like, you're making it seem like, like, you, people actually have a fucking, a dog in the race with those Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez fucking thing. You know what I mean? With the cold, like, it was one of those obvious ones where, like, it's making it seem like Tory Lanez is the one that's fucking suffering, even though there's a lot of online presence of funded accounts that are the ones that are favoring him. And I think it was kind of revealed in this fucking sentencing that what they call the lawyers did give something to academics, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, and because academics was going fucking wild about it. Like, it seemed like he was being... It's like these content creators get funded to be mercenaries, to go and fucking, you know, fu- fuck with anyone who gives them the fucking, you know, the right amount of money. That's what Howard Stern used to do, I feel. A lot, a lot of these guys do that. You know, that's how I fucking feel about it, at least. I don't know. That's why with this whole Vivek thing, too, like, again, that's why I'm saying people shouldn't... People on the left have made a mistake... Of not fucking at least, like I'm not saying you have to buy into every fucking conspiracy theory, because because the ones that are being promoted now are more going to the right wing direction. While maybe ten percent might have valid fucking questioning that needs to be asked about certain fucking things, but if you let the right wing run the ball with some of the ten to ten percent that might be fucking true, when it gets proven true because it's in the, it's in design, you know what they call they're the one that will get the fucking credit, and that the part of me wonders. If some of the people who claim to be left, like, like, PYT would always end up fucking, uh, uh, being, like, not having any nuance with the conspiracy and always misrepresent it and all that kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? And they do that purpose, purposefully because, um, you know, they'll do that purposefully because they wanted people to be pushed more to the fucking right. And then now they're embracing some of the more right-wing fucking conspiracies. But yeah, that Vivek guy is like, you know, let me see. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, like Lee Fang is ta- like for, for example um, well, I'm trying to see whatever um, let me see let me put a Saudis See, Lee Fang, so, so what they called, um, he asked us today that he was deeply offended. So Vivek, um, you know, Rama Swami says, uh, you know, he was deeply offended that I don't, he, that he doesn't, that I don't trust the government, uh, told us the full, like, I don't trust the government told the full truth on 9-11 commission report. See, again, this is like, like, he, again, these guys are act like, John, you know, they're going to act like Johnny come lately is basically on this whole fucking thing. 
where like other people were fucking also questioning this, but they also did deeper fucking shit to like, you know, like, and, and, and it's, it's not like going in the right wing fucking direction. You know what I mean? It's like, it goes, FBI quality declassified document 2001 that definitely revealed government lied to the public about basic facts of the Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. So he's still using the Saudi angle. Until document was declassified and changed the story 20 years later. But basically, Lee Fang is like, Vivek accurately points out that yes, the U.S. government did suppress the truth about how the Saudi intelligence agent helped settle two of the 9-11 hijackers in the U.S. providing cash, housing other assistants. But the thing is, like, those other fucking governments that were fucking, those other fucking government, um, like, like, you know, like, other funded people from different governments that were also kind of involved in this. Like, that Israeli art stuff. I'm not saying it's only, like, people who only say that it's fucking, you know, like, I used to fall for that fucking thing where I thought, like, because they weren't mentioning the art students thing, or the fucking, you know, the, the, the um, the, you know, the, the, the two uh, is- Israelis that were, you know, filming the event, and then on, on, on a show in Israel, like, there's clips of it where they're fucking talking about how they were told to go document the event. But I'm not trying. But I'm not trying to say that. Oh, it's oh, just only. But like you know, look, look at other countries that were also helping involved with that. I don't know why. Again, that's why people people who poo poo on the idea that it's like an it could it could have been an inside job. It's like what are, like like what are you fucking doing? Like what the called? Look what fucking benefited the fucking system after all this fucking happened. Why couldn't you fucking possibly think? They still people still do business with the Saudi Arabia fucking government. If you're so offended that they fucking did that. But you only got to make it seem like, well, it's the money. It's like, well, you don't think they believe in their fundamentalist beliefs also? But if you're just using the Saudi angle, you know. And again, if, if something is, is proven true about this shit, even though... Trust me, this Vivek guy, he's not, they're they're using something that could be, that that could be revealed as being true eventually, um, so that this guy gets fucking credit, so you go, oh look, see, the Republicans were the ones that were actually asking the questions, and the Democrats, and by design, the Democrats fucking do that, like, 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 even if he's pushing for it, he's not a fucking truth teller, this guy, this guy's trying to get fucking Juneteenth cancelled. So, so now people who think he's real about this will think, oh, well, then he must be right about canceling Juneteenth, basically. He's just being backed by fucking white supremacist fucking handlers who are basically making him fucking, you know, come out with this shit so he can get propped up as a nice fucking guy. Was the moon landing real or fake, Vivek? Was the what moon landing? Real or fake? I have no evidence to suggest it was fake, so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it was real. Okay, 9/11 inside job or uh, exactly how the government tells us? I don't believe the government has told us the truth. Again, I'm driven by evidence and data. See, wh- I've seen in the last people summer- pe- people people have pointed this out, right? And this and this is, and, and it just it's fucked up because there's people who were like like for example the Corbett report. He was a Canadian dude. I think he lives in he lives in Japan. I think he lives in Japan or or, or whatnot. I, I I know he was all over the fucking world. Whatever. He just seemed like one of the less reactionary type of content creators out there. 
And I thought, like, he did a good job, like, summarizing 9-11 in five fucking minutes. And then now, like, you know, a lot of these guys that were in the 2010s were these content creators that were, like, supposed to be, like, truth-tellers about the fucking world. They've all now kind of leaned more towards the fucking right. But, like, you know, when, when people would fucking, like, piss on, like, you know, Alex Jones or anyone who's conspiratorial... Like, when you shit on the, like the, 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 you shit on the idea of a conspiracy existing, then it's like, holy shit, you're fucking, you know, like, at least, like, like, you, you mean the establishment person would come off less credible than Alex Jones, even though then Alex Jones would go on and do his own fucking craziness. You know what I mean? But, but, but for, but for a while there, the fucking people that were lesser established, it's like wrestling. When someone, when a new fucking character arrives and you're already bored with, like, the establishment character like John Cena and all that kind of shit, these guys seem appealing to you. You're like, okay, well, they're probably the truth tellers, but, like, they're also actually legit fucking heels because they also have their own version of fundamentalism that they're trying to fucking do. But yeah, so yeah, Tory Lanez was fucking, you know, was, um, you know, Tory Lanez was, uh, sentenced. And then, the, the, and, and, like, to make this a complete fucking parody, to make it seem, because Tory Lanez is supposed to be, like, playing, like, the role of, like, the comedic fucking heel, basically. Like, because, like, like, like he has 76 letters, and one of them is from, like, some, some, um, someone in the community. Like, you know, some, like, uh, someone, uh, like, who, like, st- studies fucking hair loss, basically. So basically, like, basically one of the letters is basically his, let me see what what, what exactly it was. Tory. Let me see exactly what it was, let me see. It's like so over the top, whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like we're in a, One of the 76 letters that Tory Lane submitted to judge was a doctor who treated him for hair loss. The doctor wrote Tory Lanez has helped others in the community suffering from hair loss. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, when you put shit like that, man, like, it, it comes off like, like, at least, like, this portion of the fucking discourse comes off like a boondocks episode. But then he also had some politicians and people in law enforcement that also did that, so I guess it represents. And the other person who got fucking shit for uh, giving a letter also was Iggy Azalea, even though she's, like, denying that, like... She had malice intent. She only, she doesn't really know him that fucking well, but it's supposed to represent that, like, the people that are supposed to be heel are representing for Tory Lanez. But, like, to me, it's, part of it is, like, if there's something that's getting, like, because I, I personally believe that both Megan and Tory are both cogs in this fucking story, and one of them is, like, one of them has to fucking, like, for example, like, like, like Megan really got fucking shot. But because, like, she knows that this is, like, an initiation storyline, like, a, like, a organized fucking way for the entertainment dollar, she's still getting fucking harassed. Like, you know, you, 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 these people still are dealing with it because it's, it's, it's not, like, their fucking fault in the sense that, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones that are organizing it. You know what I mean? Like, they're being put into this, and Tory Lane has to be the fucking villain. But since we're going to a more misogynistic route... Like, to me, part of it fucking feels like, will there be something that fucking, you know, ends up proving Tory Lanez right, and then they can, like, the misogynistic fucking delegation, you know, the conservatives can then basically double down on, you know, uh, double down on fucking, you know, hating Megan and kind of, like, using it as an example of, this is why you shouldn't believe all these women and all that kind of shit, because it feels like a lot of these situations with celebrities is to help manufacture fucking consent for when real shit fucking goes down. 
Not to say that this wasn't a fucking real like 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 like, like the contact like like the, the shooting and all that was fucking fake. But when it comes to celebrities, it's always like you know what I mean. Like like th- th- like this is their roles now. Like this, this like this shit is exploitative reality show shit. This is what's become the quote unquote entertainment. Just just look at the way fucking TYT was covering the the brawl at Montgomery. Like, 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 if, if you explain that, what to call, like, these things are, like, even if these people get records and all that kind of shit, because, like, they're still getting, like, getting fucking, you know, uh, compensated from, like, the, with digital currency, if anything that's on the fucking discourse makes people fucking money. But, like, the, like, the way that, what to call, like, if you explain that, because, again, with the fucking need for 24-7 news cycle, it's like you're, it's, it's like these hosts are treating this shit that's going to have real-life consequences of creating more divide, and they're making it seem like this is America's funniest home fucking videos. So, Jenks for one of the black guys who fucking used a chair on the woman to get get full charges, basically. You know who I want fully charged? I want the people who organized the fucking beating and the fucking who organized the viral fucking moment to be the ones that get arrested. You know what I mean? Like it, it was designed. Like, like, like I told you, what the fuck with, with, with the writer strike? Like a lot of people are not gonna have fucking television, like like actual television and all that shit to watch because it's all gonna be like AI. It's gonna be like a mockery and all that kind of shit. So now, like you know, the celebrity shit that's playing out for the discourse has now become where the fucking entertainment and the movies and television are going essentially. Like, now we're looking at fucking Anna Kasparian and Cenk Uger being fucking, you know, breakout stars in the entertainment form while they pretend like they're fucking progressive. And listen, I'm not a vouch, uh, a Vosh fucking guy, whatever. But, brother, but Cenk and Anna are clearly... Like scared to fucking debate this, like because they know that the pivot they're fucking making, they are more comfortable going on fucking shows. They're more comfortable going on fucking shows, where like they're trying to appease the right wing by making it seem like, see, I'm the same fucking progressive. When you actually fucking see him fucking debating other people that claim to be left, like the thing is, the thing is with with Vosh. I'm not, like, a fanboy of him. I listen to some of the stuff he says occasionally. But, like, some of, like, the edgelord stuff where he has this, this like, you know, this, like, soulless demeanor when he says it. Like, it, 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 I've always been creeped out by that. But then does that represent that, like, like you know, like, he had to do edgelord shit and then he got to more of the socially conscious shit. And then because he's, like, you know, he's been fucking back and forth kind of ultimately, he ends up being a heel as well, right? So, this is Jank responding to the, the idea about Vosh, basically. This is Gilbert Liff. Uh, brother uh, gave a lot of money uh, for me to read this comment, so we'll do it. Uh, Jank, so Vosh responded to the clip of you yesterday by saying that he's not a grifter and that he thinks there's a gas leak at TYT. Okay, that seems clever. Uh, he said he thinks very highly of you and Anna. Well, he has a curious way of showing it. He calls people that he thinks highly of bitches? And um, the R word, is that what he does? That's yeah. what he does? Hmm, yeah, he's got okay. a curious way of showing that high regard, uh, but feels justified in informing his audience that he disagrees and was shocked by the response he got for Anna. Uh, Listen, so- I think Vosh is trash. 
Okay. So then, why did you have him on then to do a fucking whole thing about how how men are being again like that that segment with both of them were kind of a fucking dead like I mean yeah so there's regular men out there that feel like oh look there's like you know anti men anti men sentiment and all that kind of shit but the, t- the normally the type of fucking men that they go oh feel sorry for are always the ones that are seemingly crossing over and being marketed. To like basically be fucking these larger than life fucking characters. Like I'm sure, and that's how regular fucking people, regular men probably fucking you know feel like like because again it's, it's the same thing back in like in the in the in the, ni- in the, in the late nineties when there's like a, 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 a surge of like at least in Canada it's like always been more liberal so there's always like women that thought like oh because I'm a like being that like like there'd be self like women that would self like do self respect and kind of stand up for themselves kind of because like yo it's a woman's world kind of thing whatever right. And, and the thing is, like, sometimes it would come across, like, well, like, yo, they can fucking be sensationalist and fucking deem all men this. So you thought that, and, and then you know that, like, in the 2000s, they started being this edgelord shit of pushing back against women that fucking, you know, uh, you know, any type of fucking feminism that exists. You think feminism is, like, this horrible fucking thing. So I, I always I always notice that too, especially and also with with race as well. I saw that being being done, and I feel like all that shit is now being used in like the two thousand twenties, in like you know the current aesthetic how you, how you do it. And if you actually genuinely do va- watch Vosh on a regular basis, you also know he's trash. Which makes me wonder why do you keep writing into us, urging us to have that trash on our show? And yes, Vosh, I think you're garbage. I think you're trash found a lot of interesting things about what you had to say about the transgender community. Here's one thing about Vosh. He doesn't fucking hide what he... Again, I'll give him that fucking credit. He doesn't actually hide from... Like, she's acting like she... Like, goes, oh, I've got you saying anti-trans stuff and saying the R word. It's like, dude, he... One thing I know about him, he, that he fucking addresses that shit. Like from from what from what I see, she's acting she's acting like she's doing a big gotcha, but she's just really pissed off that people are actually calling out some of the stupid shit that they're fucking saying because they're nervous that they're making a right wing fucking pivot. That's what it is. They, they, that's why they, they claim they're done with the culture wars. Yet if if they're like had the talent that they say they do, because their audience only because again their new right wing audience doesn't care about their actual nuanced... Like, they don't even care about Anna's fucking stupid humor, Jake's stupid humor. They want when fucking... What keeps them interested is when Anna and Jake go at people on the left. You know what I mean? So that's why they keep fucking doing it. And then they act like they're the ones that are not fucking doing anything at all whatsoever. Even though, like, they're the ones that fucking started the whole birthing person shit with a cold... Even though she has done a fucking video about how it's being used in a medical fucking context. scrub the internet of those videos i found them i'm really curious why you thought it was okay to say the kinds of things about them that you did including the fact that you think that they have mental illness they're struggling with mental illness that's what this is about they're the most toxic people on the here's the thing people who are from marginalized communities could have mental illness but it's not because of like who like of like oh like oh if someone's gay or trans oh that automatically it's not like that but like if you're like like you know from a marginalized community that fucking always like like even even regular people like regular people who 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 are you know just like like not not a part of marginalized community you can by by nature you'll have mental illness because society is so fucked up so now imagine with with the amount of fucking normalized fucking hatred 
that exist and has always existed in society? Wouldn't people in certain communities have a men- would have mental illness, but not because of who, not because like they're transgendering and that, but maybe because society is so fucking evil and so fucking shitty that that the, the, they're normalizing propaganda to make people who 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 identify however they identify to basically seem like they're the biggest fucking monster on the fucking planet. You don't think that's gonna fucking play? You know, uh, you know. So I don't know if, if I didn't hear that clip. I didn't see that clip. So Vosh is saying, but or he was saying because they are transgender, that means automatically they're mentally ill, right? People, you know, automatically people people would fucking say something like that. Then what the call? Then the, yeah, that, that's fucking shitty for him to fucking say. And maybe he apologized, but Vosh doesn't seem like someone that hides what he used to fucking say though. I think people always, from what I see online, people always bring up shitty fucking says. Seats. I'm ready to show them. But calling me a bitch turf because I just don't think that it's, um, you know, politically advantageous to refer to women as birthing people. Or- you know, see, again, you're a fucking liar. You're setting yourself up like you're the fucking victim in that. You went online and automatically fucking did that when no one was referring to you as a fucking birthing person. You wanted to appease your fucking right-wing audience. You don't have the balls to just admit that you're going for the right-wing grift. So you have to act like you're going on the defense when you guys are the ones that bad-mouthed the fucking left. You've been going on all these fucking shows bad-mouthing the left. And the people that you're saying are bad-mouthing you weren't even fucking bad-mouthing you at first. They're just fucking going, what's going on over there? You See, again, but by you thinking any criticism towards you means that what they call people are fucking attacking you, that's where you're fucked up. people with a uterus that's terrible i can't do that but you can no you can you can do that and you have been doing it just people don't have to fucking fuck with it people can fucking see that you're the in the midst of fucking normalized laws being passed you make this a fucking issue about you In the, in, in the midst of fucking normalized bullshit that's fucking putting fucking harm on their fucking community you fucking decide to do that when you have done a fucking story where you fucking basically said it's only in a medical fucking setting. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're a fucking idiot. And you go, oh, they call us names. Yeah, because you, you guys are doing it on a fucking purpose so you can, get, you can get people to react. So you guys can act like, oh my god. Because you're, you're only interesting when, to your audience when you're only a fucking attacking the fucking left. No one actually cares about your fucking opinions. No one cares about your stupid fucking jokes. You guys are not fucking funny. You don't have fucking charisma. Even your audience has to pretend. Even when you guys were on the fucking good side, with the call, I didn't fucking pretend that you guys were the funniest fucking people. Imagine having to work at that fucking place and pretend that Jank and Anna are fucking actually funny human beings. Some of the most disgusting things about the transgender community and then pretend like you have the moral high ground? You're garbage, Bosch. I don't respect you, which is why I don't want to talk to you. It's that simple. Yeah. But okay. you would, but, but also, so you, so you will not have to Vosh, but you'd want to go talk to other fucking white supremacist fucking jerk offs. You'd rather go talk to other fucking uh, white supremacist shitheads and fucking get propped up by all the fucking, you know, people that you claim you're against. Maybe with the call, the, the jig is up and you guys are ready to go on to your next fucking little grift that you guys are going to fucking do. While you guys pretend that you're not doing a fucking grift. 
So, look, guys, the thing I, I can't stand is when people say crazy, horrible things about us, and they go, what, 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 why are you grabbing me? Why are you grabbing me? He wants attention. He wants it so bad. Congratulations. No, no, no. You, no, no, no one's getting mad at you for fucking, uh, for saying something back. If, if you're being, if, if you're being attacked unfairly, people would be on your fucking side. If, if it was truly unfair, you guys fucking come out and fucking look for online engagement because you guys are fucking being paid by fucking Twitter or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, probably down beneath the fucking surface. You guys know that you're fucking the, the jig is up with you guys, and you guys know that you guys are fucking the ones that are going more to the fucking right wing. You guys know that you guys are lying to your fucking audience, and you're and you're and you're going on fucking other fucking shows, putting a fucking uh progressive fucking uh you know uh guys to the fucking to, to the right wing fucking uh, show that you guys want to fucking do so then it doesn't mean that people who are listening to you genuinely are are thinking that they're watching a fucking right wing fucking show that's what's so fucking dangerous about it and you're saying that people say that you guys are the ones that are saying crazy shit you're equating people on the left to the fucking far right fucking people who are already fucking trying to enable fucking fascism like it's a both sides fucking issue when it's more about fucking defending yourself from the right wing fucking bullshit that's fucking normalizing you got the attention you so desperately want you're trash that's what i think of you it's like, what? Well, okay, if, if, if you're gonna do shit talking with the cold, you gotta be fucking a lot more fucking clever with it. You, 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 guys, are, you guys are not good with the shit talking. You, you guys are fucking, like, 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 this is how mediocre you, like, the fact that you guys are propped up by the right wing for your, like, like even that them fucking, like, propping them up is gonna give them some, some fell, false sense of bravado to think that, like, whatever insult they're fucking doing, that they're actually doing it because Anna has to flail her fucking arms in the air because you can't keep control. Because they know that they're fucking wrong and they're being fucking called out and more people don't want, don't want to fuck with them. That's why they're so desperate to do the fucking progressive guys over their, their new right wing fucking show even though they'll pretend that they're covering other fucking things but they're doing more fear-mongering about shit i'm just calling you guys the r word and then stuff I, but why are you attacking me okay so guys to all it's not just about bush to all the criers out there who say horrible horrible things about us and then when we tweak you back, <laughs> but the the people the people that are fucking tweaking you back aren't even fucking going that fucking uh, hysteric about it. They're just fucking going, oh look, Jake and Anna are, are acting like they're not fucking mad, but they really are fucking mad. That's why they have to constantly keep addressing this shit. Like you, they get more, bu- they use the fucking co- the, the 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 commercial breaks they fucking do where they read users' comments. They use that for the uh, for the main fuel of 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 them go- going on the on the defense uh, on, on the offensive. They say that it's defensive, but it's really offensive on the offensive because they they went from the offensive from the get go. They just try to fucking manipulate it like you, they didn't go that direction need your stupid tears go away go away okay so fine you like i mean what am i gonna like I, look i'm willing to talk to almost anybody so you want to debate what are we gonna debate what are we gonna debate because you know you get fucking smoked that's why 
you know that he's, like, he, he can fucking actually dissect your fucking shitty little arguments because you're trying to limit the arguments while you pretend that you and Anna are fucking actually, you know, uh, you, you guys are actually against each other on some of these segments. You're doing that to cover your fucking ass because with the cold, uh, because people might fucking sue your organization for not letting them fucking come and speak their fucking mind and you're acting like, okay, so that's why there's been more of a, 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 a more of a focus on, on, on Jang not agreeing. And he has explained, like, see, she didn't agree with me, and this is why I'm going to tell you why I think, you know, he has doing this big setup. He's not smooth enough to fucking do it. My, my stutter is more fucking smoother than what, whatever Jang's antics are with their fucking right-wing fucking pivot. They aren't doing it smoothly at all whatsoever. They, they know they're going that direction, but they're also panicking at the same fucking time because they know they sold their fucking soul. But even your positions don't are not consistent. So am I debating the Vosh that hates trans people or the Vosh pretending to love trans people? I don't, I don't know, know who I'm debating. What's hot right now online? He'll okay, go, where's, the where's the money? Where's the money? Oh, have I, have I got you to talk about uh, about me? <laughs> have I got into your algorithm loop? Yahoo! Guys, there's you a guys are the worst at the shit talking. You guys really suck. But you know, through the views, etc., to attack us and then pretend that they're not. So. Like they're trash, exactly. They're so fucking mediocre, man. Jesus Christ. You're trash, Vosh. You're trash. Here's the you, you thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not even this big Vosh fucking fan even. You know what I mean? Try to just delete some of these. Uh... You know, I I just you know you, you, in the overall sense, you know, I just you know the the fucking whole thing has been fucking in my head with like what the trolls are doing. You know what I mean? But you know, just it's funny though. You you play possum, and then they you know as soon as they can take you know take take it out on you, they can. But the you know the they're worrying about me, but they're fucking analyzing you know how Howard's relationship with Jennifer Aniston and Jimmy Kimmel. Like I don't care if you have kids and you have a wife and you have a nice fucking like if that's your fucking like you know what you spend most of your fucking time on online then sorry you're a fucking you're a trash human being. Like imagine giving two 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 shits about oh my god what do you think Howard's doing with these the talking it, it, it's like they're, they're probably plotting out like you know the right wing fucking pivot but you guys are like oh my god they're just fucking liberals who are just gonna be sitting there bashing Trump not not, not really 
Like, go take your kids to get ice cream or some shit. You know what I mean? You're obsessing over a mentally ill fucking Pakistani while doing fucking revenge porn on ex-staffers and shit. By the way, it was called that, that, that Rachel Chandler chick also. She was honestly a recruiting manager at the Wayfair. And you remember like a few years ago, I don't know how, I forget how long ago, there's a whole thing about, which seemed odd to me, but people had an excuse for why there's nothing strange going on. Because it's the right wing that are always the one, I, when, the, when the right wing are the ones that think something is going on, and there might be something proven to going on, it's because they're probably behind it as well. But, like, there was, like, you know, like, you know, a cabinet that would go for, like, five bucks, and then it would go to, like, $10,000 or something like that. So people thought that they were trafficking fucking things in there. That, that wouldn't surprise me. So there's Rachel Chandler chick with a recruiting manager at Wayfair, and she, you know... <laughs> And then uh, the the brother of uh, uh, you know uh, of um, of Rachel Chandler. Uh. Well, maybe it's her account, but she has a picture with Eminem right there, basically. There's some Jimmy Jimmy uh, Jimmy Dore shit that I had her fucking talk about, but I don't know if I uh, already. Well, I'll talk about it now, anyways. But um, you know, he's going. He's doubling down with his like sophisticated anti-LGBTQ shit. You know. Um, so he's basically setting up like, oh, like he's setting up like, oh, just having a basic opinion about, um, you know, um, about uh, kids getting fucking, you know, kids getting, uh, you know, um, um, surgeries done on them. Like everyone wants it silenced. It's like, who's, okay, who's silencing you? You guys keep saying you're being silenced, but everyone keeps hearing your rhetoric. You're making people feel like they have to agree with your fucking rhetoric. You're making it seem so like, you know, hold on. So. Gender and biology. And you're also uh, concerned about what's taking place in the conversations around this, as, a, as am I. There's nobody could be more uh, pro-LGBTQ uh, and wh whatever, but... He has to fuck, he has to say... He, about, he, he has to It's coming to a point now, of course, where just like the establishment used racism to silence people who are anti-establishment, they're now using the threat of... But none of the people that you are fucking... None of the people that you claim are anti-establishment are establishment. 
if they, if they weren't established, I'm, I'm tired of this bullshit. What they call you? I used to b- try to buy into that too. That there's people that are kind of anti-establishment. There's no one that's anti-establishment. They act. Some people. That, what's worse about the quote-unquote anti-establishment people is that they are very much part of the fucking establishment. But they are just go, like they're, they're they're taking advantage of like the like the generalization or the limited fucking narratives that are presented. So that what they're called, you can act like, oh my god, I'm being the reasonable one by pushing back against this stuff. Because the mainstream media and like the Democrats, they won't fucking rep- like talk about fucking racism in like the like in, in like you know the, in the in the most in-depth fucking way possible. You know what I mean? There'll always be a limited fucking thing where it seems like it's just um, blatant name calling. When like like if you sat there and broke it down of why it is fucking racist, you would fucking be, be in agreement. But because people already know what the fucking tactic is, and they'll just say racism. People think that these guys who are sophisticating their racism are not really being racist at all whatsoever. Calling you anti-LGBTQ to silence you from saying anything rational. About Even though everything, every person that's claiming that are still fucking saying what they're fucking saying. Like, like you keep saying, oh my God, they're silencing people. I don't know. People keep fucking talking about it. How are they silencing you? Transgenderism or gender affirming operations for minors, right? And my theory is that the reason why this is so front and center, just like the same reason why the Washington Post and the media started talking more about racism when racism was actually going down, it's because the establishment needs these issues to distract us from the economic war that they're playing. Yeah, but all, but you, you, that's true to an extent where what they call like uh, they'll distract you with like limited fucking narrative of racism. But you're acting like you're not playing a fucking part in fucking doing the racism by denying like the fucking real implication. Like mean that you're you're gonna deny the impl- like the fucking far right wing fascism that's normalizing, and because you want to own the fucking libs because the libs might not fucking represent for it fucking properly. Well, let me see what else was here. Like, like he's trying to make these seem like, oh my god, this is a valid point. Like he's talking about, you know, uh, hold on a second. To let anybody uh, decide what they want to be, I have no. That's not. I don't have a dog in that fight. You want to say you're a woman. You want to say you're a man. That's fine. But when it crosses over, is when you start to like uh, uh, hurt children, and when you start to invade women's. If you cared about children, why aren't you concerned about? Why aren't you doing fucking hours upon fucking hours about a legal a legalize? If if Biden legalized a law. That fucking uh, that that did fucking child marriage. You you think Jimmy Dore would be? You think Jimmy Dore would be shutting up? But how come he doesn't talk about that? He's acting. He's acting like. See, this is what's so deranged about it. What, what what's so deranged about TYT and what Jimmy Dore are fucking doing? Like you you're gonna have to have something leaked out completely that actually exposes them for actually being right wingers behind the fucking scenes because they're never gonna cop to it on the surface. They're gonna present it like they fucking actually give a shit and they're making common sense arguments and all you are is a failed fucking comedian that got resurrected from the from from Peter Thiel to be this fucking boring talking head that has to have everyone laugh at your fucking shitty jokes. Probably had to bully his fucking wife to fucking, you know, to, to, to do that type of, to do that type of shit. He's a fucking coward. And, he pretend, and you've been exposed to the fucking coward. You couldn't even debate RFK because you're too busy licking his fucking dirty asshole. Spaces, right? So that's, so a lot of the trans activists, um, or the loudest ones, are misogynists, very misogynistic. 
And if you think that a biological male should compete in sports against a biological female, you're a misogynist. That's what that is. See, the, 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 that, see, again, it's such a fucking rare fucking issue. And the only reason why it's seeping in, they, because sports are so fucking popular that any news, like, you know what I mean? They, they, they seep in a bunch of political shit without you thinking that this is a political fucking opinion. But, like, they're, they're harping on our fucking purpose. So they make it seem like this is like, oh, it's going so out of fucking control. Can I, here's the thing, even before, like, the, uh, before I, I, I really knew about the, the overall existence of trans people, I couldn't explain to you bi- biology with fucking, like, in, in the sports shit. That's probably why I, I, I fell for Joe Rogan's propaganda, because I'm like, this guy is around fucking athletes all fucking day, he's been fucking training and all that kind of shit, so maybe he knows what he's fucking talking about as far as that shit goes on. But, like, he's another fucking talking head that probably got paid to fucking start doing the sophisticated anti-trans stuff. Because, again, you, you, you can only recognize bigotry, racism, and all that type of shit when, when it's, like, an obvious fucking, when it's an obvious, like, an overly obvious example that everyone can fucking point out. That's why they'll focus on, like, a celebrity saying the N-word in the past as, like, the main, like, oh, look, people can't even forgive that this was a long time ago. That, that gets the focus over the systemic fucking shit that goes on. You want to call me a phobe? Well, I'll throw it right back at you. you why do you hate women? Why don't you think women... I don't, I don't know. I'm going to call you. You're the one that's on fucking tape constantly fucking talking about how you want to punch women. Deserve to have their own spaces because they do. And why is it when they put transgendered women in a woman's prison, they end up impregnating women? Is, is that it, what women do? Is, is, that, is, that even, is that even true or did he just make something up completely? Because again, if, if I'm just a regular fucking person watching this and I hear him say that and you go, well, he's telling the truth about this. Like, is that even a fucking true thing? Or did you just throw that completely out there to fucking sensationalize even more so you can fucking make it seem like your point of view? Like, you're so fucked in the head. You think that your point of view is the more rational one. But all you want... Because you're you're too pussy. Because I know you wear your fedora hat and you talk louder than everyone and you pretend that you're an anti-war fucking person when you're really not an anti-war person. You're a pro-Putin jerk-off who fucking can't admit that he fucking is an evil piece of shit as well. But then you'll fucking pretend that Donald Trump is a fucking ultimate fucking victim. Why would anyone want to associate with Jimmy Dore? Isn't his, isn't his dad and brother a fucking cop? Why would you want to trust a cop? For their opinion on shit. This guy's probably a fucking fed himself. Women get other women pregnant? So, uh, XX chromosome, XY chromosome. Now I'm hearing that they're supposed to be on a continuum. That that can't be true, is it, Brett? You know. And then he goes. He goes. We're gonna get a minimum wage raise. We're never gonna get eighty percent of workers living paycheck to. Pay. If these if these guys know where the future is headed. They pretend like they're the ones that care about fucking, like, the working class and all that kind of shit. Yet they're the ones also making fun of fucking the writer's strike because because they're focusing on the celebrity part of it. So you make it seem like it's pretentious even though... Maybe because Jimmy Dore doesn't have, like, good writers on his fucking show. He pays, I don't know why he pays Kurt Mesker to write him shitty jokes. 
But like he, like this is when people are making. And again, I I used to fall for this too. But this is when people, public figures who are who have big platforms, are making a pivot to the right wing, where they pretend like the work, the minimum wage, and all that type of shit, like racism and bigotry and all that, doesn't also affect like doesn't affect that faucet. And you make it seem like it just just working class issues solely. But you're like completely denying fucking racism and how it's sophisticated because you you guys only recognize uh, a certain a version of what racism is. Check fixed. Half the country can't afford a four hundred dollar emergency. Fifty percent of wage earners earn thirty thousand dollar or less working full full time. We're never gonna fix those problems or end any of these endless wars as long as we hating half the country about races I, I, I don't know what to call I'm pretty sure racism plays into a fact of, of racism as well isn't it like normalized bigotry that makes you fucking have manufactured consent to hate certain people by by constantly putting in the fucking China lab so you, you, you're basically you've been doing the pro, the, the pro war hawk fucking China fucking thing as well and you say that you're anti fucking war you can't even fucking condemn Putin for again. If you're truly anti-war, wouldn't you also condemn Putin and also com- condemn whatever you feel Ukraine is doing? Where you're gonna justify to your audience so you don't give a shit about what happens over there because the alt media pretends like oh we're we're the ones who are more pure because the mainstream media was shit. It's like it's, again, it's like a, a another organization basing their fucking whole identity on the fact that the WWE fucking sucks or transgenderism which there aren't these things aren't real problems anymore in america is racism a problem yes is it as big a problem as it was no it's actually it's actually a bigger problem because it's normalizing itself a lot more at an aggressive fucking rate you don't recognize it because you're too busy getting duped by fucking uh the boogaloo fucking boys you're too you you you're such a fucking shitty fucking interview. You let fucking a boogaloo boy fucking fool you into thinking that he is a fucking progressive. Are you a fucking idiot? You're the fucking biggest fucking moron on the fucking planet, but you're surrounding yourself by fucking yes men. Who think you, you know? But they're called this guy. Clear, like this guy has fucking made mis- this guy fucking blames like his agenda on fucking a producer messing shit up when you got caught fucking fucking uh you know not fucking bringing in like the context for a certain thing that you're fucking saying and you got caught in uh, red handed and you didn't fucking say, and you had to blame a fucking producer. You don't take accountability for shit. So why would I fucking give a shit what you have to fucking say when you gave when you're supporting the fucking trucker convoy when you're fucking supporting fucking the uh. Um, like very far right wing fucking elements with the Boogaloo Boys and shit by by telling your audience, your progressive fucking audience, supposedly these guys are pro Black Lives Matter. They're anti cop. By the way, white supremacists can also be anti cop for their own fucked up reasons too. No. Is it as big a problem as it was 20 years ago? Hell no. Is it as big a problem as it was 30 years ago? F no. It's getting to be less and less. Same thing. So now there's this transgenderism problem, which they've invented. Invented. And nobody wants to have an honest conversation about No, no, no. People want to have an honest conversation. You guys say, you guys um, don't fucking let anyone with like, who, who can explain this to you on your fucking show. And you act like you can't have a conversation about it, even though you've been fucking talking about it nonstop and you're fucking getting pro- profit off of it for talking about it non-fucking stop. So I don't know what you're talking about. You can't have an honest conversation. You don't want to have an honest conversation. You just want to repeat that you are on the side of, oh my God, I'm just asking questions, even though you're not asking questions you're doing right-wing fucking talking points 
That's how simple it is. But it's just like nobody wanted to have an honest conversation about what happened with you at Evergreen. And here's proof of it. So there are these people doing gender-affirming surgery to minors. Now, let's remember, in the state of California, you can't use a tanning bed until you're 18 years old, even if your parents say it's okay. You're not allowed to use a tanning bed. But you are allowed to surgically remove your penis, to surgically re remove your vagina, surgically remove your breasts, even, no matter how old you are. And so they want to have a talk about this in Congress, right? And the Democrats don't even want to have the talk. In fact, they don't even want to hear a video from someone who specializes in performing these surgeries. So they were going to play this in the congressional hearing, a, a, a video of a guy talking about, a guy who does this at the University of Oregon. For so even if you found someone that does it, especially if it's coming from a right-winger, I personally think that they're fucking, you know, it's it's like pro wrestling. They're manufacturing consent by going, see, they recorded this and all this kind of shit. But I, I what I call, they're making it seem like things are being hidden from them. These people are so fucking cowardly. They fucking don't have the balls to just admit that they're going to the right wing direction. So they got to make it seem like, you know. But of course, because Putin's also anti, Putin's government also anti-trans. So Jimmy Dore wants to fucking you know get his material ready for that, so Putin can grab him by his gaping man pussy while turning him fucking out. While he, while he plays patty cake with his man pussy with, with his fedora fucking on his fucking shitty head. Living, he's a doctor. He does gender affirming surgeries on minors, and he's talking about it. You would, cons you would think the Democrats would want to hear from one of these people. Not only do they not want to hear from him, they don't, they don't want the video to be played in Congress. And when they do play it, all the Democrats get up and walk out. That's the same thing they did with ivermectin. So just don't... The oh, same thing they did... God, Jesus fucking Christ. This guy, this guy is still fucking hawking that shit. I'm glad I don't listen to this fucking show anymore. Holy shit, this guy has become so fucking horrible. But again, they, they can convince you by making it seem like they're censoring something. By, by making you think that they're censoring something, you automatically think, oh, wow, they actually don't want us to know about it. But if, you're, if, you have, if they didn't actually want you to talk about it, Jimmy Dore wouldn't even be mentioning it. Trust me, Jimmy Dore is not some ballsy fucking guy that's going against the fucking grain. He's just normalizing. He's normalizing a sophisticated version of fascism. To be, he's basically going to be on the basically. You know how he always goes off about the. He, he always goes to that fucking route and go. Dig. They, they fired Jesse Ventura for telling the truth about wars and all that. He's the guy that's on the fucking side of the fucking neocons who would have fucking fired um you know uh, Jesse Ventura for fucking ta talking about the fucking uh the, he wouldn't get fired. If, if he told you that their fucking side of the argument is to cause more propaganda to, to create more generalized fucking hate for the entire fucking community. And they'll have sensational examples that they'll use. Whatever. I don't know, man.
I'll be back in a second. Okay, it's 7.51. Um, again, I'm not in a hurry to watch fucking Dynamite. I don't want to watch. Again, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I used to watch live because I would interact. But everyone online is a fucking character now. So, you know, I just don't really give two shits about, you know, what's going on. Right now, there's some break, there's some breaking news that just I wasn't paying attention to the discourse because I, I again I I I wanted to you know concentrate on this. So I'll talk about it more later. But some dude was shot, you know, who made threats to uh, Biden. Like he has a whole history of it. You know, I guess this is again. I'm actually surprised they caught this guy. You know what I mean? Because normally they actually let the fucking you know Arkham Asylum weirdos they have on their fucking payroll. Or they have at their control to go and do something fucking, you know, erratic, essentially. But I guess they gotta show you that they can stop one before it actually happens, so... I'm sure people will make this guy a fucking hero or something like that, you know. Even though I don't believe that, you know, you should've fucking, you know, you should've maybe got him some mental treatment. But this guy, but, but, but again, like, this guy had, like, you know, a bunch of fucking guns and all that shit. Robertson posted that he'd heard President Biden was coming to Utah. Robertson made a threat, saying he would be cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. A.T. Smith is a former Secret Service deputy director and CBS News consultant. If, if the FBI was already fucking monitoring him, maybe you should have got him more mental, fuck, more mental fucking treatment and more mental health before you actually decide to go fucking, like, you know what I mean, before you, like, let him go. It's like they let this guy run fucking rampant for a while before anything was fucking done. I think this is about as extreme as it gets. Video shot by neighbors apparently shows the FBI raid, which began this morning, and at some point, explosions are seen. One neighbor said they heard around six gunshots and that Robertson's body was eventually brought out to the street. Early Wednesday, sources tell CBS News an FBI team tried to arrest Robertson at his Provo, Utah home, less than an hour's drive from where the president's traveling tonight. Some kind of confrontation ensued, and Robertson died in a shootout. The FBI had been investigating Robertson for five months. Okay, there's a shooter. I thought they went and just killed him, whatever. Among them, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, New York Attorney General Letitia James, and Attorney General See, Merrick Garland. People, pe- pe- of- pe- people are gonna go. Pe- people are gonna be alarmed because they're gonna buy, just buy. Oh, just uh, some random guy just being incited. I personally feel all these guys that become like you know sacrifices for the you know you, you know Nancy Pelosi said George Floyd thank you for your fucking sacrifice i think there's, there's, there's like it means there's faction warfare going on and some of these guys are fucking you know like allowed to exist because like you know they've kind of you know given their you know uh they've kind of given their fucking you know their loyalty to a fucking to a faction essentially it's not about, like, just, like, random people being, you know, incited to it, but, you know, you start out as a regular fucking person, but then you, they, you become what they make you become, basically. But this will, but, but again, this will make it, this will, um, you know, um, Trump will probably, Trump and his people will probably, like, pretend like this guy is completely innocent and everything and all that kind of shit. Because you know the right, you know the right wing will twist it into like, oh look, this is what the Biden Biden administration are, are, are killing, you know, uh, good citizens and all that kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what they're gonna be doing with that type of shit. 
Anyways, so you know, what I understood for the predictive protective orders I didn't understand before was like that uh, they're trying to fucking get Donald Trump not to talk about the fucking case. It's it's, it's like it's like they it's like oh look people are gonna be wondering with all these cases going on how does it all make sense for Trump and his people to be going on news media shit and fucking you know incriminating themselves and all that kind of shit. Or, or putting more information about the case. They've been doing that for a long fucking time, whatever. He's been doing it for a long time. So I guess now it's like they had to fucking go, okay, we need something kayfabe-wise to make it seem like, you know, we're actually doing some protective order or something like that. It's it's kind and it's kind of like uh, you know uh, Judge Cannon by revealing that there's two grand juries. People think that she was trying to rescue herself from the fucking case. Me personally, I think they could be something along the lines of uh, something something along the lines of like you know like basically kind of giving information out there so that if people want to go and activate, they go and fucking search out who the grand jury is in uh in in, in another fucking place. You know what I mean? Because Trump's already making threats to Fannie Willis, and then and then whenever they tell you about something that Trump was planning on doing the night of the fucking election and all that kind of shit, is like you know, uh, like when they tell you about that kind of shit, that it normally means that eventually he will try to fucking do that in the future. Even though like they're telling like but like but but us knowing about it would be like oh thank God we dodged that fucking bullet. Thank God we dodged that whole fucking thing. But it's you know it's I feel like it's 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 still coming in my personal opinion. The, that's why what's it called like you know like now you're like getting like people are getting you ready like they're making it seem like them bringing in more military like the national like someone in D.C. some uh, some some politician in D.C. won the national guard because of the crime wave is out of control and all that. But I'm sure your fear mongering about it is why people are fucking really, really fucking scared. But even if, again, even if genuine, genuine people are fucking like you know, uh, you know, are are scared about the crime wave and all that, um, you could like literally fucking explain that you know this shit is fucking funded to happen. It feels like they're normalizing more fucking excuse for why there needs to be more militarized police and all that kind of shit because things are getting out of fucking control so that they can fucking find a reason. For why it should exist before, like, you know, an actual fascist fucking takeover fucking happens. That's how I kind of fucking view it, at least, in my personal opinion. You know, and and right and right now, the perfect story right now for that type of shit, right, like, that perfect story for right now is by making it seem like, oh, because the Antifa guys that threw, the Antifa people that threw a milkshake at Andy, no. Like a couple of years ago, that's how I fucking I, I I heard about them from from this thing, and then people started playing clips about like how like he used to like have like an American he used to have like a like, like you know like you know a, a, an American voice whatever, and then all of a sudden like you know he started becoming like more fucking British so it's like has this guy been taken over by squirrels or something like that I don't know. But like everyone, but like you know this guy Cernovich and all these guys are acting like oh my god they let the cr- criminals out. But they, what they call they, they, they won't fucking help out uh, Andy know who's harassed. Uh, you know, they're making it seem like an assassination attempt. The guy's got a fucking, listen, I know it sucks he got a milkshake fucking thrown at you. But I, I don't feel fucking bad for this fucking guy. This guy literally normalizes fucking propaganda 
to his fucking, you know, to his audience, and the uh, and people in power have used some of his reporting for their fucking to like basically uh, to like you know like you know normalize their fucking right wing talking points of why you need to have more tough on crime and to have more fucking racist fucking rules that exist. Like this guy is not a fucking innocent fucking dude at all whatsoever. He's like paid to fucking do horrible fuck and say horrible fucking shit. By the way, Simone, uh, you know, um, Simone, Simone Biles is back in the discourse. Sure, like, you know, like, the assholes will, you know, try to fucking use her. If, she, if she's getting propped up by the by like, the liberals in the establishment, then the right wing will fucking, you know, add more to, add more to her or whatever. But, like, the thing, the thing is, like, like, the, the whole, the, 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 the whole mental, the mental illness thing, right? It, it, it exists with public figures, but, like, they're not telling you in depth on how, like, mean that, like, even if you become a figure of someone that speaks out of her mental illness, right, and because, like, the liberals are the ones propping you up, by na by nature, you're being put in a position where it's, like, designed for fucking right-wing people to fucking say some nasty fucking shit about you and fucking pile on you even more. But at least right now, she's having, like, a happy, like, you know, like, it's kind of like when, like, somebody, like, didn't do well at WrestleMania... And then they and they, and they're like a big rising star, and they kind of go away for a bit, and then they resurface, you know, and and not at a WrestleMania event, like you know, at like not like one of the big four, but just like you know, maybe a Monday Night Raw episode, or maybe a B pay per view, or something like that, and they show back up, and they get a fucking impressive fucking victory. So it's kind of like you know that like you know the, the wrestling element of it, basically. Let me see. I thought maybe she was. I thought like, is there more Olympics going on right here? I got you know because again, I can't keep with all these events. Let me see some. She placed first in a gymnastic convert um, in a gymnastic competition in, in two years. So it's kind of cool that she's you know back and doing things, but you know people are gonna you know basically kind of like you know. People are she, she's gonna be used for discourse basically. Well, because, like, you know, if if you, like, you know, like, uh, prop up someone that has a good fucking message, then people automatically think it's an agenda. And because also she's black, she's a woman, there's, like, you know, she, there's misogyny being, and racism running rampant, they're gonna fucking, you know, put her through the fucking discourse. So that's where I'm worried about the, about the mental, about the mental, uh, illness stuff. Because being put up as a cog in the fucking system to be fucking, you know, to have vitriol thrown your fucking way is not gonna, it's gonna fucking, you know, like, you know, it's, it's gonna be, you know, um, you know, something that's fucking like, like, like just like thrown in their face, basically. But, you know, I'm glad that she's back and going, I guess. But since they made her a discourse character, you know, she's gonna end up like, you know... But, yeah, she, I, I see clips of her, man. She's really fucking impressive, man. Maybe this is being booked for her comeback story the next time they do the Olympics, maybe. Anyways, it's 8.02 p.m. I might as well get over some wrestling fucking shit. Um, 
right, what happened right here. Yeah, what the call it? Yo, here's why I don't believe people actually give a shit about, um, you know, Lufisto, like uh, like the survivors of sexual assault because Lufisto made a post, and I think it was like from a couple of days ago also, where people someone was bringing in on the on the Reddit to like you know basically get a karma get karma out of it, whatever, right? But like she, they're making it seem like she's comparing what she's going through as sexual assault. But she's talking about like the the blame victim. That's how fuck she's saying. That's how people don't um like you know like that's how people don't um believe people who have like sexual assault claims and all that kind of shit. And what the cold um you know what the cold so then so people started fucking going yikes. Oh how dare she even do like say that? But you guys, when sexual assault is involved, you guys don't seem to give a shit at all. You guys have excused. Vince McMahon's fucking whole thing. You guys fucking um, can't even face that what they call Vince McMahon may have fucking covered something up for the military because of what Ashley Mazzaro went through. You guys don't even take sexual assault seriously. You guys, st- some of you actually think that Vince McMahon didn't do anything wrong at all whatsoever. You don't think what, like Vince McMahon fucking being a predator or anything like that. You don't think that's fucking wrong, but all of a sudden I'm supposed to fucking think you guys give a shit about sexual assault victims? Give me a fucking break. They're not they're not concerned about the again because it's 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 the internet so everyone thinks that but because they're cartoon villain it's not a big deal but people don't fucking you know uh, find it odd that you know Triple H is interacting with Elon Musk now I'm, I'm guaranteeing you this guy's gonna show up on a pay per view uh, or 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 a wrestling event at some fucking point. Like they're, they're gonna get fucking involved in in some fucking way. It's gonna be their way of doing it because WWE has been getting buzzed lately and all that kind of shit. It feels like like you know like, I I still feel like Elon Musk. I, I don't know if Trump will fucking be there, but maybe before the end of the year, I, I can almost bet Elon Musk will fucking probably be on television or like, be featured in some fucking way. But yeah, I mean Triple H loves racists, so I you know. The guy sat down with fucking um, what's that guy's fucking name? The guy who who, who um, Kissinger basically. Yeah, he he was. But, but people are not. People are never alarmed by you know when the the like it's only when Saudi Arabia is involved is when people are fucking you know paying attention to it. Like and, and people like you know like don't even feel bad about about that. Like I'm I'm just saying if you're if you're gonna pretend like you're not falling for propaganda, like you should be alarmed that DeSantis is able to fucking have WWE give them a private fucking show, and then it make it make it mean that like maybe that's one of the fucking like they have to make it seem like it's just some innocent thing like that. But like then I, by that I can I can fucking I can fucking see how there's more fucking shit going on that, you know, that, like, if he's able to do that, he's able, then, to me, it means that they're really chummy. So what else have they done for him, and what and what has he done for them, basically? I don't know, man. Not, I mean, I know Nia Jax is fucking coming back, so she she had to go away for a bit because she was doing her QAnon shit, um, promoting fucking you know p- promoting protecting kid type shit whatever outside of WWE. So I guess now will be the time to bring her fucking back. No one will fucking give a shit because no one takes a QAnon. They they they, they 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 just think people who think that you just ban it 
and then oh look because it's just random people who are who are who are behind it and you're you're the most you can say that oh you're an idiot if you follow that but they're not telling you about the dangerous implications of this fucking thing existing and who's actually behind it so it it, it would it would make fucking it would make sense if you actually talked about what is behind like you know like like why are certain wrestlers going in that fucking direction they think you could you could make fun of the wrestlers for going that direction, but you can't fucking imply that WWE like whenever you make fun of Charlie Anolt, you'd be like, "Well, that's why WWE got rid of you because you're a right winger." It's like, really? You think WWE got rid of her because she's a right winger? You don't think they're just sending her? You, you don't think they fucking like are mafia and that they fucking tell people to go outside the company that they you know and whatever she makes, she probably kicks up to WWE most likely. It is what it is, man. But you know. Nick Aldis, you know, got a producer role. Might be getting a producer role in WWE. And again, I, I guess, like, you know, if you want to take that, you can take that. But I hope it leads to him being an on... You know what I mean? Because, again, like, you know, Finley wasn't always planned to be an on-TV character, apparently. But then he became one. So I'm hoping that, you know, Nick Aldis... Because, again, you know, Nick Aldis' personality... Way too good not to have him on fucking camera in any role. I mean, listen. If he gets if he does a producer job, and he wants to do it, good for him. But you know, uh, I don't know. Reigns Reigns was fucking Roman Reigns was injured from the main event uh, at a thing at a SummerSlam. Maybe it's a, it's a, maybe it's a way to fucking justify why he legit won't be defending his title. Maybe in the next month or so. It feels like they're going the route now with him of defending the title at, like, the big four pay-per-views. Or maybe the big, you know, like, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, maybe. But then everything between then, it won't... I mean, in some cases, he but it seems like they're being... Because he, he, he didn't defend the title since Mania. So it feels like now they want to go that route, maybe. I don't know. But I guess, you know... But, but the thing is, like, you know, if, if Reigns is not going to be on the pay-per-view because he's injured or something like that... Then you should at least have the 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 raw the the world championship on Raw, like at least main event a show or two because they haven't main evented a fucking show. And 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 and, and to make the fucking tag team titles and the women tag team titles be a fucking discourse thing, Sonya Deville is now injured as well. It's it's like they want this fucking title to be fucking cursed. It's like, you know what I mean? There's going to be a Dark Side of the Ring episode on on uh, the women tag titles, essentially. You know, they'll go they'll, they'll go over the history of, like, when, like, the titles existed in the 80s, and it had, like, a positive outlook, and then, you know what I mean? And then, and then they're going to bring... It, I'm telling you, it's, it's all designed for a fucking documentary. You can always tell when they're planting seeds for something that's gonna be be like you know because again they they love profiting off stuff that doesn't go well as well right because stuff that doesn't go well because when stuff doesn't go well and things like spiral out of control or whatever there's always money to be made on those you know what I mean like you're not gonna get a documentary for all the happy endings so it feels like these things are like designed for like an upcoming documentary in the in the future about the curse of the WWE women titles basically. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? But the, the collision ratings first, because SummerSlam was on. Again, I don't even care about... If it's a good show, it's a good fucking show. But since everyone lives and dies by these ratings, the collision shit was, like, designed to be, like, uh... 
the collision shit was designed to be like, uh, you know, it got four hundred, got like over four hundred thousand, four thousand four. And again, more people probably watched on the DVR afterwards, but it's just the people who were using ratings as like, oh, this is why CM Punk needs to come back. It's like, well, he's come back and the ratings haven't really been much fucking different. So it's like you guys built all this. You guys helped sabotage the product on purpose, so you can fucking still get fucking you know media. And 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 those people are not even saying a goddamn thing about the ratings now that fucking not delivering. Maybe because your work shoot ideas are not really that fucking great as you fucking think they are. Maybe once it starts getting to gear when Kenny Omega and Punk actually fucking feud, maybe there'll be some great fucking promos or something like that. I mean, it does ultimately end up fucking paying off. But in the in the meantime, you guys have also helped sabotage other talents. Like, you could have done this work shoot thing that you wanted and not sabotage the product that people are involved. But this is how you devalue other fucking people. Like for for example, war, like for, for example, to make it seem like things are out of control, because the the MJ, because the whole MJF work thing that went on, in my personal opinion, I think it's a work. So you have so, so now you have Wardlow, basically like like mean that the, the big storyline, but his discourse thing was that after that incident, his career was not the fucking same, and they had to do what they called he wasn't um like do like he wasn't doing well in in that like he wasn't doing well in um. Like, with the storylines and all that. And I think it's supposed to represent that the MGF thing really fucked them over, basically. And they're trying to sell it in that regard. That's the bigger storyline that they're fucking creating from it. But since Wardlow's been popping up in, like, the media, like, like some of the stuff that he's been doing in some of the interviews. I don't know if it's just one interview that the news just randomly then extracts one news piece from it. But what the call it feels like by him being in the discourse a lot, it means that he's coming back soon. And maybe they'll actually get his fucking push right. And, you know, we have to discuss, does Warlow, because the guy does fucking have it. It's the booking that fucking did him fucking wrong. It's, it's like Tony Khan is now more concentrated on being the guy that isn't a good booker anymore. Even though all this is being, all this real life discourse is being booked. Cole, Cole, again, I don't know why they switch up the fucking, the, the, the announced teams. Like, it's cool to have Barrett on fucking Raw, whatever, but it's like, in a month or two, like, this could go back to just being on SmackDown again. You know what I mean? So so now SmackDown is Corey Graves, uh, Corey Graves, Kevin Patrick, and Michael Cole, while Raw is Michael Cole and Barrett. It's cool hearing Barry on 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 on, like on a Monday night. You know what I mean? He's much. Kevin Patrick hasn't really gotten any fucking like you know. He's he's decent, but it's like it's hard to get better in that situation when like you're new because people might be screaming in your fucking ear. Although they say Vince McMahon is gone, but who fucking knows? You know what I mean? It's hard to get fucking better. It's like you have to fucking you know you're. It's like Michael Cole got disrespected for like the first fifteen years of his fucking career before you know people started actually fucking giving him fucking props. So it feels like, you know, like, Kevin Patrick starts off innocent enough, but then he'll start getting shit on by the audience for not being fucking ready, and then all of a sudden, then he will, uh, and then all of a sudden he will, um, you know, um, then he will, you know, um, get better down the fucking line, maybe. And the Endeavor and WWE sale is finalizing. Uh, in September, and people think there's gonna be some cuts going on, like some really, like you know, fifty million worth. 
But people think that the the, the on air talent and the fucking uh, and the the creative are gonna be saved for WWE. So it might just be more on the UFC side, maybe. But people think it's it, it in general. People think it's a, it, it's gonna be more office positions, maybe. You don't want to see people lose their fucking job, but you know this is what what, what was gonna end up fucking happening when these fucking mergers fucking go down. Trying to look for something else. You know, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna end this right here now. You know, not a very long portion right here, but it is what it is. I just need to fucking get. get I know I was gonna do the recap. Cause I haven't written some of them down, or whatever. But you know, this is gonna be on. It's probably gonna be put out on on Thursday or Friday. For the five hundredth episode, that's not gonna get any fucking. You know. In inside, I'm 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 proud that I got to five hundred episodes. But you know, anything that I get fucking proud of will get cut down and diminished or dismissed, or like you know, I mean? other people that will acknowledge it will be people who already hate me that will fucking make it feel fucking small because oh, it's in my brother's basement. He's talking on a fucking phone. Yeah, but I still have interesting fucking content that you guys are still fucking listening to secretly, for some odd fucking reason. Anyways, uh, it's August 10th. I haven't been able to sleep yet. It's 5.13 a.m. I'm trying to stay up to watch the G1 quarterfinals. Um, you know what I mean? But I wanted to just do a quick little, uh, you know, recap. Not a recap. Just a quick thing about um, night 15 and 16. So we had matches like the Great Ocon versus J- and Jeff Cobb versus Ryohi I- Oiwa. I, I don't know how to say that name. Uh, and and Kato Kimia, um, they beat them. Gabe Kidd and Alex Cobbland uh, beat Hamana and Yano. Narita, Suzuki, and El Desperado, uh, you know, they beat Jado. Uh, Jado, Hakaleo, Shura Umino, uh, Shane Haston, Zack Sabre Jr. beat uh, Fujita, and that Oscar dude. No, sorry, 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 Shane Hayes, Zack Sabre, 
and Vegeta beat that Oscar go to and yo um Yorosuji uh and Naito and Bushi they beat Makabe, Master Wado and Tanahashi and then here are the C block matches that happened. Ishii beat Mikey Nichols, which was a pretty decent match, not really a blow away, but it was alright. Um Tomatonga beat Minari. Again, another decent match. Nothing too stand out for me, at least. Um, David Finley. I was hoping Kingston won this one. But uh, David Finley uh, beat Eddie Kingston. So he didn't fucking... He, I guess if Eddie Kingston had beat Finley, he would have probably advanced. Because him and David Finley would have been tied, I think. And then, you know, then the tiebreaker would be that he beat Finley, but... Finley won. And, uh, yeah, I, I like this match too much. Um, Evil beat Shingo Takagi. So the night 16, the matches, uh, not the, not the, 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 the D-block matches, but the regular matches. Show and Evil beat Yodo, Yuta, Nakashima, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, Mikey Nichols and Fujita pinned, um, that Ryoi guy and Kato Kiyomiya, um, Master Wado, Shada Umino, and Hakaleo beat Gato, Gabe Kidd, and David Finley. Hanari and Gero Khan beat Hamna and Tomoriyo Ishii. Uh, Ren Narita and El Desperado Minoru Suzuki beat Bushi, beat Bushi, Yorosuji, and Shingo. And then, uh, here are the D-block matches. We have Alex Coughlin beating Toriano. Wasn't that great. You know, they're both kind of out of it anyways. Um, Shane Haste um, and uh, Jeff Cobb went to a double countout. Which I thought was pretty good because Shane Haste is, was preventing him to make it in. Because I think they wanted Zack Sabre Jr. to win. So if Cobb had probably won, did Cobb beat, um, let me see, hold on a second. Dick, this is where, this is where I get fucking confused. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, so, so, sorry for the dead air. Hold on one second. Uh, yeah, he would have beaten Zach because he beat Zach, Zach Saber Jr. So yeah, that, that was pretty cool. And then uh, 
Zack Sabre beat um, Goto, which was a really good fucking match. It was pretty fucking good. And then uh, Naito, Naito beat uh, Tanahashi, which was a decent match. But I think Zack Sabre Jr. versus Goto was uh, probably my favorite of, the, of Night 16. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fucking trying to hold in a burp. I I could do the Howard Stern thing, Howard Stern thing, and you know do the fucking burp out loud. Only thing that'd be missing would be the Fred fucking Norris laughter in the background. But so Finley and Evil are qualifying. You know for if the A block, no for no for the C block, and then Naito and Zack Saber Jr. are fucking qualifying for the uh, f- for that block. So. You have Sonata versus Evil, right? Because Sonata was, you know. I don't know, hold on. Because, yeah, because Sonata and Hakaleo are the top two, right? And so you have the A block guys, like, you know, Sonata, who's A block, against the second, um, against the C blocks, uh, so hold on one second. Uh, yeah, you have A block first place against C block second place, which is evil. Then you have Okada, who's the leader of the B block, against second place uh, of the D block, which is Zack Sabre Jr. And then you have Finley, the number one guy of uh, the C block. Against Will Ospreay, second place of B block, and then Naito, the first place of D block, um, versus Hakaleo, second place of A block. So those are the fucking matches, and it's gonna start like in ten fucking minutes. So I just want to sneak this part into the discourse, because because again I I didn't want to, um you know then watch the fucking quarterfinals and then go over like I wasn't even going through anything go to the post wrestling they do a better job with that um you know I'm just I, I, I'm actually surprised that I, I actually maintained to watch a lot of the fucking tournament I didn't think I was gonna fucking do it you know what I mean but I actually ended up watching it not saying it was the greatest one ever but I enjoyed the fresh faces in it thought it was a lot more different than, than you know before than some of the other ones I've seen, where I think some of some of the ones in the last like couple of years have kind of been like I I guess I always tune out because um like 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 if a card is gonna be in it and they only do two blocks and Okada will always kind of end up in the finals a lot of the time and it's like and sometimes he he be the champion. So I was like, do, do you really need a champion in this fucking tournament? And me, maybe the fucking, you know, the, the the champion can do other things, you know, that are creative. I mean, it is what it is, but whatever. But anyway, I, I should go watch. I, I might fall asleep, but I should watch it, though. I wanna, I'm curious about how it will work out. Many times there ain't nothing I ain't seen. To 
tough breaks, hard knocks Still I pull myself back up I stream bootstrap scenes Every war I've ever fought in Every scar I've got is just another cut to clean They could rap like, act like Try to fill my shoes But they just ain't me No, they not like yeah, me Listen, I am one of one Baddest up under the sun, quick on the trigger, a son of a gun. Ready to fight till the battle is done. Taking a hard road as it comes. Like a narco on a run. Keeping it low trolling as it goes. The only things on August eleventh. But I've been swindled and victim of the same people who said they believed in me. But this the motherfucking rap game. The snakes are just part of the scenery. I went from barely breaking evenly to making it right where I need to be. Competing against what I've already done. Cause ain't nobody left to compete with me. I've been betrayed by plenty of rats. I can go through the last week's music quickly. I won't play too long of the song, you know what I mean, but you know. If I talk over it, it might be fine, but. This is the Danger Mouse and uh, Gemini the Gifted One. I haven't heard of that for a while, man. This is from last week, right? Joel Ortiz and uh, Lawrence and Sci High. This is KSI, my jeans. For dead. Let me for a little bit. Just Corday, make up your mind. This is pretty good. Yeah. 
she don't got no damn clue about what she wants. Yeah, uh, okay, shawty got mad potential, I see it. Daddy full black, but her mom a Korean. She know I'm getting money from the cars that I been. Young rich nigga, but the shoes European. Took her to the crib, caught that shit sightseeing. Need one woman, but I want like 10. But back to the subject, ballin' like fuck it. 30K cash on her ass, gotta love it, gotta love it. I've been so tired, she keep impressing me. Molly and Nessie, what's the name? Hop in this ride, shawty here next to me, sitting and telling me what she say. So she love me. This is uh, Toby Lou. Jordan Ward and uh, I don't know if it's if it, if the guy's name is Black or is it Six Lack? I, it, or is it, this is Doja Cat, paint the town red. I've liked your single so far. She's letting me know where she's going and like what her her trajectory is gonna be. Cameron, it's only money. Like when they doing them two for five. In a drive through in a black Porsche. Number two with the max sword. I sold hard and I had sword. Before Bow Wow with Shad Moore. I'm just letting these facts off. I was getting them packs off in my Air Force, like a task force in the CIA and DEA and TNT or Fed Clan or the Sticker Kids or the Jacker Boys or the Hot Pop Boys in the Red Band. Yes, man. Half a million dollars on my left hand. Pray to me, you a dead man. Time for some action, Red Man. This is uh, Young Gravy and uh, BB Nose. Nightmare on Peach Creek. Peach Creek Street. They, up they uploaded this song finally on um, on the streaming services. You heard this one. It's not really, obviously not new, but this is Usher and Summer Walker and Twenty One Savage. I'll be happy for you. 
This is uh, what's cooking for hype me up. But I know it's cap. I've been through with that. Need someone to hype me up. Hype me up. Need someone to hype me up. Hype me up. Need someone to hype me up. Hype me up. Need someone to hype me up. Hype me up. Hype me up. I ain't got a gun, but the hands to the ceiling. I ain't palm reading, but I got a many feelings. Yeah. Peace and love. Yeah. Yeah. Up out. I know you got dreams, so it's time you live it out. We was outside. They was in the house. Got so much game that I want to give it out. My 10-year-old at home, the only thing I spin about. And you ain't got to make a choice right now. Just fill it out. Make your worship best day. Rolling papers, essay. Get this money, let's say. See a hater, let's wait. Premier West, West Side Gun and Rome Street. Rome Street is pretty good. We're gonna watch that gun first. Open, open, open like eagle. Blah, blah, blah. One, two, one, two, blah, 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 blah. With the, blah, like, blah. different guys, like Video Dave, Extra Tune, Still Rift. Called WFLD32. Then you heard Chris, Chris Webby's song, right? Then Pink. <laughs> Pink Sweats came out with an album, EP, I guess. I like two songs. I think there's like five or six songs in here. This is probably my favorite song on the album. I guess sorry just ain't enough. Wish that we could work it out how the movies do. I try to remind myself that it wasn't all bad. But a brand new rollie to try to rewind the past. But it don't work like that. I bought a brand new car just to see how it drive. And I look to my right, pretend you're by my side. But it don't. Work like that So it's me and this guitar all along 
I'm drunk texting you from my phone now. Should've never let, should've never let you go. Now it's drinking Friday nights all along. Scrolling through these pics in my phone now. Should've never let, should've never let you go. This is Raz Fresco. I like two songs on his album. There's like six, five songs on here. This is um, Back for Green. Black for Green, sorry. For the green drugs off said I wanna take you around the world. Went around the blockchain back, you know my girls up the truck, yo, chill with me, build with me, pay attention as the only fee. I fathered all of these MC technically. They got breath for me, energy, make it get weak. I mean fiend sexually for the D. Please no, please don't believe that's the curse. Infecting the mind of the black seed, smoke with me, choke with me, but don't be provoked. Okay. Come on. You can tell me, Ricky. Rick Hyde. Pay attention. Possession is nine tenths of the law. And we had eight songs on it. Rick Hyde. So I like, you know, maybe four of them. No, no, one, two, five. Eastside. Niggas hating when your stock grows. I'm in the kitchen with the smock and the pots going. Trying to turn this quarter to a. Just change my high. Change my mind. Why I keep smoking gelato? Gotta change my high. Why we keep popping these bottles in the club with all these hoes? Why he even got a question if you friend or if you foe? Not a day go by, but I don't ask why. I just keep calling my blessings and I don't know why. I pray God and check the tracking. They don't tell him what's gonna happen. Cause if it's fire, he bump me. He's still waiting on the back end. My stomach touching my back. My heart colder than aspen. I'm hungry like I'm fasting. Nigga, tell me where the cash is. Not a day goes by. Why well, I don't profit on the plus side The plug keep on tossing round weight like you plus size I get it in Ohio like I'm playing for the Buckeyes And go around in A like a little bitch's cup size Trapping like I'm desperate and I'm trying Comments and it gave me the hope Ricky next to be the greatest like the craziest quote Made a killer for the corner minimum. like a TV There's a knockdown with Bully James Atmosphere. He's had like 11 songs on it. Top of that, everybody thinks he's insane, can't fathom why he 
Tijuana ease they pain. Walking through this maze made of concrete walls. When you're not allowed to climb, there's no way to possibly fall. When your hands are restricted to hold nothing but self, how can you get a grip? How can you pick up what you dealt? The clown stays sad, the ground stays hard. With a couple pounds of migraine, a pocket full of scars, but the face stays painted on. For everyone to gaze upon. Continue in the bad dream till he wakes up. Fashion magazine. Take all of the focus. Riding that afternoon plane from Dallas back to Minneapolis. Two and a half hours. She's out there. Reading some column about spit verses. I wrote this in Denmark. Check. This is called Hungry Fuck. The name of my life. Like I'm waiting for something But nothing's gonna happen If I don't make it happen I walk around Like I don't know where I am 28 years old Yes, I'm still rapping I'm getting fed up With American cities I don't wanna pay my tax Until they stop killing blacks And every woman in my life Thinks she wants to be my wife But that part only comes When they're laying on their backs I don't agree with suicide But I understand it There comes a time When you're ready to leave this planet But damn it I'ma take it all for granted And I'ma have to die Before I ever try to land and I'm just waiting for that brain aneurysm If I get bored, I'ma start my own religion I'll teach people to worship the drums And speak in tongues And no longer will my country eat its young Oh yeah, I got something to say But nowadays, it's a novelty Like either try to make me smile or try to bother me If all that you can offer me is apologies I'd probably rather you just pour me a cup of coffee I don't know, your leaders must have lost me I gotta go, isn't no one gonna stop me? And if they do, I'ma scream Get off me, I'ma take a little nap in this lobby. I represent a city called Hungry. We got anybody hungry in the house? Tap, 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 click the globe against the moon. And for the next tune, we'll let that move. That always good. You know, Slug is the guy that raps and, uh, Ant's the guy that does the production. Wooden bricks. Insider, ins, inside outsider. That says health to the hazardous. If all of Minneapolis fell into that river, it wouldn't disturb. Probably my favorite album from last week. Confusion, I lost your religion. The analyst I is am corrupt the optimism from the dock of fishing. Feed the worm a hook. Write another piece. Read another book. Once upon a time, there was the end. Do you mind if I steal this pen? 
I'm not as big a fan as I once was. I gotta learn to respect that lunch buzz. Such and such, and nothing much. What the fuck, girl? I'm thinking that we should couple up. This is homeboy Sandman. Back in Gambodia. Dropped in. I like the uh, 11 song, I like three songs off here. I'm always on and off with Homeboy Samus. Sometimes he puts some good stuff. I mean, I must say, if you want to do the album, go listen to the album. You know, don't, don't take my word for it. But he's like, a, you know. It's called Biology. Then we broke up. Let's call it. Overnight oats. We went out. You like to order avocado toast. The closest place to us that made it wasn't very close. But we were always up to take a stroll. Then we broke up. You love little dogs. So I would keep my eyes peeled everywhere we walked. If the owner lets you say hello, you'd be overjoyed. You would make a certain face, a certain noise. Then we broke up. We go into every whole food market. Free samples always made the high bar target. We take as many free samples as we please. Only once did they ever ask us to lay. Then we broke up. Played a lot this is crazy. Apologies if I was in spares. Overthink is the only thing setting I have. Folks be like, do this, whatever. It'll help you relax. Oh, crazy. So more often than not, they're only making me laugh. I don't do things in moderation. The clinically insane is a dangerous combination. I looked up clinically insane to see if that's exaggeration. It just gave me confirmation. But I'm not taking no meds. I don't think I made mistakes when she was making my head. Though perhaps there was a point she might have taken a rest. Maybe she was just a bit fatigued from making a rest. The rest of me, not the other heads. Who aren't hip to the push of one world government. Just peep the helicopters overhead. I'll trade you with heaven lettuce for a loaf of bread. Since I be like cold, no sweat. This is Joey Perp. There's like nine songs in here, like three songs out here. What can you play? This is um, Murfontaine. He's never really focused on, but he always, he's like, what are, he's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy that always, who's the guy that always comes out with, um, like, uh, Man in the Mirror, no, hold on a second. Man of the Man of the Hour. What's his name? He he's like he's like so inoffensive. Like he 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 exists, but no one ever really has an opinion on him. Um, let me see. Rap song. What's a guy's man?
dude, I can't find it, man. He's giving me different people. I could have sworn it was him. I forget what the guy's name is, man. Not dizzy. If anyone knows who I'm talking about, you like he he he's always around, but like no one ever like he. I don't know. Forget it, man. I don't know what I'm fucking trying to talk about. Silent. Uh, this is called Silent Ghetto Screams by uh, Murph on models of drug dealers, basketball players, and hood healers. Silent ghetto screams, but the hood hear ya. I'm starting to think the game nowadays is strictly for little niggas. Ain't no trap for the rats, and they clapping the real niggas. No hustle motivation, they just want to drill niggas. Smoking every op, fuck how his mama feel, niggas. No cap of nick, they capping knees that nail niggas. Then blow your childhood out all over your little pictures. Look at all these white folks. Dressing like field niggas. I lost two homies this year, ODing off pill scriptures. Not saying I condone it, but fuck it, I feel niggas. When pain is all you know, sometimes you just wanna feel different. Backwards, back to back, I'm risking cancer, trying to search for answers. Cash make me a happy. This is a diary of a mad black woman. With the world made. And I in the bathroom, damn. How the good must suffer Every night she sleeps, no sheets, no cover She hate going home because her stepdad touching Sometimes he touch her brother, he a sick motherfucker One night he got drunk and popped a couple of pills Whole house candle lit cause they ain't pay that bill He saw a shorty in the room and that's when shit got real He pinned her down to the biz and let me see how I feel And she tried to fight him off and she told him to stop As her mama stood in the doorway and just watched When he was done, she didn't cry and she never said nothing she wrote it all down in a diary of a mad black, of a mad black, of a mad black, mad black, mad black woman. Look what the world made, look what the world made. Of a mad black. Reporting live from Memphis, we're crying. There's a lot of songs on this album, but I like four at least. Actually, no, the, actually, the out. For, exa- for example, I don't know, for some reason, you go to the album, it has 20 songs on it. So the first 10 are the actual album, and then the next 10 are like the repeated songs. I, I thought maybe he's doing the clean version there as well. It doesn't seem, I think maybe it's a mistake or something. I don't know what he's trying to do. Maybe accumulate more fucking streams while uh, he's, uh, you know, acting like, you know. Well, like it's one fucking album, I guess. I have no fucking clue, but I have no idea why he would do that. But it's only ten songs, I guess. So you know, I got four four out of ten, I guess. You know. This is my my business with money bag, yo. With DJ drama too, I guess. This is pop my shit. Called the one. Got it, you got one. Bands are like a lad do. And Lucas on heels of Christian Dior. Of course, if I buy a tennis shoe, gangsta, real. She fucking with us. She fucking with us. She won.
the streets and never been touched was snitch called i'm out i don't know who this guy is blp called kosher but i like I, I but he has one song with premiere on here he, he This is called uh, Water to the Grave. Paige Kennedy. This has John Connor on it. This is transforming. Side boogie. So exclusive, it was just sitting lying there. You know what the truth is, and we want to be so inclusive. Throw on that brown Louis belt so it won't be no excuses. A falling off, ain't nobody calling off. We ain't got jobs, we just throwing fingers up for the snobs with the middle finger up for the cops. We just trying to bang on a single till it drops. And we out here to get money. Hard dick in Texas, all you can give. Five, ten and a half, black and handsome. Yo, age, age is ice. I'm an 80s baby, but was born in the 70s. But it was the 90s where you could find me, Connie, rapping blindly in rooms confining. You could find me with legends of rap. They didn't sign me, they brothers, they didn't align me. For heaven's sake, I feel stymied, but I kept it copacetic. Hope they regret it, but instead it just let it fester inside of me. And to the credit of some, they put me on stages. They knew their pages. Prime for front pages, precocious from young ages. Leonard Jones. Push me to the brink till I shrink and think of the style detail. I had Biggie as one of my supporters. Imagine that a breath of fresh air, no asthma attack, just spasm rap. I would be ostentatious and gas grenade with a black grenade. Blow up the last crusade. 
my view. Whoopie nigga Jewish. You could be ruthless as ice cubes through the lens. Fly through a pieces. This is I'm on one. Yeah, I rhyme like garage lights, nigga. I outshine. Get on the same page as me and Pay Range. You're black when we spray that shit. Black people in hockey, man. I don't play that shit. And I can see that shit. Yeah. You got your cars dealt when the flow done. It'll make your nose run, cause I'm on one. Yeah, got a bad bitch with her toes done. Huh, I'm finna go dumb, cause I'm on one. Uh, I'm off the. He's rhyming the beat like how uh, how how Eminem is rhyming on Venom. songs from last week and I haven't checked but new songs are coming out this week yet some, some of the singles are from this week you know what I mean so sometimes it's easier to catch up with some of the singles from this week and then you know the albums you know you, you I, I go through the singles and then I go through the fucking albums afterwards and I try to go from the shortest to the longest so at least I know that I'm crossing like that I'm getting you know that I'm Crossing some off, like you know, like like you know, I mean, if I if I get through a lot of these the the EPs, then it feels like I'm going through pretty fucking fast. If I mix and match, it's like no telling, you know what I mean. But you know, by the way, I saw some uh, article written by um. It's it's a guard. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure because like it's a, an establishment person writing it. Right, um, like someone who's like you know running for the Guardian, who's a liberal, you know. So then every conservative will fucking start shitting on uh, on them for the opinion, even though like this portion that I disagree with. Not that um, it was about um, because she specified said black rappers uh, aligning with the right. Now it's fair to point out that there's rappers pointing up. I don't think it's just black rappers, and I don't think it's just rappers. I think it's all all of entertainment in general. You know what I mean? But I, I, yeah, I, I see kind of the movement a little bit, unfortunately, in in rap where, I, it, it told me it's 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 a good it's it's a it's a good um, like it's still a decent article, but you know what I mean? But like it's still, I still think you could have gone deeper with it, in my personal opinion. But maybe, by bringing it out, and 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 she wasn't someone that was like before. Anyone accuses her, I, I well, let me see what her name is. Let me see what her name is. Teo Barrow. And again, maybe she's like. Cause sometimes you you don't know if these some of the people that write these articles, you don't know because you the, the the this is the first time you might hear about them. 
but you don't know if they, they if they're like a discredited character online. If someone like if she says something that generalized, but she but she was saying in the article she's not telling people to go and vote for fucking Democrats and hold you know uh, like you know ask these politicians to do something for you. Like she was wasn't saying oh if you don't vote for Democrat because sometimes whenever you criticize someone that's like you know um, somebody that's you know cozying up to um, the right wing. For some reason, we've um, like maybe in the two thousand tens and two thousands, you couldn't have you could have gotten away with it, where like that Malcolm X quote about like how like the liberal will be more fucking deceitful and all that, and b- by the obvious because again by the obvious example of like what a liberal does when they go after like the most cartoonized racism, or they'll go after the bare minimum. Of the racism and not go deeper and fucking you know actually like you know like go a lot deeper with the um with with like um with how sophisticated the new racism is basically I mean it like you know like like the old like you know type of racism that would have been like impactful like in the nineties and two thousands like on the obvious front like you know what I mean like it's become so gimmick now that they use that as the main discourse when there's other sophisticated ways of how they're fucking normalizing fucking racist fucking attitudes. And then people don't even notice that, like, they could be, you know, actually falling for racist fucking shit. Because you think because you're online and you think because you're consuming fucking content on social media and you're not fucking falling for mainstream media, you think automatically that every opinion online isn't a funded a fucking opinion. So in actuality... Like, so, like, a lot of people will use Malcolm X quotes, which used to be, like, which certain ones would be relevant back when that was, like, like the one that people always use is, uh, how, what's it called, like, you rely on, um, how people, like, you know, how you said that, you know, they never go to the white, like, white people are never, like, they don't go to a white entertainer to, you know what I mean, like, they'll go to a, a white, like, they'll go, he'll point someone else out, but he said that, for some reason, the black entertainers are supposed to be community leaders. But the thing is, is like a lot of these white entertainers are also people that are chosen to go and do government fucking propaganda. So like to me, like, you know what I mean? Like so much more has advanced. But like some people online will use stuff that like, like that they think they'll correlate because it's more obvious now. But it's not, it, it doesn't like, it doesn't apply now because it's way more advanced. So I would say the actual fucking uh, right-wing shit is a lot more fucking deceitful than the fucking uh, supposed fucking Democrat is. They just make it look like, like by telling you the Democrats are afraid of other voices. If they're legitimately scared and they had all the fucking power to hide it, this shit would not be out in the fucking open. You know what I mean? Like they've convinced you. That what's it called like the overly obvious fucking racism with um, with right wing shit, but like, like you know like like so the Democrats are called the 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 cartoonized racism from like the Fox crowd, then the fucking people on the internet who are conservative, will call out the fucking liberals because on the surface they're not gonna fuck like you know what I mean like the whole like, on the surface everything's supposed to implode. But, like, you know what I mean? It's a right-wing trajectory fucking system. So whoever's in fucking power. It just so happens the people who are going at Biden specifically because they think that no one else is going after fucking Biden. No one can criticize Biden, even though everyone's criticizing Biden. Everyone's criticizing Trudeau. Like, all I see is criticism on it. But people think because it's online, 
But, like, they do go to different uh, entertainers to be government fucking tools. It's it's more more obvious than ever. Just look at the fucking landscape of fucking what entertainment is and how obvious even the characters they fucking play, where it's, like, obvious, oh, look, Takashi 6 is gonna be the fucking guy that plays the rat. Even though, like, I, I can always assume that every entertainer... I mean, again, they always throw hip-hop under the fucking bus. For some odd I, listen, I'm, I'm not saying you, if there's problematic people that are, you know, aligning with, like, like if Ice Cube is, like... Because, again, it, it is alarming, right? I, I know if you criticize Ice Cube... And, and trust me, I'm a... I used to, listen, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of Ice Cube, okay? He's one of the fucking... You know, he's one of my favorite fucking rappers. You know what I mean? But I always thought there was more good um, that outshine, like, some, like, you know... I always feel like every entertainer had ignorance that fucking sullied their name. But they'd still be allowed to exist... Like, you know what I mean? Like, every once in a while, you bring up that Eminem is, is using the F-slur. You know what I mean? And, but because, like, liberals were embracing him, I'm like, oh, is the F-slur making its um, it, it, making its way back in 2013? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of like that, where you're like, okay, well, if liberals are, you know, accepting... Like, if, if LGBTQ people are accepting Eminem and he's using the F-slur, then it's like, oh, I, I guess, like, if you're a liberal, you're allowed to do that kind of shit, whatever. No, but, but but what I'm saying is that, like, everyone has something to their name. And it seems now that we're going more into what seems like a fucking fascist fucking world. While, like, the Democrats are the ones that are fear-mongering in a general fucking way, but they still, like, let all these fucking figures on the fucking news and constantly talk about them in cartoonized fucking ways. But, like, they want to self... They want to, you know... um um, self-preserve that they're right. So when you look in the future and you see the history of like, oh, people did warn people about fucking what Trump and his ilk are going to fucking do. But because it's so fucking cartooned and it's, it's so fucking, you know, reality show-like, it's like too much of a fucking parody. Like, you know, like people try to overturn an election and do it, do an insert, you know, and try to do an insurrection. But like in this era, it came off like one of the most comedic fucking incidents on the fucking planet because you saw a fucking Viking fucking, you know, playing the fucking guitar on, like, Nancy Pelosi's fucking, you know, I don't know, on her fucking, I don't know, taking a piss on her fucking rug, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to come up with the most fucking insane thing because, like, that's where we are, basically, I don't know. But I, I, I think, it, in all honesty, I think, uh, you know, it, the new right is more deceitful than the fucking, you know, the, 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 the fucking liberals are. The thing is, the liberal, like, the, the Democrats, like, like, and people who support, like, them, whatever, who go, oh, like, like, they'll scoff about, like, oh, it's not the, it's not the same fucking thing. But the thing is, like, if regular people, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, people who have fucking platform, because people like TYT know what the insider stuff is, but they act like regular fucking people, but genuine regular fucking people who are, like, are struggling and fucking feel like, you know, like th things are getting fucking worse. If they, if the results they see on the surface are like this, like, so it comes off the same, for, you know, what's it called? Then they're going to fucking think that like, yeah, there is no fucking difference. So like, you know what I mean? Like the people who are democratic or scoff at the notion of fucking saying that, then like you don't give them a good fucking, like you'll give them the kayfabe fucking reasons where like it's debatable if it was a, like if like, you know, Something that they pass on the surface. It's like they use kayfabe accomplishments. Like, even though, like, it, like it was designed to fucking pass. 
it like it saves them so you can go, oh, you see, Biden did this. See, Biden did this good thing. Biden did this good thing. The thing is, is like if anything good that he's doing, it would have to be really behind the fucking scenes while playing the fucking, uh, you know, the villain kind of in a way. Because it's a right-way trajectory fucking system, but, you know, it, it feels like everyone knows that there's a fucking civil war fucking brewing. And, you know, like, you like literally have somebody, let me see, you, you literally have somebody, um, like, making fucking, uh, you know, again, this person isn't some fucking random fucking person, by the way. Like, this person, like, whenever, like, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene is, like, talking to some of these fucking people, they aren't just some random fucking people. But, like, the fact that this became a viral thing, it comes off like a joke about fucking executing, fuck, like, when they're talking about executing, uh, like, this one guy said they need to execute, um, you know, the, um, like, the Democratic, um, you know, um, political opposition and all that. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene just jokes around and goes, um... She goes, um, yeah, well, we ended, we ended on a high note, basically, and she was laughing it off. So she has plausible deniability, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, like them promoting that and that being out there. It's like they're, it's like you're building an accumulation that, like, after the fact, when you see, like, again, I hope it's not fucking done, but, like, it's like they're building an accumulation that when you look back on the fucking shit, you're like, holy shit, they've been warning us all this fucking time. Like, when you have, like, you know, guys, like, like, and, and they're show, and they're showing you two more with, like, this John Eastman dude or whatever, right, talking about how he felt he was morally obligated to do this for Trump and over, try to overturn the election because the Democrats are fucking, you know, are, are, are an embarrassment or whatever, and then he's, like, using language about them needing to be wiped out, but then, you know, he'll keep it like, oh, no, no, I mean politically, blah, 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 even though, like, you know, they're sending coded messages to, like, people who are probably fucking, you know, who are receptible for this shit. They're Arkham Asylum weirdos. That's why you'll have incidences like, you know, uh, you'll have incidences like that fucking guy that got, who just got shot by, you know, the FBI. Now the right wing is making him a hero because, again, listen, I don't, like, want to be of support of fucking the, the feds going into somebody's fucking house and killing them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to fucking go in that fucking, you know, like, you know, I I don't want to fucking, you know, wish that on anybody. But the guy was putting out fucking, you know, again, I, I don't know what fucking ended up happening, but because the feds are, it, it, it's like the feds sometimes can play tweeners because then you can go, because again, there's people in marginalized communities that fucking, you know, have probably had run-ins with the feds and they do this kind of fucking shit, right? Even to people who aren't doing fucking much. But, like, you know, like, but this guy felt like he was, like, you know, one of, like, the right-wing factions fucking sacrifices to the system, basically. And, they, and, and they're basically showing you that, oh, look, we, we got one. Because, again, a lot of the time, I know people, I know people on the left like to, like, like to deny this, but, like, I'm not saying every single case, but, like, there has been a history of, like, people who become mass shooters or have done something fucked up. They're all, like, once you, like, if, if they're genuinely wanted to, like, you know, get rid of the bad guys and all that kind of shit, like, once you're in trouble with the law, like, once you're under their fucking radar, they will fucking have you, like, you know, they'll have monetary shit, monitoring you on, for life, basically. So, like, so all these people that have these trouble with the law always end up fucking doing some, fu- some fucked up shit afterwards. You know what I mean? And, and and then the people on the left have to fucking dumb it down. Then the people on the right will claim it's a fa- fucking... Like, the, the, their false flag will claim that... It, for some reason, people think false flag means that it didn't fucking happen. Because Alex Jones said it. 
And to me, like, to me, like, you know, like, a, a lot of, to me, a lot of these fucking mainstream fucking incidences that become, like, the big-time news, I feel like, yes, there is some kind of organization. I mean, there's faction warfare fucking going on, and we're supposed to pretend like this is just, like, all this, because there so happens to be so many shootings that happen every single fucking second of the fucking day. So obviously by saying, oh, this one is by design, you'd go, well, that's fucking crazy because there's so many fucking ones that are going that don't get attention. And that's true, but the, the ones that do get attention, that fucking become, like, the, the, the ones that seem like fucking, like, for example, if something's by design, then people who are trying to fucking change, go for gun legislations or whatever and all that, will take advantage of that because, you know, with a call, like, you know, the, 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 like that's part of the reason why these people can grab so many fucking guns. So they're trying to reduce it as much as possible. But then you think, because, you know, Alex Jones put... Because, again, I told you in the 2011 or so, Alex Jones was making predictions about, like, how the, you, you're going to see an uprising, like an up, like an up, up, um, not uprising, a rising number... In promoted fucking mass shootings that's, the, that are going to happen because they want to take away the fucking guns. So, like, me not knowing about, like, any of this stuff, right? All of a sudden, I started noticing that, yeah, the, the next year or so, they started becoming more fucking mainstream fucking shootings that, like, have never really become mainstream when they're... Oh, you know what I mean? So you thought there was a fucking agenda. But now I, I personally fucking think that, like, if they're, if they're trying to fucking... Like, mean that they're trying to fucking uh, do a right-wing tinge on the conspiracy shit, right? So, like, if these things were, like, organized, it would be organized for people to go and get more fucking guns, because whenever these shootings happen, it's so, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how much right now, but it used to be that after these guns, sh- after these mass shootings happen, there would be an increase in fucking gun sales and all that kind of shit. So maybe that, so, so maybe by having these alt-media, like, you know, like, oh, they're taking away your guns in the 2010s. Even though we thought, okay, we're, we're we're the ones that are secretly listening to this because it's not mainstream media, but how do you? They knew eventually that their opinion would become mainstream. You know. But I mean that. But, but, but that guy seemed like you know. Again, like with the call, like I, I, I don't. I, I wish the guy didn't go. That I wish that guy, you know, wasn't extreme. I wish, he, you know, things in his life didn't make him go to that level where he has to be. But it's like some of these people are created and designed for the world. Like if the world's running like a mafia fucking world, there's some people that are designed just to be in the under underworld and designed to be fucking sacrifices for the fucking system. And you can't and you can't tell me that's fucking crazy. I, I know a lot of you will probably think, oh Nancy Pelosi said something that's like so out of touch by saying thank you for your for your sacrifice. No, that I think that's a fucking code fucking word because there's faction warfare going on. And each fucking side fucking has you know what I mean you, you know like you know what I mean it, it it's it, it's it's scary to think that, the, like, any time you can get fucking, you know, like, this stuff can fucking happen, right? And we're on the brink of insanity. It's even more fucking insane to basically, you know, um, like, it, 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 would, it would expose how insane our world is if the worst fucking shit happening is happening to be funded by billionaires or think tanks and all that kind of shit. So I wish, you know what I mean? Like, this is the, the what this what this guy became this guy that got shot 
That's what my trolls would love for, would have loved for me to become. They wanted me to go down that fucking route. That's why they fucking, you know, um, started calling me terrorist and trying to fucking radicalize me. Because when, when, when Stern's audience has, like, you know, keep repeating shit and you fucking, you know, and they're saying racist shit to you. And then you're like, well, no one gives a fuck. No one's defending, you know, the racist shit against me. So why should I give a fuck about any other per- any other person that isn't like black or brown, basically? So I'm like, okay, look, there's a bunch of Jewish people online who are right wing, whatever, that happen to be making fun of me, who are Stern fans, and then I, and then they can say all the fucking horrible shit to me, and then all of a sudden I'll get chastised if I fucking make a generalization. That's how I used to always think as a like growing up as a teenager, because I would see everyone arguing and saying the worst shit to each other. But like you know, like the, the and then and then after the Stern show, that pe- people were willing to fucking back me up, because they knew I was a conspiracy guy. But they wanted me to go at Howard in 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 the sense that oh they they wanted me to go under the guise of oh Howard's a fucking you know Howard's a fucking shitty liberal, he's a left fucking guy, like when I called Howard Stern politically correct, that didn't have to mean just the fucking liberal fucking shit. It meant fucking him being politically correct with some of his fucking sophisticated racism. Not the, not the obvious 90s gimmick fucking racism that's so over the fucking top, where, where if you complain about it, a bunch of the comedy fans will talk to you in circles and fucking, you know, mean that, like, if, if you go, hey, doing blackface is fucking racist, no matter if it's comedy or not. They'll be like, no, no, you gotta understand the context of blackface, you know. If, if, you just, if you just expose that every entertainer has to do something fucking racist, part of their fucking, you know, part of their contract, their social contract, maybe people would understand this. Like, we, we, we wouldn't like it, but at least we could, tar- we, we could fucking, you know, point target at the people that are organizing the fucking, the racism and all that kind of shit. Because everything becomes so fucking gimmicked and all that shit, but... But, like, th- th- those guys, you know, my trolls... They wanted me to become more on that fucking side, basically. And they're trying to get, like, more conservatives from different backgrounds that would say ignorant shit to me so then I could fucking say it back on Periscope. They would fucking do that, whatever. Because because it, because I didn't know some of these guys fucking you know flat out like I didn't know some of the uh, some of these people like I I didn't they didn't have like, they didn't have a history of bothering me as long as my trolls fucking did and because I would go at white supremacy but sometimes I'd be like oh white people whatever but like you know it's a cold thing whatever we're talking about the white fucking system so if I had a disagreement with someone that was black or brown all of a sudden like they would fucking then get mad that I'm not generalizing the whole fucking community. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, it wouldn't be enough for them. So, like, like those are the fucking people. And then they're the ones that say the most fucking racist shit. And then they harass the living shit out of me. Even this one peaceful fucking guy, he's listening right now. He keeps, he keeps using the, the um, his, like, him stalking me and harassing me. He, he keeps admitting that he's mentally unwell. So then go get fucking help. Stop fucking bothering me. Like, 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 the, the, like, this guy's fucking disturbing. This guy, McDevitt, whatever the fuck his name is, he goes by Apprehensive Bench or something like that on there, and he's bringing my name up in a peaceful fucking way, knowing that Stern fans are gonna fucking shit on me more. So he can get me more fucking foot flustered, basically. So they're trying to fucking basically push me. And I, and I write notes in private so that, what the call, I can put my fucking mood to see how vulture-like they are. They think they're fucking slick by doing the vulture shit when I'm at my fucking worst because they know that I'm over feeling shit so that they wish that I would go down that fucking path that's how fucking disturbing it is and there's no one that has your fucking back by the way 
Like your your own friends will fucking la- like m- my own friends will probably laugh with my fucking trolls because they don't really like me, so they'll laugh at any joke. You know what I mean? Pe- pe- people, you know, I have no fucking protection whatsoever. Fucking ever. Like, like here's the thing. What's it called? I could like there's, there's nobody on the on the quote unquote leftist fucking side that like you know su- like you know support like ever interacts or supports me really, right? And I could like if this were like fucking ten years ago. I could fucking use that to go. Okay, well, fuck the left. That I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna be a right winger now. But like, you know what? Like, like even if no one on the left fucks with me, I'm not fucking changing my fucking view because I've woken up to the propag- the sophisticated propaganda by the fucking right wing. So I don't really give two shits if people fucking support me. If support me or not, whatever. But you see, but you, but like, but the people that do monitor the situation. And they allow fucking, you know, like, they uh, take pleasure in it. Even people... I'm talking about not ge- the generalized left. I'm talking about, like, the content creators. And the fucking online personas that are, you know, too online, whatever. Nobody fucking really, you know, has any respect for me. But yet they keep me alive here. Because they know that if I, if, if I was dead, that my spirit would probably haunt them. And I'll probably be more of a threat dead than I would be alive, basically. Alive, they got to fucking take pleasure and monitor me. People that call themselves community leaders and try to be fucking public. Everyone wants to be a fucking comedian. I'm not saying I'm the fucking funniest, but everyone tries to be fucking funny. And then everyone tries to take a little jabs at me. Like, okay, I, 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 no, I don't care if you, you have a funny joke about me. Your funny joke is only fucking funny because of other people that fucking hate me that hang out with you. So you guys will always fucking you know, laugh at your own fucking shitty jokes. I don't care. I, I, I don't put over any jokes that are made against me. I don't really give a shit. Most of them are fucking complete and utter shit. From mediocre human beings. So I don't really, you know... So they, they they try to tempt me each and every day to go on the attack, basically. Because they wanted me to be one of these guys that end up doing something insane, basically. Which is like, which, which is hilarious because there's a good chance that mo- people who are on the Opie and Anthony subreddit and the fucking, you know, Howard Stern subreddit or the Howard Stern fandom are the ones that are fucking more extreme and have ties to fucking shady fucking... You know, organizations, they're allowed to, like, make the most racist fucking comments on the planet. No nuance to the conversation at all whatsoever. Just limited fucking attacks on Howard. Uh, you know what I mean? The typical fucking shit, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's boring. It's, it's, not, it's not funny. All these guys fucking suck. And yet they fucking still, still try to bring my name up in any fucking way because no one else fucking talks to them. No one else talks about them unless it's me. So they'll try to push me more, to, knowing that I'm, I'm feeling the way that I, I feel, basically. So if, if anything ever fucking happens to me, all those fucking people on the Systemically Handsy 83 um, subreddit, those people are the ones to look, at, look, look into. But it doesn't matter, because they're probably all feds anyway, so they'll probably get away with it. They're allowed to fucking do it, it, me, If they're doing it to me, they're also doing it to other fucking people as well. I've seen how they fucking interact with people on their fucking streams to, like, like, you know, say horrible fucking comments to push them over the edge and all that kind of shit. 
You know what I mean? Like, the, 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 this is how they fucking, you know, act with, with, with uh, you know, all that fucking shit. By the way, listen, I don't have a dog in the race with fucking Vosh and, and, and Anna Kasparian, like I said before. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, now it's, like, getting, like, you know, like, she, like, here's the thing. TYT goes on these tangents about, they play fucking, like, like, for, this is how I know they're doing a propaganda thing. They're doing the Jimmy Dore type of deal where, like, now where everyone has made their fucking decision on which side of the aisle that they're on. You know what I mean? Like, the you know what I mean? Like, most of the Trump people are. So, like, now they're doing, like... like and again, I'm not saying that there isn't regular, genuine, working-class fucking people out there that are feeling the economic fucking exhaustion from fucking, you know, basically a fucking... Like, a fucked-up fucking society where fucking people are... You know, the politicians are fucking playing with their fucking minds every single fucking day. But, like, you also realize that some of these fucking people that pop up on these... Like, this is why I don't trust these eyewitness fuck... Like, you know, these, uh... Like, oh, I'm gonna go to a Trump rally and interview fucking people, whatever, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that fucking... Like, some of them become, um... I, I've seen how fucking, ten, like, the late-night shows fucking do it, right? And some of those fucking things are scripted. So they're using scripted fucking people to act like, oh, they're, you know, about building coalitions and all that. And I'm sure there's people... Who, like, I'm talking about regular fucking people. And when I say fucking, when I say regular people, I'm not talking about TYT. They might think that they'll act like they're powerless and they're just regular fucking people. Because they, they'll, they'll support the idea of building coalition with people that you don't fucking agree with. But they'll also put fucking Ben Shapiro and other fucking people as regular fucking right-wing fucking people that you should build a coalition with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll act like the fucking people that they're talking to. That's what's so dangerous about using the fucking minimum wage, working class, and all that kind of stuff. Because these people know that the world's gonna fucking be imploding. So they're making it seem like that. That's why they're specifically put. They, they know that on the surface, the Democrats are not gonna are not gonna be scripted to get anything fucking done because the right wing trajectory system is designed to go into a more fucking fascist fucking world. So this is their way of fucking having you know. Oh look, the, the, they're making they're doing more fucking, you know, uh, whitewashing of, of Trump supporters, basically, to act like, oh, like, they're more reasonable than people on the fucking left, when you're fucking the ones that made a fucking, you, you're the one, like, Anna Kasparian's the one that said that she would rather talk to Ben Shapiro, somebody that's, like, sophisticated, using sophistication, who, who's responsible for inciting fucking a mass shooter to go into a fucking mosque, Somebody that's fucking called, you know, said the most horrible fucking thing, but because Ben Shapiro was fucking nice to Anna Kasparian, that she'd rather talk to him than talk to somebody who she said that she might agree with. Listen, I'm not saying talk to fucking Vosh, but there's other fucking people that haven't t attacked you and have given you the benefit of the fucking doubt that you could fucking talk to, but you don't fucking want to because you want to go more to the fucking right wing. And you guys can't even fucking admit that you want to go to the right wing, so you will keep fucking hammering home that, oh, it's the people on the left fucking problem, and I wish we could stop doing culture wars, yet she goes on fucking line all the fucking time talking about how a Vosh, like, you're supposed to be a respectable fucking news lady, right? Like, you pride yourself on not being a fucking, you know, like the mainstream media and not being a gossip fucking person, yet you're going on calling fucking Vosh a fucking, you know, uh, a snorting Adderall. 
and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure all these fucking entertainers and streamers and content creators, they all have fucking fucked up drug issues. Like, I'm not fucking judging them, right? I hope they get fucking better. But, like, it's, not, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, you know, it's part of the fucking game, some of these fucking guys. Who, because this is a new show business. So she's, she's bringing fucking receipts of what Vosh has fucking said. And I think he was referring to people in, like, he wasn't referring to the genuine, like, general fucking people in the trans community. I think he was referring to, uh, like, some of the o- the overly, uh, like, like, the sp- like to me, like, like, again, if I let the fucking sports entertainers online who, and it's it, not that I disagree with their fucking social positions, it's the fucking way that they fucking dumb down shit as well. Like, where you can fucking disarm the right wing a lot fucking more. But, like, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, uh, Anna's pointing out, like, she's using fucking receipts for that. And the thing is, here's the thing, man. I, I, don't, I don't listen to Vosh much, but the stuff that I fucking seen of him, whenever people have used stuff against him, he doesn't seem to fucking, like, you know, shy away from it. Like, he actually fucking confronts some of the fucking shit that he has fucking said. To me, he seems like somebody, like, that when you are initiated into the fucking game, you start out as a fucking edgelord. Even though you have fucking socially conscious fucking things, then you mature and you steer away from the edgelord shit. But people are always going to fucking bring that up. It feels like a fucking routine and people still haven't fucking caught up with how that fucking works. But at the same time, then, okay, so then Anna, so, so then Jank and Anna are like, oh, who am I debating now? The de- am I debating the guy that, um, uh, am I debating the fucking guy that, um, is for trans people or against trans people? But it's like, okay, then by that fucking notion, uh, since you want to be a high and mighty mother, since Jank wants to be a high and mighty motherfucker, right? And same with Anna Kasparian, then, okay, so who, who, who am I supposed to be listening to? The one that's talking about the working class and you care about unions and all that kind of shit? Or or am I talking to the fucking Anna and Jane that are doing the Howard low rent Howard Stern show and doing revenge porn of Britney fucking Spears? Mrs. Oh, I went viral for my rant on fucking um ab- ab- abortion, but yet I'm gonna go on a show with Ben Shapiro who is normalizing rhetoric that is fucking attacking fucking regular fucking women. Anna Anna's a fucking pure example of a right wing pick me, basically. That's what she fucking is. And, it, it, and the thing is, here's the thing, if you want to know how, you you want to see how the fucking, uh, if you want to make an assumption of how, like, a lot of people make that same fucking jump, Anna and Jank are doing a mediocre version of it, where it's coming off really, really fucking transparent. So they want to go to that fucking, and it, it, trust me, Anna's probably going to get a fucking gig, where she's going to go to the Daily Wire or something like that. She's going to become, she, if you think she's a parody of what she is now, she's going to become a bigger fucking parody. She's the biggest, her and Jank are the biggest fucking cowards on the fucking planet. That's why they're fucking worrying, because they know that other fucking left um, people have a better takes than they fucking do. And they fucking are losing favor. But, but they can't say they're losing favor. They gotta say, well, no, 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 we're the home of the progressives. We're the home, we're really the home of the fucking progressives. So, you know what I mean? And they're doing that while adopting fucking far right wing fucking shit. Sophisticated ones. Like, right now they're doing the fucking dangerous shit where they are talking about, so like, they are condemning transphobia and all that, like, in other areas and all that kind of shit, but then they'll fucking buy into it with fucking the sports argument, which is what fucking Jimmy Dore is also fucking doing right now. Like, Jimmy Dore right now is getting fucking credit 
Jimmy Dore is getting fucking credit, um, you know, um, he's getting credit because he called out Marion Willem, here's the thing, there's good, I feel like there's gonna be, like, like, Jimmy Dore keeps pointing out, oh, here's a, let's see, again, some people in the mainstream media, right, even though they're self-preserving by giving you, saying, hey, go get vaccinated, it's a, whatever, and all that kind of shit, some of them will say, like, over-the-top things, because the mainstream media now exists, for people to say over-the-top things that alt-media people can fucking dunk on. That's why WWE fucking exists now for a lot of the fucking time. You know what I mean? Like you can, you, know, you still make money off people hating you still. But, you, but, but you're still getting fucking promoted, basically, right? So, with the call, so if, if people like that fucking, you know, said stuff like, oh, get the vaccinated and you won't get sick. It's like, dude, everyone knows what a fucking vaccination fucking does in the sense that, like, yes, listen, I took the flu vaccination. Guess what? In 2017, in 2017 I ended up fucking getting the flu um, early 2017, right? Even though I fucking took the vaccine. And guess what? I was still able to walk around and still, like, I, wasn't, I wouldn't be bedridden like I would if I didn't have the fucking vaccine. But, but you see, he, he's, uh, you know, he, he'll call out, he'll call out stuff, um, he'll call out stuff of, uh, you know, he'll call out, um, Marion Williamson, Marion Williamson, because she agrees with, like, what the official people, like, what the official establishment is saying about the vaccine, like, oh, like, mean that if Fauci did something corrupt, whatever, that automatically means that the fucking vaccine is not supposed to be safe or something like that, like, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, like, it, it, but the thing is, if this was, if this was supposed to be a worldwide event, and it was supposed to fucking go down the way it goes down, that would mean that they would have had the vaccines fucking ready for it to happen. So they could be actually giving you... The the, the thing is, they're doing it in an era where people don't trust the fucking establishment so fucking much. But the thing is, you're trusting the establishment because you're listening to fucking right-wing fucking people who are very much fucking establishment. Just because they say they're anti-establishment doesn't mean they're fucking... that that, that they're actually anti-establishment. So you're listening to establishing people regardless. But people don't think that they're the people don't think that the anti-vaccine shit is like the fucking the, 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 the they don't think that that's the establishment shit. They're, they're seeing a blind level of the establishment being mainstream fucking media from the liberals basically. So he was going at Marion and again I'm not the biggest Marion Williamson fan either. You know what I mean? She she's kind of she, especially since TYT is the one backing her. But but with a called, uh, you know, Jimmy Dore fucking went hard at her, but he couldn't even compete with a guy that sounds like a fucking stroke victim because he doesn't really care about Palestinians at all whatsoever because Jimmy Dore is a fucking phony piece of shit. And and, 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 and if, if, if you're, again, one of my mercenary trolls, right, of course you're going to c- contact them and then those fucking mediocre fucking failed comedians are going to use you as a fucking, you know, as, as, a, as a gimmick fucking prostitute after they fucking grab you by your man pussy to go and fucking, you know, go, go, go see what he's saying about us. No, guess what? If Jimmy Dore fucking hears this, fucking good. If TYT hears this, good. You guys are fucking absolute fucking shit. And, and you guys you, uh, you can make it seem like, oh, the, you, you guys are, t-, like, they, they know what they're doing. They, they gaslit their fucking entire fucking, uh, their audience online. 
with this fucking issue. They do that all the time. So that when people... And then some of the people that might act more extreme are probably, like, fake right-wing accounts that fucking end up doing it. So, because, again, the, the whole cancellation thing is a right-wing fucking tool. And, 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 and by the way, all the people that um, Jank and Anna are actually, you know, up trying to appease now... Like, if they didn't really, like, if they didn't care about what goes on in the fucking, you know, if they didn't, like, oh, so, oh if they weren't appeasing people on the right wing, like, a lot of the, a lot of the right wingers that are fucking uplifting them lately, and, and the only reason why they uplift them is because they don't actually care about Anna and Jenks actual analysis of fucking issues, that, that's why Anna and Jenks have to always engage with fucking online feuding, because... That's the only time that they'll fucking uplift you. So it's like they, they, they force you in a situation where you have to constantly fight, where you con- constantly fight with people. That's the only way that they'll, uh, you know, and, and then some of the white regular will say, you know, Anna's a really open-minded person. No, she's not. She's, she, she really isn't. She's a very, she's a scorpion fucking woman. She's a soulless individual just like Jank is. They're both fucking monsters. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure they make, their employees sign non-disclosure agreements as well. Because I'm I'm trying to think there's some Steven Crowder-level fucking shit that has gone on on TYT. If 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 Jimmy Dore could fucking, you know, openly make a fucking, you know, joke that it would... Like, 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 even when they're doing that storyline of, like, oh, nice... Like, like even that was a toned-down fucking... Uh, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, first of all, the, the joke wasn't even that fucking funny. Like, Jimmy Dore pats himself on the on the back, like, all, all I said was, nice new skirt. You're like, okay, dude, okay, I, I get it, you know. But, like, you know, if that kind of shit's going on, that that means that, like, you know, in that that organization, it's like a fraternity. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's, it's like the Howard Stern level fucking shit that goes on over there. That's probably, that's another reason why Jank is making the pivot, because he's probably going to be exposed soon. And then, and then the right wing is gonna fucking forgive them, basically. You know, I don't know. Um, hold on one second. What's going on? Okay, let me continue on with more shit. But, um, hold on, let me see what else. So, yeah, what's it called? Um, people who are uplifting what Anna and Jenk have been saying lately. They have, um, they're into what Vosh was saying, um, in the clip already. So, that's their new audience that they want to appease that they think that, you know, we can build coalitions with. And again, this is not referring to regular fucking regular people that are not terminally online. I'm talking about, like, actual genuine people. But the people that Jank and Anna will say is their version of, like, she's already, dude, she's already made fucking, she's already fucking defending Kyle Rittenhouse. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't want to, I would never want to be on her fucking side. You're not progressive. You don't speak for progressives. You're a shit. Stop fucking lying and saying you're a fucking progressive. Again, what's it called? It's it's hilarious how the, how the alt media 
and quote-unquote the anti-establishment personas are the biggest fucking pussies on the fucking planet where they're, they, they know where their bread is butter, they know where the world's going, and they're such fucking cowards, they're gonna go more to the fucking right-wing side because they're fucking bitches. That's the fucking protected fucking side. By the way, uh, I told you the... Um, I, 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 you know, I was telling you the entertainment shit is now going to be seeping in to, like, elements of fucking the entertainment world. It, it, I mean, it, the entertainment world has always played, um, you know, some people have played political pawns for agendas and opinions, right-wing opinions, especially, especially if you come across as an anti-establishment person. You can get people into the message of, like, yeah, fuck the system because the system is fucking corrupt and all that kind of stuff. But then they still take you down horrible. Again, I can't keep up with all of it. But because I believe this um, Trump shit, right? Because I believe that it's becoming like a reality show storyline where like like the stuff that he did is there. But like they could fucking just end like they, like they could have fucking fixed this years ago with, with, with how many ever uh, shit that he did, whatever. They're dragging it out because they want to make fucking money off of it. So people who are going to be part of this fucking thing are going to be associated or have a faulty fucking past. Now, because Trump says something about Fonnie Willis, but the call you're supposed to think that it can't be fucking true. But like to me, by putting your connect, because she, I think she, um, I mean, I don't know if she, she represented for the co-founder of YSL. But then people are also saying that she was dating... I forget what the guy's name is, but his nickname is Big Nut. He, I think he was the guy that was killed, who, YS, who YSL killed, whatever. People think that she she, she, she was... Uh, that she, she, she was like... Uh, I don't know if she was dating him or investigating him. But like she, she only represented... Like, like here's the thing. Now, when it comes to political public figures, public officials, celebrities, politicians... The reason why, like, there's a possibility of a connection being there is because everyone in this fucking underworld, where everyone starts off in the underworld, basically, they all mix and match and have fucking connection with each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like to, to people on the on the surface, you think Easy e meeting up with George Bush is, like, one of the weirdest fucking things to ever happen. But it's like, if you know that, like, in in the world, all these fucking celebrities are kind of, like, have interaction under the, like, you know, beneath the fucking surface, you know, and, and more under the fucking table, that if, like, if it seeps out onto the surface, it looks weird because you're like, well, why would a, why would the rapper who's supposed to be an entertainer that's just a regular person, you, you think that, why would they just be hanging out with the fucking celeb, uh, hanging out with the fucking president, basically? It's just, it's just more proof that everybody has, everyone's part of this fucking, you know, underworld type of shit. So it wouldn't shock me if Fonnie Willis, like, you know, uh, if she was engaged. And here's the thing, because academics, this is where academics fucking fits in. Because academics has information on people, in my personal opinion, right? Because in my personal opinion, he connected with the fucking feds. So the feds now, who kind of control the new type of entertainment, or always have controlled, like, especially the online entertainment for the streaming and all that. If he is, he's allowed, like, he's allowed to melt off. And, you know, he's allowed to fucking, like, he's allowed to mouth off about Erica Badu, basically, and all that kind of shit. Not worry about any repercussions from, like, the, from the delegation that might be opposing him, kind of, right? 
But like, I, he, he was, was, since he's the one that's been talking about it on his stream, apparently, with the call, like, it wouldn't shock me if the kayfabe thing was that Trump got it from him, basically, because everyone who does a meet and greet with Trump in this era, there is basically a symbolic fucking thing that this is who they're going to be aligning with, basically. And they're making it fucking clear, right? So by him stating that, it's like, so, so now the YSL shit is seeping into the political shit. See, that's why Trump has always existed to be, a, like, being, like, you know, he's been a part of wrestling, he's been a part of hip-hop a little bit, the music scene, daytime talk shows, late-night talk shows, uh, radio shows, and all that kind of stuff. He's been all over the fucking place where everything that he, like, you know what I mean? That's why how the entertainment is going to be, see how a lot of this Trump shit and a lot of this political shit is going to seep into the entertainment world on the fucking surface, basically. And by the way, I'm not saying that she, you know, if 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 she had a relation or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, when people use it as a big fucking own, it's like, yes, listen, there's people in the fucking mafia fucking system that are probably going to be, like, you know what I mean? Maybe she was doing some undercover fucking spy shit to get information or something like that. Who fucking knows? But, like, no, like... But this is the reason why she was chosen for this role, basically. Because anyone who's now going to be part of the discourse is going to have their past kind of fucking doing it. So if, like, Trump says something that might be fucking true, and again, we don't know if it's true or not. If the fucking Democrats just blindly go, no, that's not fucking true. That's not what, 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 what the reason why I worry about that. Because if something is proven true, then on the surface, it looks like the Democrats just blindly lie to you. And you go, oh, well, Trump was telling me the truth about it, so maybe he's actually fucking being truthful about shit. That's why I wouldn't be fucking shocked. But don't use the situation to go, well, if that's true about Fonnie Willis, then that means, like, like she, he's using that as a way to go, oh, that's the kind of person she is. But it's like, okay, well, you may have been on Epstein's fucking island. In fact, there's a, an association named Boris Epstein who just on, who was one of your advisors who fucking just was groping a fucking woman on fucking camera. What's it called? And I'm sure, like, oh, we're, we're gonna say, oh, that's fucking wrong. That didn't, you know, it shouldn't have happened. Blah blah blah. But it's like an initiation into like your sports entertainment shit, where you're gonna be known for doing scumbag shit already. But like, you're just adding another fucking layer to it, and it, it's it's gonna be add insult to his, um, uh, insult to injury because nothing's probably gonna happen to this fucking guy. Like, there should, right? There should be consequences, whatever. But the thing is, this guy is not gonna, you know, he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna do any fucking time. Or, you know, he's, gonna, he's not gonna face, uh, you know, he's not gonna face any consequences for shit. You know, um... Where was I, um... Hold on. Um, I got here, Trump. By the way, what's it called? Jimmy Dorsey just left a guy. He is like now quoting fucking Nazis. By the way, you know. Um, let me play right here. For some reason, no one, no one on the left can ever like even say one word about it. Go, oh, why are you worried about Jimmy Dore? I don't know, because he's being backed by a billionaire, and he's pretending to be a fucking left-leaning uh, guy. He's, like, downplaying racism, and he's downplaying anti-trans shit. Yeah, so what's it called? Like, that's someone that's important, because he has, um, you know, a following. You know what I mean? People with following should be fucking focused on that. I, I know because they're entertainers, whatever, but, like, these, you know...
Let me I'll play right here. Hold on a second. But you know, but, but 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 so Anna's fucking tweet was, unlike Vosh, Shapiro never called me retarded or a. Uh, I shouldn't even say that word, but. But like you know what I mean like you know it's being you know it's being used in context, but people should not fucking say that word. But you know, but anytime people tell you not to say something, it makes you want to say it fucking more. Like that, that, that's how our society has been. So in actuality, they actually like the 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 far right wing that wants to run the world. They actually want you to say these fucking words. But because they tell you that they, they don't want you to say words, you know, you automatically think, oh, I'm a naughty person, but I'm going to say the N-word and the F-slur and the R-word. Who, what are you going to do? Like, oh my God, I'm really shaking the system. She goes, that's how, she's basically called Ben Shapiro, that's how big boys who don't snort Addies during unhinged streams act. I don't owe anyone a conversation or debate, but I especially have no interest in antisocial creeps like Vosh. So she might as fucking, you know, go with the fucking fascist. So somebody made a good comment by saying, you, you would have been someone that would um, suck Hitler's dick if he said please, basically. Because that's what she's coming across as, really. And then she's saying, and then he goes, uh, you know, uh, what, what did Vosh say right here? Hold on, let me see. There's one thing, that, there's one funny comment he fucking made. She goes, Anna's now insinuating I'm a drug addict. Presumably because she's so terrified um terrified of me that in her mind I'm beginning to take form of something that is um something that she fears the most. A homeless person. <laughs> See that one's pretty fucking good. So yeah, so so so, so uh, again, I I don't always agree with this fucking account. Also, Matthew Dimitri, because he'll be, he sometimes he'll just blindly defend fucking Democrat fucking shit. But he point on Glenn Beck's The Blaze in an interview with Alex Stein, that uncharismatic Nathan Felder guy. Uh, he goes Jimmy Dore again paraphrases a quote from Kevin Strom, a neo-Nazi Holocaust denier who's convicted for child sexual abuse material. That's what I've been living through for, I don't know, the last at least five, six, seven, probably ever since Trump got elected. 
It's been cult thinking, and that's why I got out of the Democratic Party for sure, because that is one giant cult, and COVID proved that you're not allowed to ask questions of your authority, and who you're not allowed to question is who rules over you, and we are ruled by big pharma corporate money. You couldn't have, I couldn't have said that any better. Applause, you know, we're we're applauding you. Applause. I've got a boner right now. <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy. You're not getting sexual with Jimmy. So he was quoting, you know, Kevin Strong there. But that Alex Stein guy show is the worst, man. This is who, by the way, this is who they uplift because, you know, they're in the same political, in the same political mind frame. So now you have to pretend like fucking Alex Stein. And who's this new, who's this new guy right here? This, this guy's an OAN guy. This guy looks like, you know, it, 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 honestly, it, it, it seems like a fucking parody. And, and, and again, there's no audience there, right? But he thinks just by mentioning, like, okay, if you're going to do Hunter Biden jokes, they got to be fucking funny. Like, this guy just thinks, oh, I'm going to say something about Hunter Biden. So that automatically means that it's going to automatically be funny, basically. So basically, he's saying that, oh, the, he, his name is Chris Boyle. He, and, and this is supposed to be a serious, I guess it's supposed to be a serious show. But it comes off like, like, NXT is doing a parody of, like, Stephen Colbert's show, basically, with one of the wrestlers. Think would be a Watergate level scandal. Testimony from an eyewitness who can validate what is now becoming a mounting mountain of evidence that corn pot crusher Joe Biden has conspired with his son to sell political influence. That witness, Devin Archer, a former friend of Hunter Biden who also served with Hunter Biden on the board of none other than Burisma, Archer testified that Burisma depended on Hunter Biden's influence for his very existence. That's a lot of power for a crackhead. Hunter Biden is not your average crackhead, is he? Archer testified that Biden and Biden... Here's the thing. I don't know if there was a studio audience. I don't know if there was a studio audience there, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was one there and they just fucking, you know, like, oh, this is a horrible fucking joke. It's like a bunch of people in the right wing, who are like right-wingers in the audience, like they want to like support, they want to support these people. But even at some point, they're going to realize that some of the people that are supporting... That, like, they seemingly on their fucking side, right? That's like, holy shit, these guys are not fucking talented at all whatsoever. Like, you can tell by, like, even when someone tries to do, like, an edgelord right-wing fucking joke to go fucking viral, there'll be some people that will, like, you know, the laugh seem like, oh, like, oh, no, the last come across, like, okay, they're on our political team, so we have to give some courtesy fucking laughs. Like, that's the state of fucking comedy, essentially. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised this guy's not on... Uh, you know, I, I don't follow Greg Gutfield's fucking show, so then it goes fucking viral, but Greg Gutfield's show feels like a... Like, how... Like, he sounds like a South Park fucking character of, like, how South Park would mock, like, uh, you know, one of those late-night type shows. That's what fucking uh, Greg, Greg Gutfield has fucking um, sounded like. He's a sound a little bit more fucking normal. I would, ha- I would, I would hate that fucking guy. What's it called? He, he always seemed like a fucking douchebag. But, like, now he sounds, like, way, way over top as a parody. And this guy looks like Ben... Sh- you know that guy, Ben Schwartz? You know, uh, he was on Park and Recreation a little bit, you know. Um, he was... Uh, you know, he was in uh, House of... Not House of, uh, House of... House of Lies on Showtime. You know, he's been in a bunch of comedy stuff, you know what I mean? He's like that, you know, that Jewish guy with, like... But this is what this guy looks like. You know, he he looks like you know um, Ben Schwartz a little bit. You, I, I can't forget what his name was. Parks and Recreation, but like you know, many 
many phone calls that they had with each other in the presence of Burisma executives. Conversations that were meant to demonstrate Hunter's level of access to his father. Allegedly, they did everything but talk about, well, business. They talked about everyday things like whether or not they'd run out of Parmesan cheese back at the house or chit-chat about the weather, which I'm not going to say that was code for whether or not 10% had been sent up or whether or not it was pure Colombian or whether or not Hunter had checked the girl's ID to make sure she wasn't too old. But no matter what the Bidens were communicating Jesus about, Christ, it, dude. I, I guess if, if you're a right-winger, you're, you're supposed to think, like, like, the, this, like, there has to be funnier fucking right-wing people who can make fun of Hunter Biden. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know but I guess people are like, well, th- this guy is doing the good fucking job of making fun of Hunter Biden because the Democrats aren't going to fucking do it. But it's like, you guys don't make fun of fucking Trump or anything like that either. But that's the state of fucking comedy, man. Holy shit. This is why it's this is why it's the worst fucking art form on the fucking planet. One of the most fucking contra- compromised art forms. On the, everyone thinks they're a fucking comedian. So let me get rid of that one right there. And then um, hold on. Um, the surf, um, uh, I, I retweeted this because, again, I, I didn't know about it, whatever, it popped on my, on my timeline, but there's an actual thing called NAGA, um, like Native American Guardians Association, so I guess everyone now has to do, like, a MAGA remix, basically, so this one's like the Native American Guardian Association, I don't know, I don't know, it, it, cause the surf's is putting it out there as... Oh, he, he, I guess he referred to it as that. I don't know if that's their official fucking name. But it's run by white people. And I guess they have, like, t- some token fucking Native people who might be the front people, like, you know, like, doing the videos and all that kind of shit. Cause, you know what I mean? Because no, no, really, no one's really talking about them, but, like, I see their videos, basically. And I think one of their main key points is to advocate for the um, Washington Redskins name to be fucking brought up, basically. I, I don't even know what the fucking team name was fucking called afterwards. Like, but, 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 like I know that... They, is it called Washington Warriors now or something? I, I forget, but, like, they they made it something so, like, not that like that great creatively that it makes it seem like, see, this is what PC shit is doing to us. We can't have creativity. So they can use that. See, again, that's one of those things that's been so fucking... See, again, like, that's, like, no, see, that's another thing that's been sophisticated racism. There's some, I'm talking about regular people... Who who heard that heard that name, and there hasn't always been a fucking stink about like this fucking name at all whatsoever, right? Like at least on a mainstream fucking level. So then they automatically go, well, I guess now that you're making a fuss about it, that must mean that you're the issue. But it's like, no, we just those normalized racism for so fucking long, they allowed it to go on. Because again, when I was like, because I, I had no idea. Again, I know with baseball, hockey, and all that kind of stuff. Whenever it's like a team. And then the, whatever the whatever the team name is, I never even know what some of the things that they're named after really. So I never knew what the fuck, like you know, Redskins was whatever. I had no fucking clue whatever. And I thought, okay, well, if everyone's like you know letting this sl- slip, then I guess it's not fucking racist. I guess. 
I remember Jim Florentine was like losing his fucking mind, losing his mind over it. Like he was making it seem like he's not against people being offended by it, but he's against uh the fucking you know owners caving in because they're because goes well you 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 guys are really really racist behind the scenes. So why why would you cave in and change it whatever? So I I don't know what his fucking logic was, but like the Opie and Anthony fucking like that fucking alt scene of fucking New York comedy and all that kind of shit is honestly looking back at it, man. They 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 literally had the worst fucking politics on the fucking planet and yet they gotta they gotta be seen as like the edgelords and all that kind of shit um. uh, where was I hold on yeah, so I guess that's going to be another organization. Everyone's going to have their, the, the, like, their own AGA, you know, their own AGA um, organization or whatever you want to put in front of it, I guess. But, yeah, North America, I, I guess, you know, that's going to be... I, I'm trying to look up, I'm trying to look it up, and all I see from... Uh, let me see right here, let me search it again. I'm searching it, and all I see is stuff from their organization, basically. Let me see who follows it, because you know, there's no one I'm following, but this just randomly came up, though. Ah, so, like, you know, some of these blue check marks are the ones, the Blaze is promoting them. So, yeah, you already know that they're fucking assholes. <laughs> This is like a case of like you know the the mega crowd having uh, different minority groups at their disposal, basically to kind of be like, no, what the cold, you know, the 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 liberal minorities, um, the minorities who are liberal, they're the ones that are the are the problem. We're the ones keeping it real, but then they're aligned with fucking white supremacists, basically. Like you know, it, honestly, like it sounds so insane that like okay, like Twitter is um uh, the, I think the Department of Justice is trying to get a Twitter probe of Donald Trump's account. Like th this would be so insane. It, it'd be like in the nineties if like the internet was mainstream and it would be like, oh like the like you know they're, they're gonna investigate fucking Bill Ga Bill Gates's ICQ messages and shit like the, Like this is how fucking insane. This is like the, this is an insane world we're living in now, where like. The message board shit has become fucking real. But how, like, if even if they wanted to fucking probe the Twitter account of Trump, I guess, like, if if they're supposed to find something, they'll find something that wasn't supposed, quote unquote, wasn't supposed to be known. Because w it, wouldn't Trump just fucking delete his fucking messages? But I guess because his on surface character is that he's a dumb guy. So he probably, like, saved some of these fucking messages, whatever. But I guess that's going to be the next place where. Something will be found out about it because they had to gimmick every fucking thing. Maybe. I I just don't understand how you can fucking you know, uh you know pull a raid on his Twitter account essentially. Uh, 
Um, let me see Twitter. Raid. Let me see. I don't know if it's something. Trump, let me see, Trump Twitter, Jack Smith, because people are bigging him up. So okay, the first thing is it's it's all like it's all blue check marks of like you know, like Michael Tracy, the, the number one guy that's propped up here. He puts amazing Jack Smith tried to impose a gag order on Twitter by arguing Trump was likely to flee from prosecution if it came out 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 that his account has been seized. If they try to put a gag order, we wouldn't be hearing about it. But I guess Michael Michael Tracy thinks by him putting it out there that means that we weren't supposed to know about it. So like so he's putting out here. Oh, t- Twitter not only demanded access to Trump's Twitter account, he demanded Twitter be barred from telling it. But then we're hearing about it. If he literally did that, we wouldn't be finding out about it. They would if there if there's such a fucking powerful fucking force uh, of hiding information, we wouldn't be knowing. I guess because people online go, oh look, it leaked out, and I'm the truth teller. Like they can't even admit that they're the ones who get funded to fucking put that out there. Shit. Whatever. I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm seeing a lot of people who are supposed to be like, you know, who are say they're left, whatever, but like, I guess they're trying to find, like, if I... Like this, like Brianna hat. Brianna hat now has to be like, uh, like an odd. Like she, like mean that. Like she knows what she's doing. She's pl- like it's like everyone knows what they're doing. and They're playing obvious villains now. Like you want to because again she's. Like if you want to criticize a Barbie movie, go ahead. I don't give a shit. What's it called? For for, for me, listen. It wasn't like the the biggest best fucking like me- like it wasn't like the like the, the greatest fucking message for. Um, you know, um, feminism and all that kind of shit. But like, it's not like this horrible fucking thing. Like, I, I, like from what I fucking gathered of it, it fucking looked like something that says that it would be shitty with fucking you know, both with both fucking extremes running shit basically, and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. But like, you don't have to fucking now make, like, even if you want to hit the fucking Disney movie. You like, like for example, I'm not gonna defend fucking Bar- like I'm not gonna go defend Barbie because Bill Maher went at it because Bill Maher says enough shit that I could fucking shit on, but like, w- w- why do people who then big up Bill Maher for this point, can't you big up anyone else who's more credible than Bill Maher to make your point about fucking Barbie? Is this gonna be is this gonna be Brianna's fucking way of getting on Bill Maher's show and you know playing fucking dumb about certain things and all that kind of stuff. And and again, if 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 like, and I don't know why she's advocating for Glenn Greenwald to be on a panel on CNN, when like they already have enough right wingers there already, 
And second of all, like, how is that going to fucking help anything? I, th- I thought Glenn Greenwald showed off about how Joe Rogan and Rumble and all that kind of stuff are doing better numbers than the mainstream media. So why do you guys need the mainstream media? I don't understand that. But again, you're not, you, you can't ask the fucking uh, the post-left any questions because they'll pretend they're for Medicare for all and labor and all that kind of stuff while they're helping normalizing more fucking fascism. But, like, they have to fucking play innocent about it. They, they, their whole thing is about, oh, the mainstream media doing this, the mainstream media doing that. It's like, you guys have become caricatures of what you used to be. And I don't know if that's just by design or if you guys have just become fucking stupid. I don't know. But there's a whole lot of people on, on, on the post-left side that are, are coming off more, more like caricatures than the mainstream media. At least the mainstream media, like, you know, they look charismatic at least. But, like, do you think Michael Tracy is fucking charismatic? you really think Glenn Greenwald... You know, even though fucking, you know, um, you know, I still think fucking Gilbert Godfrey's spirit took over him and the real one's in the Black Lodge somewhere. I have no idea. I don't know who this guy is. I think he's a Canadian guy, Mark. Slampinski, and he basically called uh, Trudeau's daughter uh, a twenty a twenty dollar prostitute, and she's fourteen years fucking she's fourteen years old, and then he he made his account private and claimed that anyone that's posting screenshots of what he said is like the fake it's like fake fucking news basically, like dude just fucking own it you said something horrible about the like if you want to hit on fucking Trudeau hit on fucking Trudeau. Like, you know what I mean? And if, if he's making his kid, like, do something that's proper, like, you know, like, like you know how like, people propagate their kids for, like, an agenda, for, like, a political fucking agenda? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fine, call it out if that's what's going on, but, like, calling her a fucking $20 prostitute. And you're supposed to be some political commentator. And then some, some, some fucking blue check mark, you know, right wing accounts like, oh, you know how everyone's mad about the Slampinski's comment? And they're not even talking about this incident of a man in Manitoba that was um, arrested for raping uh, a 13, 14, and 15 year old. It's like, yeah, the dude got arrested. And I'm sure fucking people are, are outraged by it. We can get outraged by this as well. And and I'm sure if that Mike Slumpinski guy didn't even say what he said, I guarantee you that account that was fucking propping up that fucking, you know, that um that Indian guy who committed those fucking crimes, I bet you he wouldn't even be putting that on there. He doesn't really fucking give a shit about it. He only, like, that's like one of the worst cases of somebody using, at least if you're going to use something about, oh, no one's saying anything about this, like, at least, like, make it equate. But, like, you're basically putting, like, why do you guys put out stories where somebody's already been arrested? It's like, it's like when, when racists bring out, like, oh, how come we're not talking about this uh, crime that this black person committed and he shot somebody? Well, mainly because they fucking, you know, uh, arrested the fucking guy and he's doing fucking prison time for it. Because, oh, we don't see any marches for that. Actually, there are marches in the fucking neighborhood. They don't get any attention because no one fucking actually cares when, whenever. Like, they don't cover it because then the fucking white supremacist system can then claim that whenever they, whenever black people protest, uh, you know, a cop killing uh, a black person. You go, oh, but they never protest uh, the um, black-on-black cry, whatever. It's like, well, no, actually, in the neighborhood, they actually do. Like, there's, there's been fucking uh, people on people online that have posted stuff, or, 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 or there's been mentioned over, over stuff over the years, where communities do fucking march and do kind of fucking protest of stuff going over there. You just don't pay attention to it. 
You know, I don't know. By the way, uh, I was going to write about this, like, you know, I, get, I, I had no, I, th- I thought it was like little TJ for a second. I thought he, he may have died, but it was some, some girl named little Tay. And again, I can't keep up with every fucking viral sensation because they all seem like, like, it's always like, like if, if it's a young person, it's always like them, like, you know, who, who like someone that's not, someone like little kid that isn't black, like do like, you know, using, like using, you know, um, using Avi basically. Or, or, like, trying to act like a rapper, basically, I guess, you know what I mean? And people, so then it was rumored that her and her brother died. And then, of course, people were going with the vaccine shit already, whatever, and all that kind of shit. Or they're going with, oh, well, you know, there may be a cover-up because her parents are the ones putting her in the spotlight. But, like, one thing I hate about that fucking shit is that it isn't the parents per se. Is that when the mafia system has, wants you to be, you know, used for, like, you know, the entertainment purposes... They fucking basically step in, you know, and have more power over your fucking, over the parents, basically. But the parents have to be the obvious fucking villain. That's why Britney Spears' father had to be the obvious villain when the same fucking people in the system are the ones that are still fucking with Britney Spears regardless. That's why, you know, they cheered her on to get her fucking, get and her conservatorship. Then they, then they, then they paraded her out to do, like, you know, like, her, her being, if she wanted to be nude, that's her fucking issue. But because she seems like she's, like, like drugged out a little bit, like, I'm not saying she is, but because she seems like she's not, like, whatever, people are like, oh, my gosh, she's getting out of control again. We we better give her... The same people that were fucking supporting ending the conservatorship are now advocating for it. You see how insane, you see, you see how insane that fucking is? But anyways, little Tay and her brother ended up being alive. And again, I, I guess I watched that show, Dave, and they did a fucking episode where they quote unquote accidentally were you know were were like they thought people were, were dead and they ended up just going along with it. Now I'm allowed to suspect that these are fucking marketing tools because people are gonna be playing your fucking clips when you're fucking died. You make a lot of fucking money. You know what I mean? At least on, on, on Dave, they made it seem like it was an accident. Blah blah blah. It just somehow happened. But honestly, what to call some of these people? I do think they fucking plan it. But, like, I've, I've been saying that some people are faking their fucking death and you're going to find out about it, right? But now they're making some of these ones where, like, there's obvious fucking hoaxes now being done. But right now she can't... The, the, her, her team can't admit that it was a hoax. So they had to say that her account was hacked and... You know what I mean? Like, there would have been other ways to get the message out. Like, this is obviously, in my personal opinion, whoever's in charge of her, her team were designed to do this type of shit, basically. But I'm telling you, man, with the cold, you're gonna you're, you're gonna find out in the future that there's a lot of people that when shit hits the fucking fan, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna come back, and then you're gonna be like, oh my god, that guy's actually fucking alive. You know. By the way, with the cold, I, I think there's a victory in Ohio where they, they rejected the anti-abortion shit, and whenever I see whenever I see that. It at least makes me fucking happy that like, like, like there's people who are also who happen to be, like who might be conservative, like regular people, that you know they all fucking like everyone. There's a common ground of everyone thinking that this is fucking getting out of fucking hand, basically. But what also worries me about that is that like, 
if the if if the far right wing can't get you on board with their normalized propaganda, because they, they, they already have their weaponized fucking people that are gonna pump up their fucking narratives, right? But if they can't get the fucking people to go along with it, and and they show that like, oh look, we beat this, whatever, they're not gonna fucking you know take it fucking. They're not gonna take it lightly. Like it's like now that like like they would be able to like pat themselves on the back if they somehow won on some fucking level on that issue, right? But because like a lot of people are gonna be pushing back against it, even people that might be fucking conservative too, whatever, right? What to call like it feels like oh look they got taught a lesson, but then I'm worried about okay well if they can't fucking get us to go along with their program. What are they going to do to enforce it? Because they don't take fucking lying... They want as much power and they want their version of the world. So I'm fucking worried about what they will fucking do. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking, you know... It's, I don't know, it's just fucked up, man. What the cold, um... What the call? I guess Carrie Lake is still going to be a fucking character in the fucking grand scheme of thing because now she is planning a Senate run. Again, I I knew you were gonna get fucking again whenever anyone says oh she lost like the the one common thing about these elections is that when somebody loses loses one, like now it's always gonna be like oh now I'm coming back so like again I don't know if she's designed to fucking be someone who's gonna be detrimental in the overall picture. Or is she going to be one of those fucking, you know, uh, Repu- one of those Republican type people that are just going to be people, like, going to be a character that ends up just being somebody that constantly takes L's and she's going to be like a parody and we're all going to be like kind of laughing about it, I guess. I don't know. It makes no fucking sense to me, really. You know, I don't know. And by the way, I again, I'm only seeing right-wing framing of this, but um, DeSantis got rid of uh, somebody that's like she, that he feels is tough on crime and I, I don't know, soft on crime, and I don't know if she actually is or if again, whenever somebody um, you know is, is accused of going soft on on crime and all that kind of stuff, it feels like whatever they do on the surface is designed so that it it, it basically again, I, let me see. Hold on. Let me see right here. Because I'm only seeing right-wing framing of it, of justifying why DeSantis had to do it. But you know those people are not being completely fucking honest, right? Uh, what is her name? Monique. Hold on, Monique. Monique Worrell. Decided to remove her for state attorney who uh, was going to hold a press conference at 11. 
So yeah, I guess she's she she's not like sending people enough people to jail apparently. Uh, he, this is the second time he removed a local Democratic state attorney from office. And there's people that are going to fucking support her and not think this is kind of like, you know... Because he wants his own normalized little fucking, you know, mafia. That's why he's having fucking, you know, people like, you know... Like, you know, people that are supposed to take care of, like, you know, uh... Like, defend businesses when, like, there's hurricanes and all that. When you know it's like a militia-level fucking thing going on. By the way, the, he, Florida's going so fucking bonkers. They're trying to ban fucking, uh... Shakespeare from being fucking taught in... Like, like, like do, do you think Bill... Like, again, I, I know the answer. But do you think Bill Maher's gonna fucking go nuts about how Shakespeare being banned from schools... And that isn't a... And, and people actually fucking think that, like, the right isn't going too far. Like, whenever anyone says, oh, my God, the left is just going way, way too far. It's like, no, but it, it, how, how can you fucking just say that? And hey, people who say that probably want to be on the right-wing fucking side, basically. They want to be on the fascist fucking side. In my personal opinion, at least. I don't know, it's nuts, man. And then there's also Hawaiian... There's one fucking clip I saw... Where, like, it, um... Where, like, it was, like... Like, somebody was, like, you know, recording it. And some woman's... It's, just, it's like, dropped down over there. And then... Because the guys in the car are trying to fucking survive their own... Because like, they can't breathe and all that. And they're like, oh, my God, we, 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 we can't do anything for it. We gotta leave. We gotta get out of here because it was burning and all that. The, the, the thing is... I'm again. This is climate change. This is like the result of fucking climate change. But I always I hate that fucking people like because it's always the right wingers that are the ones thinking that does weather weather mod- modification. But if the world's supposed to go in the direction that it goes, you don't think there's also other factors of like I'm not saying this isn't climate change. I'm, I'm like I'm not saying oh, oh this is not climate change at all. This is lasers. But you don't think that there's something advanced also going on to help fucking speed this process up of basically having the entire fucking world basically implode, essentially. Like, 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 you you can't even fucking, like, do that. But then, and the reason why I worry about when when, when right-wing people do it is because when right-wing fucking people do it, they, if they, if something ends up being right in their fucking, like, if something ends up being proven right, whatever, right? They're the ones who get to take credit for it, and then they get to look like fucking truth tellers, which is why I fucking hate. Like I, again, I know I know there's fucking uh, you can uh, shit on my fucking conspiracy theories about clones and all that kind of shit, but they like they they literally show you this in their fucking movies all the fucking time, and I'm supposed and, and the people who go well, that's just the movies, but then when you guys watch your fucking movies like Succession or like shows like Succession. Or whatever fucking happens in one of your down-to-earth movies and all that kind of shit. 
you guys think whatever happened exactly in there happened in real life. So you guys also fall for the movies. I'm, I'm showing you a version of what fucking happened, even though that's not what, what, like, there's more organization going on. So yeah, why can't I fucking assume that a lot of this is like hidden in plain sight showing us the state of the world through different fucking sci-fi and what, where technology is going to fucking go. For some reason, you have to fucking, like, play dumb until the fucking people who have plat- the high big platforms are ready to fucking come out and say that, you know, that something actually fucking, you know, you know, that, like, advanced technology exists. Like, they're allowed to freak out about AI now because of how bad it will get, but it's like, why can't I assume that it's been bad already because of AI already, though? Why can't... Again, I'm not allowed to assume that, but I got to get on their dumbed-down fucking level. But if you think things are, you know... You know, whatever. It is what it is. Nothing makes any fucking sense. Like, I don't know how much, uh... Like, I don't know how much, uh, you know... Like, why does it seem like something is... like I, I know that on the surface, it'll probably be more labor union type of fucking talk, which should, which which is valid to fucking talk about. But I don't understand what's happening at Travis Scott's concerts where, like... Like, this, this one was in Rome, where 10 people fucking died. I don't know if it was the same fucking thing happened. Let me see. But, it, it, but, but then the conspiracy people will use, oh, it's spirits being, you know, used in some of these big contraptments that are there. But it's like, I can, you know, buy that there's advanced technology. Like, you know, like, some, like, fucked up sound-waving technology shit that's making, you know, people fucking, you know... Like, this isn't fucking natural. 60 people have been injured. And Kanye West was there, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like there's, like, something really, really going on. I'm sure there's going to be some labor fucking... Because, again, people were trying to do the labor, you know, um, angle when the fucking world shit happened. And I wasn't saying that, that that wasn't valid either. But there's definitely something more going on than what meets the fucking eye with this shit. I'm not going to say, oh, it's demon spirits and all that fucking shit. I don't know. I'm going to go here, hold on. Hold on a second, let me see. I don't know, because Drake's trending right now. I don't know if he, uh... I don't know if this is an old clip or not, whatever, but, like, it was on the hip-hop fucking thing. 
I don't know if this is like I, I hope it's scripted between Ish and Joe Budden, where Joe Budden like d- you know dated one of his exes and then Ish was kind of like is Joe Budden like is, is it supposed to represent that because Joe, Joe Budden's becoming a heel, is it supposed to represent that he's doing stuff for the podcast so he can get a reaction for like creating more fucking because again I I believe the whole thing might be fucking scripted. You know what I mean? Because again, like you know, the, the the entire industry is like an you know. A very orgy-like industry. Everyone's, like, fucking everyone. You know, everyone's fucking everyone. And I feel like by public figures, you... Because regular people might fucking live vicariously to these public figures. So they automatically go, well, with a call of Joe Budden's doing that kind of stuff. Like, you know, he, they're going to judge it, like, how how their lives are. Because they're living in a regular fucking world in that regard. But I I hope that, that like, that's just some staged kayfabe fucking shit. Because if Joe Budden is, like, doing fucked up shit... Like, you know, to anger his co-host so they can become, become the, uh, you know, a created fucking thing. Cause I, I, I don't know, I don't know much about fucking, let me see right here, hold on, let me see. I, I, I hope it is, man. I, I don't, it, listen, I, I do miss the, um, I do miss, uh, Rory, Mal, and Joe Budden. I thought the podcast was more genuine. I feel like, it's not like Ish and Ice's fault. It just feel like they came into an era where... Joe Budden is doing the fucking, uh, he's doing the fucking sports entertainment shit right here. Let me see right here. You have to open the door to let somebody in a house. Open to possibilities? Mm -hmm. You see how easily I'm open to the possibility? Again, I'm accepting that, but you are not accepting that you said something to the total contrary, which is, I wouldn't hold no conversations with y'all niggas bitches. Now, one let, day, let when she feel mouth. like telling you the truth, she could tell you don't, what, truth what was said to her face, which, no, which supports you're my dismissing. point of, I would look at y'all bitches like they are Martians Yo. if they tried that shit with me. Again, hey, whether I speak to you niggas or not. You're dismissing my sentence. Oh. You're dismissing my sentence. <laughs> your, my, your Joe sentence in the summer was I would never even entertain none of y'all bitches. I wouldn't talk to y'all bitches. I would never da 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 da. Open it and do it like who is not entertaining a bitch. That's what we did in the comments. He's off camera now. Mm. Sometimes people can use tactics to get your crib too, ish. Who said that? Who said that's not true? Who said that's not true? Y'all niggas are saying something that I'm not saying. I don't care if the bitch went over there and attempted to pull Joe's Joe's drawers off. Who said that? That's not a possibility. You're just saying that the fact that he had the. I'm saying that Joe did something that he starkly says he does not do. That's the fucking point. Ish. Ish. That's your point, right? If he's saying he don't entertain. What's your definition of... So, like, you know, like... Like, to me, I hope it's fucking scripted. But, like, at the same time, that is representing that Joe Budden is, like, doing shit purposely where, like, it's supposed to create... Like, like, like this is where the, the, the mafia-level shit goes, basically, where you basically are creating situations now where, like, now you're using your fucking cast members as whack packers who are gonna, like... Like, some of these people with a cold end up uh, losing more of their mind when they become a public figure. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because, like, the, 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 the system pushes you so fucking far that you end up, like, like, you know. like And now, because this might get buzz-ish, might feel like, oh, shit, if I gotta be interesting, now I gotta keep fucking, you know, doing the fight, basically, I guess. You know what I mean? It's gonna put, you know, mental anguish on him. So, I, I just, you know, I just hope that, you know, it's gonna become one of those fucking things, but whatever, you know. They're going to do what they're going to fucking do. 
Yo, I didn't know this was a new thing, but uh, the Billboard have a Hip Hop Hall of Fame. I didn't know that. Like, I, I knew this was a, a museum. And I mean, it's been around since like 1995 or something like that. Like, But I don't know if that, that's the same thing, whatever. But I mean, it's, it's about time that, you know, you have more. I guess that they, they create more fucking awards, like more award ceremonies and all that. So that you have more accolades that, you know, and people might not view them as the same as the rock and roll thing. But, you know, the listen, like, the rock and roll thing is like mean that like not every rapper is going to fucking get it. And even though a lot of rappers would like before I never used to understand that before I knew about the rock and roll fucking thing. Like, you know, I, I didn't know that black people created rock and roll or like help create rock. And roll. I, I mean, people say they create rock and roll. You know, what I mean, so, you know, some people debate that for some reason. Um, but like that's. Because I always wondered why would uh, rappers want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if they're like you know hip hop whatever they used to be like the the right wing position basically like Artie Lang would always go well why why are they complaining about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that's not their thing whatever and I'd be like well yeah I guess I, I guess that makes fucking sense I guess because you know but they, 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 then people broke it down of why it should be and like I get, that actually makes fucking sense. So, like, I don't know if this is, like, going to be, like, a new fucking, you know, bit, but, I mean, Nas and Lil Wayne got in. I mean, that's a pretty good, I don't know if there's only two people in it. I don't know. I, I, I don't have much information about the hip-hop hall of fame, basically, you know? I don't know, man. By the way, the Dudley Boys are are gonna re team three D are gonna fucking reunite at Impact One Thousand. I guess the, the, I thought that they would have already reached one thousand, but I guess they first started doing a show, an actual like weekly show on television during two thousand four. Even though they're around from two thousand two to, you know, like I mean they they did a weekly pay per view a lot of the time in two thousand two two thousand three. You know what I mean? So, there's gonna again. So I, I I guess that makes fucking sense. Two thousand four, because again, WWE started in uh, WWE started in um. Ninety three. It took it took till two thousand twelve. So it's like almost like. Nineteen year nineteen years until they got to a thousand episodes. So two thousand four, like that makes sense. That nineteen years, you know, that get to uh. 400 to 4,000 episodes, but if, 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 if Devon's coming back for a run, that would be the only way that anyone would accept Bully Ray into AEW if they're going to get a, for, for the sole purpose, if you're going to do, like, if you can get Edge also, then you can do Edge, Christian, Hardys, and Team, and, and the Team 3D, like, maybe as, like, you know, a mega fucking team against, like, the, like, you know, the Young Bucks, FTR, and, like, other current fucking teams, you know, like, Aussie Open or some shit like that, you could, like, I'd be, I'd be in it for that, only if Devon's involved, because I don't want AEW to become Bully Ray fucking show, but, you know, if, you know, you can do something tag team-wise with them, maybe. Like, that would be, or, or maybe, or maybe Devon comes back and he actually fuses Bully Ray, and maybe, you know, because apparently they don't like each other. I mean, that, that's supposed to be the... the, the, uh, the you're supposed to assume that they, 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 they're being vague about it, but, like, you're supposed to assume that they had a falling out on some level. But who knows if that's fucking true at all, but, you know. By the way, uh, you know I said that Sonya Deville is injured? At least Chelsea Green, you know, she's fucking dope at, like, 
like use it, taking advantage of this to like go. Oh, I'm keeping the titles, but I'm gonna audition partners like Chelsea. Chelsea's got talent. Like she knows her fucking character, and it's so fucking awesome. Like she's legit, really, really, really good at this fucking character that she is doing. Like just the you know, the way that, you know, like she, she like you know what I mean I wish it was better creator for her. Like go, you know going around, but whatever she does, she always ends up killing it. You know what I mean? I I, I thought like she did a really like she did a really good job in Impact as being like the fucking uh, bride that was supposed to marry Braxton Brax like um the guy who plays Blade in AEW. His name was Braxton Sutter, and she was she was supposed to marry her, but she ended up marrying Allie or or, or going with Allie, whatever. And then you know Chelsea played like the the like for like the month she, like you know still had her bride makeup on and all that kind of shit. And then her and Cardona had a pretty like did a pretty good fucking interesting run in the Indies and all that kind of shit. So I'm glad that she's at least like finding her role because she's actually a really really dope fucking talent really. You know, I don't know. And uh, Carl Anderson wants to fucking have a singles run. Thing is, if he's if he can be good as he was like in two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, I'd be all for it. But it's like, ever since they signed with WWE, like after like like initially they 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 like you know like they were doing some badass shit for the first couple of months of being with WWE. Then it felt like since 2017, like, they felt like an empty fucking team. And then they left. And then, then it felt like when they left WWE, they didn't have that shit, same shit that they had prior to them. Like, they did some good character work. But it didn't feel like, you know, like, like it was the same level of of work rate or anything like that prior to that shit. So now it's like, I've given up on that. But if Carl Anderson can get a fucking run, that would be fucking cool if he can do... What he did in Japan, maybe. But I don't think he will be able to do that. But, you know. It'd be cool if he could get a run. But, like, AJ Styles, him, you know, they're, they're not really fucking, like, in Doc Gallows and all them. They're not really doing anything fucking really interesting in WWE. Like, they're just fucking doing the bare minimum. Like, I, I again, for, for someone like who, like, someone like AJ, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he just felt like he has, like, like he only wasn't being, he wasn't being booked properly. In like two thousand like nineteen or two thousand twenty, really. Even though he still had notable fucking feuds, but it's like even like everything after that, it hasn't fucking been that great. Otherwise, like everything has phased down a little bit. Like you still have good fucking matches, but it's like if you're not gonna really do if if you're not gonna really have anything for him creatively, then I don't know. I pre- I prefer him to fucking leave and fucking maybe go back to Japan, maybe do a Japan stint one last run. Or maybe go to AEW for a bit. Or maybe go back to Impact for a little bit as well, maybe. I don't know. But do something more fucking interesting than just... It'd be kind of cool if he showed up at Impact just to, like... Like, not for, like, permanently or whatever, but, like, just for, like... You know, like, you know, a temporary kind of reunion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I just think he's not really doing anything with them. So why not just fucking, you know... Why can't he go? I mean, maybe he doesn't want to go anywhere else. I don't know. But, you know, I think he would be... I think he would have a dope run in AEW. We gotta see where it goes, though. Anyways, it's 2.30. I'm good. I, I need to... I want to get this out of the fucking way. I still gotta do the Raw, NXT, uh, Impact, and AEW Dynamite recaps. This is gonna be a long-ass fucking one. But this is the 500th episode, so who gives a shit, really, right? Yeah.
could do all they can do, but they can't break unbreakable. They scared to face the truth because they hate the view. They taste the juice. I hope it make them puke. I'm breaking loose. Should I throw up the deuce or should I wave the deuce? In 1982, my mama take me to a spaceship. Don't say now I'm raising you. And ain't no baby food unless you go and take the neighbor's food and be afraid of poo. I made the loot when money went from almond green to navy blue. I said salute. Bulletproof, I gave them proof. Sometimes feel like my head is screwed. Twisted like tornadoes too, man. I'ma need some crazy glue. Her walls is what I'm breaking through. Her nails, she gon' break a few. You could never break me down and I can't hit the brakes for you. What's going on? I'm not really in a good fucking mood. I'm sure the people will hear it afterwards, but you know. I, I, I normally, when I'm irrational, I, 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 I try to fucking, you know, because, because, because I know that if I, uh, you know, say anything and I lash out on my own social media, you have people, like, literally monitoring you. You literally have people monitoring what you're fucking saying and what you're fucking doing all the time. So they'll activate my fucking, you know, tro- the, the mercenary trolls to push me over the fucking edge, though. Seven PM, you know. I got nothing fucking going. I'm, I'm a fucking loser. And trust me, a lot of people have uh, felt. Well, a lot of people that have felt good, whether it be within the wrestling community, whether it be within the fucking Stern Show community, my own personal fucking life, they feel so fucking good that what the, like the people, the, the, the fucking social climbers from your fucking past that are so fucking so happy that they're more closer to your to to, to people in your family basically than you are essentially. All, all, all I've been used for is a fucking guinea pig to be brought out so a bunch of fucking uncharismatic cunts could fucking make fun of me, make light of me. And then get mad when I fucking stay here, try to take, take over anything that I fucking do. Don't worry, I, I, I'm always going to suspect that people from my past will have, have a part in fucking, uh, in my demise and trying to fucking kill me. I'll always fucking think that. There's not going to be a, an incident ever. All I gotta do is just go out fucking socially and let them fucking take the little fucking, the little jabs of mentioning fucking things that I'm not a part of or, or, you know, like, basically showing off how great their fucking lives are and all that kind of shit. No one, no one who does that is actually fucking happy. The only thing, the, the only thing that was a call that, you know, uh, that, that, that you know that was a call because they, they'll never fucking feel how lonely and how fucking mentally ill I had to fucking be um, being on my fucking being on my own mentally while everyone just takes advantage of me and is allowed to fucking do that because a bunch of fucking piggish fucking people at the top of the fucking food chain in the fucking industry like Howard Stern fucking made it possible for that to fucking go down. But you can't blame a fucking radio show host, obviously, because you gotta pretend these celebrities are regular fucking people, not powerful people that can literally fucking control shit, essentially. A lot of celebrity, a lot of billionaires fucking are the ones that control it. Even the politicians. They control law enforcement, all that fucking shit. But people people pretend to be anti-cop, but they'll be pro-fucking billionaire. Which makes no fucking sense to me. Because they're the ones that fucking, you know, are, are employing the fucking cops. They're, it's their roster. They all have fucking dirty cops at the at, at at their fucking disposal. It it, it doesn't matter. I, I what I love is that what's called uh, 
Like I, I'm only I'm only good enough to be brought out for limited fucking shit, and it's because I'm not pure enough for the fucking aesthetic that people want to fucking have. So the funny thing is, those people are the ones that are most fucked up, and they're the ones that are most fucking compromised. And and if you take pleasure in, in the pain that I fucking felt, anyone that's ever taken pleasure in fucking anything negative that I felt, I wish the fucking worst for you. I really do. And that's it, it, not even specific. Just so happens if you spiritually and you're behind the fucking scenes plotting against me and have fucking done horrible shit behind my fucking back, yeah, I'm allowed to wish the fucking worst for you. See, again, I'm the one that looks fucking crazy because I can't prove anything. You know what I mean? Like, people ha- people are so fucking powerful that they're able to fucking cover it up. And they're able to use other people as disposable, of, um, you know. It's not just me. People always think when I complain about it that, oh, he thinks he's so important. No, it happens to a lot of fucking people who can't say anything. The people who, does, uh, who say that kind of shit, they're normally the ones that are behind doing that kind of shit. That's just a dead fucking giveaway. Doesn't matter if you, if you have you 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 have a family you have kids a spouse and all that kind of shit and this nice fucking job if you're still fucked up what does it really fucking mean because you're still paying attention to what I'm fucking saying and then you're gonna give me an attitude about it when you fucking see me because because they already hate me enough for not being able they hate me enough for not being able to. Um, contact other people to get on this to basically help set it out because they didn't didn't think that I would be able to do 500 of these fucking episodes they never thought that I would fucking do even though it's not really fucking you know a raving success I don't you know what I mean but the fact that I put fucking effort into doing it even as much as my trolls want to diminish what I fucking have done right because again, if if they didn't care so much, they wouldn't be paying attention to what my numbers are doing potentially and how I threw away live streaming because I didn't want to deal with fucking shitty trolls that think that they have entitlement to my fucking life. You don't have entitlement to my fucking life. I know I can never get rid of you. You're always going to fucking align with people that fucking hate me. That's why they wanted people from my past because the people in my past don't want to align with me because they actually like me. They, they, they want to align with me so they can be praised by my fucking troll. That's the reason why they want to fucking do that and i and i, and I peep it i don't have to fucking be here because once i'm fucking once i'm gone from this fucking planet and i will be eventually trust me i i, I will be i would call I'll, I'll 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 get it medically fucking cleared to be able to fucking you know leave this fucking planet if i don't fucking do it on my own basically right not saying I will. I'm just saying, with a call, if 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 a suicide becomes legal, yeah, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply for it for sure. I'm I'm not gonna be stuck here on this fucking planet with a bunch of fucking people that hate my fucking guts secretly and all that kind of shit, who have added to my fucking mental illness. Every little fucking jab they fucking and, and they do that and they do that on purpose too. They know it's it's like it's like their fucking revenge. So they're gonna fucking mention shit all the fucking time because they're because they've been compromised and touched by fucking billionaires and their gaping man pussy. I hate all of them. And they hate me. Don't think this is just me. because This is them hating on me. They have to fucking hint. 
the, the reason why they, they they still keep me alive is because they are oh, oh, uh, oh Hensy, they'll keep like naming shit about me being rich. They know about my trajectory before I fucking know about it, which is fucking disturbing. And since so all these people want to, you know, be aligned with the wrestling world as well, I don't want to be I don't, I don't want to be aligned with that shit anymore either. And I don't really give a shit. I should stop fucking watching it after. You know, I, I I always said that, but you know what? Given, you know, you, you can't be a wrestling fan if you're not fucking, you know, threatening to not watch fucking wrestling ever, a couple of fucking times a fucking week. That's normally how it goes for wrestling fans. But every day, it's just a bad... Again, I, I don't mind showing my fucking bad mental health days. I, I'm, I'm more open and more vulnerable than a lot of fucking people. They think it's, they think it's weakness, but I think it's weakness to fucking... Ha- to go... Because, again, cause I can just say one... I'm a nice fucking... Believe it or not, I'm a nice fucking guy. When people bust my balls in personal fucking... In, in social gatherings, I can say so much that I... That, that, like, even if I don't know personally. What the call, I, I just know the type of people that would, would, would say this type of shit they fucking say. I know they're fucking compromised. I could probably guess maybe they're sex creeps, maybe, you know what I mean? I, I could fucking go... I can go that fucking route. I could be a real fucking big fucking asshole. But then they have the protection, right? So they can prod you all fucking day. So if I fucking rattle their fucking cage, they're fucking powerful fucking people that are so powerful people they can make your life a fucking living hell basically because they've they've helped contribute to that and and if anything ever fucking happens to me they're gonna, they it's gonna live in their fucking soul for the rest of their fucking life i'm not i'm i'm, I'm not gonna make the cause again even if you think you do the drop on me i'm never gonna make you fucking forget and i'm gonna make your fucking mind fucking more haunted than it was before that i was here if you ever decide to fucking you know fuck with me I'm not talking about anything physically. I don't have no weapons or anything like that. But I'm just if I if I, if my if my belief is that I can manifest fucking things, whatever, right? Just like you guys have manifested shit for me. I wish I was not fucking here anymore. And again, I, I'm not talking to anyone who I talk to on fucking Periscope. I don't give two shits. I'm talking because there's certain people that still fucking message me on fucking Twitter. And, it, you know, make a, I, again, there's a reason why I'm not fucking replying to you. But, these, but, but if, if I were truly in a bad fucking place, right, where, you know, they wouldn't be fucking trying to fucking, you know, suck up to me. A little bit, you know what I mean? But but then they fucking let out what they fucking have done. give a shit anymore. I wish I was fucking dead. I wish I was on this fucking... I should have been dead a long time ago, to tell you the truth. Normally, when you you reach milestone episodes, right, you normally have, like, oh, my God, we're going to have all kinds of fucking guests and celebration. No, it's not a celebration. It's much like my fucking birthday. It's, like, lonely and fucking, you know, 
It's, it's, it's so people that fucking hate me can, you know, like, get, they'll get mad at me for being able to, like, do 500 episodes, but they'll take solace in the fact that, like, you know, I could, I don't have access to fucking get, like, the thing, I don't want access to guests because I don't want to fucking have, uh, like, you know, do limited fucking interviews anyways, so I don't, I don't need, I don't need a fucking guest, I can talk on my fucking own, and I can make it, I can make it 10 times more interesting than having to do a fucking shitty interview. Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson did an interview with this guy, Stephen Sund, who was, like, a former Capitol Police. And the thing is, like, people are, are debating, like, oh, Nancy Pelosi doesn't have that pull to make the call because they're making it seem like Nancy Pelosi didn't uh, call call for the national... I, get, I don't know all the fucking points. All I know is that I can see the narratives of, of like, oh, first they proclaim that Fox News didn't air this because they're scared of it, obviously, like, another marketing tool. So they play it on fucking, you know, Twitter now, Twitter X, whatever the fuck it's called. And then you go, oh my god, this is a new media, basically. So you're basically saying this is a new mainstream media. So this is going to be the new place where you guys are now confirming that you're going to fucking lie about certain fucking things. And even if something is covered up, like to me, I still believe the cover up is actually to help fucking Trump and make him look like he was the one that was being fucking framed. Because again, even if Pelosi, even if you say, even if you're right, Pelosi was in on it then that would mean Pelosi's actually on Trump's fucking team. If they did anything obvious that's fucking, you know, that's faulty, then to me it feels like they would be, um... I don't know, but, um, so, wait a minute, um, but he, but he testified that Pelosi was not involved in the decision made ahead of January 6th regarding the National Guard, he testified that, right? So, officially, he's, like, lying, but, like, I guess to hit Tucker's audience, he, that, the anything that he testified under is not fucking real. So, repeatedly, for the, uh, support of the National Guard. Only to find, unbeknownst, because people people have to realize that when the police department runs um, uh, out of resources and we're overwhelmed, who do who do when we dial nine one one? Who do we call? We call the Department of Defense. We call the National Guard. They're our backstop in in getting help. So I put out that call, only to find out there was delay after delay after delay. And what I hadn't realized is just two days earlier, the Secretary of Defense had put out this memo restricting the resources that my men and women so greatly needed on January January 6th for an attack that I now believe they, they knew was coming because they had they'd talked about it. They had talked about it in meetings. They were so concerned. They were talking about locking down the city. Yet he goes and puts these restrictions on the resources I needed and never tells anybody. Never tells the very people that are going to call 911. So he's saying right here. So at 234, I'm pleading for their assistance. Now he's blaming on Pelosi now. 9.44 p.m. for them to arrive on the scene. When Think about the absurdity. They're within two miles of the Capitol. Over 150 of them with all the rights. This isn't the Tucker interview. This is another interview from... Men and women. I, I respect the military. I come from a military family. 
the, the people in the field, those that are willing to tell the truth, I highly respect. The people that decided not to send them to help my men and women that we needed support badly, I, I, I can't even question why. I can't even understand why they didn't send the help I needed. You know, um, let me see what here, let me see, um, this guy right here, Jim Stewart, says that former pop, um, police, um, police, former Capitol Police Chief, fucking can't speak English, Stephen Sons needs to be investigated and charged for cooperating with Mike Flynn's operation, operatives who are installed at the Pentagon to ensure the Capitol would be undefended on January 6th. This includes, um, you know, uh, Charles, Charles Flynn, who also the call that delayed the National Guard for three hours. Because, you know, because Mike Flynn's right now saying like this. He's basically hyping up this interview, basically, to make it seem like it's Pelosi and them that fucking did it. And again, they could be lying about that, but then even if Pelosi was guilty of something, then that would mean that the whole fucking thing was designed for a fucking circus to waste everyone's fucking time before they got to the fucking real fucking thing. That's what I would fucking assume, because I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? This is just my fucking conspiracy theories. That's what fucking, uh, uh, that's what I fucking noticed from it. But, you know. And someone is saying here, someone is claiming the FBI intelligence community failed to notify him and what later, um, People claim the FBI did send warning. So to me, I I feel like you know th- th- this was design. If, if if there was a planning going on, it's de- it's a, an inside fucking job. Go on, go on Twitter, go on X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Look up Steven Sund and just look at the top results. It's all like, you know, the typical blue check mark types that are propping it up, basically. It's like 50 minute, 55 minutes long, whatever here. In this clip, he claims that I don't think he claims that the Secret Service, um, the the DC police were stopped from assisting Secret Service as, as Black Lives Matter rioters burned down the White House ground. He he didn't even they didn't even burn the White House grounds. So they're calling for, you know, to, uh, for, for this to be... Again, this is, like, a way to, like, make it look like it was organically done. 
while they then go, oh, now his testimony needs to be fucking heard because this is part of the fucking storyline. You know what I mean? Like, again, this would be so entertaining if there wasn't fucking actual fascism that was on the fucking rise. But they're claiming that, you know, the, the Fox News shit, you know, is gonna, you know, they're gonna claim that the Fox News shit is, uh, you know, oh, they covered it up. Becomes a little bit fucking annoying not being able to, um, not to be able to fucking, you know, figure out, you know, how, how this is all go. I mean, listen, it just, it just, I, I just feel like every, like, I guess, like, I know the end result. I know, I know, like, I feel like I know where the end result is going. And it just feels like everyone else is like, you know, they're focusing on specifics, obviously. And it feels like those specifics are designed to, like, you know, get get to the same place where I am. And it's like you're waiting for everyone to basically catch up with you, mentally at least, in my personal opinion. Not saying that I have all the fucking facts, you should listen to me. This is just a mentally ill person going through his thought process. I'm not trying to be some fucking leader, you know what I mean? Because I'm, 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 I'm not a fucking, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm a very troubled, flawed human being. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I still haven't fucking, you know, fully fucking, you know, uh, healed from the mental trauma throughout my fucking life. I just know how other fucking people feel as well. You know what I mean? Because now that I can articulate what my mind fucking goes through and, like, me being fucking, you know, like, you know, wondering where the world's going in the future. There's other people that feel like that, but they can't really come... Like, the only way that you can fucking, you know, get traction for it is because if you're going to be a conspiracy person, you, you, you're you going to have to fucking, you know, uh, you know um, play footsie with the fucking, you know, the, the right wing, essentially. Because, like, no Democrat, like, you know, no fucking person on the left will fucking take somebody that's a conspiracy theorist. That's like, you know, number one, you know what I mean? And, and they're supposed to be the more open-minded fucking, you know, people. But the thing is, like, maybe they would be more open-minded because I'm not fucking trying to regress with my conspiracy theories. The theories. I just don't give a shit anymore. Because I was fucking gone from here.
they'll probably, you know, get revenge on me. Probably sneak people into my house. Break more fucking things that they always fucking do. And I, and I obviously I can't fucking say anything. Well, if I say anything, you know, you're just going to think I'm fucking crazy. Which is the point. I have, I have like, I have like literally no one to fucking, I have like no backup at all whatsoever. I'm surrounded by, I, everything is just a lie. Everything that I'm surrounded by is just fucking lies nonstop. And these people do not even feel fucking bad for what they fucking do. That's what, because soul, soulless people in this fucking world, you know, they're never going to fucking heal. But they think right now because they're surrounded by other soulless people who don't give a shit. They adapt to their fucking behavior of not feeling bad about fucking doing the stuff that they fucking did. And yet they can be praised by being these great community fucking leaders and all that kind of shit. That's what makes you fucking sick to your fucking stomach. And then I, I uh, so I didn't know, again, because I'm not looking at who these people are. I can't keep up with all the judges, lawyers, and all that kind of stuff. I was under the impression that Judge uh, Chutkan, I thought it was, like, some, like, you know, Indian dude or something. I, I, I guess, like, it must be an Indian dude. Like, I thought Judge Cannon, I, before I knew who, it was Eileen Cannon, I always assumed, okay, it's a, it's a guy, basically. You know what I mean? Like, I, for some reason. But it's actually, you know... It's it's like it's like they're you know they're purposely putting, um you know they're purposely putting um, um black women in the, in the forefront of this, so that there can be more fucking vitriol towards them because not only are you getting mad because they're going after your precious Trump, but now if you like you know have the association of like oh Fonnie Willis may have been associated with drug dealers. Whatever, right? And 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 then, and then people are good, and, and then people, even though it's more of a fucking like, uh, you know, a like, you know, like a a mafia underground where all these public officials and celebrities, they're like all they're all mingling. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all part of like you know some underground fucking club. It's a mafia world, but like because you're just judging, you know, her just off being like a you know just a regular fucking person. So, like, people might assume that, like, you know, Trump is, like, making the insinuation because they happen to be, you know, black, basically. Which, I mean, that's what he's intending to do, so everyone can be fucking ignorant. But the way that I could go, it's not that I fucking believe it, but at the same time, like, yeah, well, yeah, I've always been saying that fucking public officials and them, they all mix and fucking match. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what your fucking color is. There's a reason why now, like, it's becoming more obvious now with how many entertainers in general are associated with fucking, you know, big-time fucking scams and all that kind of shit. And they happen to have ties with, like, like you know, like, for example, like, you know, if somebody who's not, like, even in the forefront of popularity right now, like Praz, uh, Michelle, whatever, I should call him Praz Michael, um, Praz Michelle, whatever, like, you know, if, if someone like him who's not super relevant in the mainstream... Like, has connections with that. Like, what do you think, like, higher-up people, like an Eminem or, like, you know, like, you know, Howard Stern, what do you think, what kind of connections do you think they fucking have? You know, Drake, or Vince McMahon, basically. But they're making all these, um, they're making all these, um, 
like oh um like 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 the like it, it's seeming like they're delaying down the law by like saying okay yeah they're, they're gonna have restrictions like Trump can't just go on social media like you know what I mean like they're actually like now pretending that they're gonna be applying the actual rules that would apply to regular fucking people if they're going through like these type of investigations basically you know what I mean I don't know how many regular people would be going through stolen document shit but whatever um you know what I mean and they're gonna be going to the trial trial urgently. Um, you know, if he keeps making inflammatory comments, so now I think the fucking, uh, the, the trial is going to be for January of 2024, right before the fucking election season really fucking begins. So now it's like, you know, you got the narrative from the Trump people that they're stopping him from, you know what I mean? But this is all going to make him run even fucking more. And again, this is supposed to activate more chaos. Because now they're going to be, you know, more of like Trump's faction, basically. You can't say it's it's his faction, right? You, cause you can't technically prove that, like, he actually has, like, real connection to them. So the best you can do on the surface, which is still scary, but, like, you know, my situation is a lot more scarier. Which is probably why I believe it's true. But what the call you're going to be like, oh, random people are just being incited now to, like, you know, be super loyal to Trump and all that. And that's, that's true in in the purest sense of the form, but it's, like, a lot more, you know, organized than just uh, radical people just being fucking, you know. Because, again, everyone, like I said, you're, everyone's being monitored. You can pretend, like, no one's being fucking monitored and whatever and all that because sometimes the law enforcement or the feds miss out on somebody conveniently, even though, like, they've been spending so much spying on fucking people. They, they, they always tell you about corruption, but they, but they never tell you that like they could actually fund some of these fucking violent fucking uh, people to be on the be on the rise. They can never go that far with like the corruption. You just oh the bare minimum of their yeah. What do you think they're doing with the money? You think they're just fucking sitting on that money? You don't think they're putting it on the fucking street to make more fucking money because of twenty four seven news cycle. Like, why, why do people on the fucking, like, like why do people who claim they're fucking left with with the content, why do you guys, like, limit your fucking self? Here's the thing, all these right-wingers are saying fucking conspiratorial things. You know what, you could fucking beat them at their fucking game. You can say conspiratorial things, too, just saying it's a conspiracy. I don't know, the, I don't know the, uh, this is for a fucking fact, this is just theories coming out of my fucking head. It's coming out of my fucking ass, and I'm just saying them as it comes along. I don't know if I'm fucking right. And then she's, and then people are going to be like, oh no, she's, because uh, they already, if Trump people already believe that this is uh, designed to, um, like, to, like to, to take away from his election. By her saying that she doesn't care about his campaign because she's not being politically motivated. Because even if she d- d- cons- considered the campaign, that would be politically motivated. You should be looking at it. But because they already have the fucking impression to the Trump people that this is like all politically motivated, by them not caring about his campaign, that's going to like solidify even more that they don't want him to run. Even though they, d- I personally think they do want him to run. Just like everything that I say on my podcast, past, present, future, they're just fucking theories that I don't have the fucking facts on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm just kind of going off, like, about how I see the mafia fucking world. But, I mean, we'll see where that fucking goes, you know, but...
it, it, doesn't seem, it just seems like it's more fucking theatrical, you know? Everything just, you know... Like, r- right now, there is a... Uh, um, this is, like, the most... Ex- dude, Every because the right-wingers are the ones popping it up. Like, this is why I'm saying police officers can be funded for, vo- for like, 24-7 news coverage. And it doesn't mean that the, the mainstream media will touch it. And maybe the alt-media probably won't, sometimes won't even touch it. But if it's getting traction online, it's, like, designed... Like people haven't, don't, don't think that. But because what I'm saying is they're using... They're making L- the L- like oh LGBTQ such a uh, um uh, 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 um uh you know such a Nazi force basically because some autistic girl got arrested by some police off women police officer who the girl referred to as like looking like a le- like her like lesbian aunt basically so like you know the video of it basically and to me I think that's like another one of those designed viral fucking videos. To manipulate more consent that, like, oh my god, see, saying anything slightly, like, even, like, just making a joke about, like, so- someone being a lesbian, that's gonna get you arrested. Like, you know what I mean? Like, th- th- they're fear-mongering that much. If, 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 she, if, she, if she, like, if that was legit, that wouldn't be because she's a lesbian. It would be because she's an author- authoritative fucking cop. It has nothing to do with her sexuality. She kind of looked like Kate McKinnon, tell you the fucking truth. But, like, they're literally fucking propping that up. Whenever the right wing is propping up a fucking story, you know that there's some funding going on in there. You know, I don't know. Doesn't make any fucking sense, really. But, I mean, people will just look at the... Like, you know, the right wing will just get away with it. You know, they they always kind of get away with, like, a lot of this fucking shit. People, like... I get tired of people fucking getting shot. Oh my god, can you believe how much more sexual harassment and fucked up shit is going on in Steven Crowder's work? Yes, this goes on in a lot of institutions. It it, it seems like a, a lot of the fucking current um public figures that are just like new, it's like they're going through their initiations, but their ones are the ones where you're like, oh my god, can you believe this is really fucking happening? It's like, yeah, this goes on. This is why what they're called... The, the stuff, because Howard was com- claiming to be a fucking liberal, because he does that creep type of shit that Stephen, I, I believe he does that creep type of shit. You know what I mean? It, what they call, what they call, I can't prove that some of these people that are, that, that do some of the homoerotic stuff on air for Howard Stern, that, you know what I mean? But I can go through my experience of fucking, you know, uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the segment where Shuli uh, called me to do two truths and one fucking lie, and then 
uh, you know, I made up two truths. No, no, I did two truths. I did one lie, and then Shuli goes, "How about if the one lie is that like you jerk off to watching wrestling?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want to do that." Sorry, I go, I don't know, I, I don't want to do it for Howard's homo. Cause I know how was gonna do. He was gonna make that for some like for some reason, like he makes high like for example like again I don't know if high pitch Eric is actually fucking gay or not, but like. Like, it, 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 at one point, like, I thought, like, fine, the first time, okay, with the call, like, maybe that's true, and then, oh, my God, they're just joking around about, about how he jerks off to Mark Wahlberg, whatever, but, like, it felt like it became, like, a gimmick where, like, he had to fucking keep coming on to talking about that, basically. You know what I mean? Like, I, I also I also believe that, like, you know, like, jo- like you know, to, for Joey, because Joey Bush used to piss him off. Because he wanted in their fucking circle, but he was, like, too unhinged. So to get in his good graces, in my personal opinion, he had to, like, make out with a dude when he... Again, I always suspected that maybe maybe he's just pretending to be closeted, or, like, maybe he's, he's bisexual or whatever. But he definitely did it for the fucking show to get... You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like Howard wants to see that type of shit while he pretends he's fucking grossed out about it. Just like, you know, how he always used to project making fun of China, but I bet you any money he probably, like, slept with China. But, like, he would treat her like shit on the fucking air, basically. But to me, you know, like, I'm not shocked by the Steven Crowder shit, because I believe every institution does that. And guess what? That's what helps also, because, like, those those are the kind of people you're around in the system, and it doesn't matter what, like, their race are, or or what the the sexuality is, what their gender is, but because, like, it's an institution where, like, fucked up shit goes on, this is what helps push people. That's why you'll notice a surge of people who leave the industries, like hip-hop, or, like, no, just music, acting, or or they leave because there's, like, fundamentalism shit going on, and then they end up going to the, like, you know, like, the, oh my god, I'm seeing Jesus and the religion and all that kind of stuff, and, like, you, you, again, I'm not talking about genuine people that, you know, f- like, find the good and become better fucking people, but then they get fucking put into that fundamentalism, which has connection with, like, the fundamentalism that exists in show business, but, like, you know what I mean, but, like, you know what I mean, so the ultimate warrior is losing his mind about, you know, about, about, about gay people, he was probably because he's like the people that he was around in the industry who might happen to be leaning toward that way have done horrendous fucking things. But then that'd also be like, oh, if I see straight people doing all these horrendous things, then I would be like, oh my God, man, being straight is so, you know what I mean? Like you, people will tie it into like, oh, this is what gay people do, but that's not the case. It's people in the industry that do that. But everyone's like shocked. Oh my god! Can you believe Steven Crowder did all this? It's like, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a faction. They fucking do this kind of fucking shit. That's what made me fucking creeped out. That's what fucking leaned me to becoming more homophobic by not even really, re- you know what I mean? Like I didn't have any ill will towards anyone that's genuinely a gay person or whatever, whatever. I have I have no fucking I had no issue. But like there was like, but like you, there's no way to fucking pro- to to express it without sounding conspiratorial, which people always dismiss. So then when you fucking do talk in code and generalize, then people think, oh my, so if, if you're someone that's gay and you didn't do any 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 of this shit, you're like, what the fuck did I do, basically? You know what I mean? So, like, the, that's why I say it's, it's, it's very fucked up <clears throat> to generalize, but I know why people in the system have to do it, because in order for us to get the message out, you got to generalize it. Like, right now, Jay Electronica 
You know what I mean? Like, whenever he's referring to, like, you know, some of the fucking quote-unquote Jewish people that, you know, he, you know, that he might be talking to, it always feels like he's talking to a delegation, but he's also then, like, making it generalized where people now are gonna fucking, you know, like, like you know, people are gonna be like, oh, I guess all of them act like that, basically. It feels like those delegation wars that go on behind the scenes, and then, you know, I'll talk about the Genetronica one. I have to hear the verse. I didn't hear the verse yet, but he was on, uh, I don't know whose album he he was on recently or something like that, but, you know. Let me see. Let me see. See, because people are like, oh, I listen to that genetronic reverse. I'm convinced y'all are as dense as Jennifer Aniston and jump on the anti-Semitism wave without... See, and I, see again, so if genetronica has personal beef with specific people in a delegation that might happen to be Jewish, and there's like, you know, seeping... Because again, like, you know, the powerful people behind the scenes, whatever. But like, if he's, if he's going to be on the side of the right wing, because if he's like aligning with that, whatever... Then, like, even though, like, so then people who might go, well, hey, man, he's not actually saying them. It gives, it gives people the fucking carte blanche to think that he's talking about other people, even though he might be referencing other fucking people. But, like, he's doing it for the purpose now of being on the fucking right-wing fucking side. So it's going to end up being with him embracing fundamentalism. A lot of these celebrities, man, they're all embracing, like, even, like, the soup, even though, like, even Jennifer Aniston, I can guarantee you she's a super pro-Israel fucking, she probably doesn't give a shit about Palestinian lives. She probably doesn't care about anti-Semitism. You know what I mean? Like, she, like, they, they might call out somebody that might be, might end up being anti-Semitic. So, they, you know what I mean? But, like, they're also, like, like, if Barry Weiss condemned Kanye West, Right, like okay, fine. Kanye West, what what he says is anti-Semitic, whatever, and all that, right? But Barry Weiss doesn't have doesn't have any credibility toward uh, for me. She got fucking Palestinian teachers fired. She always fucking puts out a lot of anti-black, a lot of fucking overall racist and ignorant fucking shit in a sophisticated way. She's not a fucking liberal. She's a fucking conservative. They pretend to be liberal, so you think that the fucking liberals are just as fucking bad. But a lot of these people are actually conservative. Academics, uh, you know, is uh, because they're talking about like he might get sued for, you know, having, you know, putting out false information for Tory Lanes, and he's like melting off about like, oh, what are you gonna do to me? I'm just a regular dude. You're not a regular fucking person. You, you clearly the way the the, the com again like. Even when I fucking talk shit, I know that I could be fucking God at any fucking time. They always end up doing something fucked up to me anyways to fuck with my head. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's consequences for it. G Academic doesn't got to worry about consequences because he's protected by whoever he's being funded by. And if he's on Rumble, and people already suspected that he was like a, like a, like a Fed informant, whatever. But the Feds could be... Uh, the Feds are the ones that are behind a lot of this fucking content. So they have one of their fucking agents that has inside information, but he says it the way he does. 
That's why I, I, I bet you it's going to play out that fucking, you know, academics gave Trump's people the information on Fonnie Willis because he's the one that covers fucking hip-hop. So he's the one that's actually been, you know, like, you know, the, the, that's why they're using him. So academics are going to be someone that, you know, is working with the conservatives. That's why he feels very, very fucking confident in the way that he can fucking uh, say that, oh, he wasn't at fault at all whatsoever. You know what I mean? He can do the fucking shitty thing. So he's allowed to fucking melt off. They'll, you know, they'll give him that. I saw a funny headline. Not that it's it's funny that what they call someone got COVID, but just the way that it was worded. Like Jim Jones accuses the locks of giving him COVID at the versus battle. It's like, dude, there's like there's like a thousands of fucking people in there. Are you sure it was the locks? Like, I'm, maybe you got COVID from it because there's so many fucking people there, not not really masked up there. Like you know what I mean? I you know I'm I'm just saying, but it just it just I guess that's gonna be the new beef tactic now, like to accuse your. Like your, you know, your your political opposition now to like, you know, in, in in different industries to accuse them of giving you fucking COVID or, or something like that. Let me see if. This is... uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's being posted, but, like, no one's really responding to it. So I, th- I thought, like, it'd be, like, you know. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, they're still mad about, you know, uh, they're still mad that the locks won that versus battle. Now, like, Jim Jones is, like, you know, thinking of, like, different fucking things. I go, well, I did get COVID. During that time, maybe I could just blame it on them. You know what I mean? It's, it's like you're booking it to be that kind of way. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, that that's where the, where the verses probably peaked, basically. That was probably like the best verses... That fucking, you know, that, they, that, that that was done. And I don't think it's been, like, I mean, they, I don't think they've been doing many since then, whatever. I think they've been really far out, whatever. They've still done some. But I don't think, like, any any of them meet that level of, like, of, like, you know, venom that, you know, like, like, like that promo Jadakiss cut before doing the New York, New York thing. That, that's still one of the greatest fucking moments, right? That's such a pro wrestling fucking, that's such a pro wrestling fucking moment, basically. I'll get into some wrestling before I get into the recaps. Triple H is apparently not going to be on the end. I mean, I think that was known, but like, I, I guess because whenever like Triple H feels like he's not being in a powerful fucking position enough, whatever, people always like assume that oh well, he got demoted for something. But I, I, I don't think he was ever going to be. Let me see, Triple H. Like, I'm sure maybe by script, whatever, you know, um, uh, 
Like, I think the bigger story that Dana White is not on there. You know what I mean? So I guess it's just a confirmation that he's not on the business side anymore. He's just going to be doing more fucking, I guess, more creative, I guess. That's what I fucking get from it. Listen, listen, I hope Bray Wyatt, whatever he's going through, I hope he fucking feels all right. I always, listen, it's not like when I say something's a work. I don't mean like, oh, like, oh, this uh, this whole thing. I, I, what I mean is like there's, like these celebrities, man, like especially nowadays with the advancements that they fucking got, it's either that something they're fucking taking is making them fucking, you know, get more fucked up, basically like a superhero essentially. Like maybe they're taking too much of that fucking, you know, that serum. What's it called in the boys again? I forget what it's called. Like maybe maybe they're taking too much of that or something like that, or like they're getting advancements done to them to fucking make them more indestructible. You know what I mean? Like some like the way that some of these guys get so super fucking big now, it feels like it's like genetically engineered essentially. Like there's like you know what I mean? Like I know they'll say that oh he takes care of his body and he takes this whatever whatever, but I I think there's way more fucking advanced shit that some of these celebrities in general are fucking taking. That's why I, I, whenever they per, per go that they're going through something, not, I don't think they're going through something. It's not like, oh, well, the, the, oh no, no, the, their lives are easy, man. What the They're not going through it. it. Like, dude, it's even more fucked up for them mentally is what I'm trying to fucking say. Like, at, le- at least I'm like, my, my, my conspiracy is telling you that, like, all these fucking public figures that are used as fodder and cogs in the system, they're all going to be, like, fucked in the head mentally or, like, there's going to be physical fucking problems to them, essentially. But there's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it always feels like there's... Like, I mean, they keep putting it out there. So I guess, like, they're trying to, like, redo another fucking re- return, essentially. You know, I don't know. And what else? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm getting sick of the discourse about Moxley wanting to... Like, dude, like it's like he's used as a, as a discourse character now where we got to discuss, oh, my God, uh, Moxley wants to bleed, but he might be doing it too much. At this point, I don't... I don't. If he wants to bleed, let him fucking bleed. All I'm saying is like, I'm not going get, to like, get behind, like, oh, my God, I'm going to stop watching because Moxley is bleeding. It's like, okay, dude, just savor it and, 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 and make it count for special fucking moments. That's, that's, all I'm, that's, all, that's all people are trying to fucking say. But it has to become a whole fucking issue now. I, I just think it, it, it loses its fucking meaning when you see it way too fucking much. That's why, like, when people used to complain about, like, no more blood in WWE, I was like, dude, I didn't, like, I didn't even fucking really notice because it happened so fucking much that it, it lost its fucking impact on it. But I knew they would eventually get there anyways. It just it would have to be like it'd have to be like, oh my god, can you believe that, you know? Like they worked it in properly, like for like, like one time everyone it became a really big deal and really noticeable. When CM Punk got busted open at a pay per view in two thousand ten or maybe yeah, two thousand ten or so, and then um uh um you know, he um you know, uh, basically like the, 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 the medics try to fucking stitch him up and he's like basically but I thought it I thought it added to the fucking match to tell you the truth when the, that when that shit happens. It added a little bit of realism to the shit, but you know 
you know, I, I saw some R I saw some ROH fucking highlights. Um, and I think Maria Canellis is like now trying to. Ma- I think because the Kingdom are going to be on the ma- on like you know on the AEW side, and I haven't seen Maria with them uh, on. Uh, you know, I haven't seen Maria with them since they've been appearing on the main roster for whatever, right? So it feels like they're keeping Maria in the ROH level, but she's actually like going around trying to manage clients. And again, she's like a really underrated fucking manager. I know, I know people, people like, you know, the misogynist in the fucking wrestling fandom, because, like, you know, she might fucking, like, you know, like, it's like, like every public figure might say something stupid, I, I, I don't know if she's anything stupid or whatever, but, like, you know what I mean, like, she's, like, one of those people, I guess because of the whole, like, getting pregnant and, le- you know, what the call, some people, what the call didn't really, some people didn't give a shit, because, like, it's, like, their business, but people fucking, you know, basically got, like, heavy on Maria for, you know, um, for, you know, uh, um, kind of, like, like, doing what she fucking did, but I guarantee you, like, you know, a lot of the stuff was planned for the discourse, like, they knew it was gonna happen, but they had to make a story out of it, so they, so everyone now thinks that, oh, Maria is, like, like, they, they, like, they'll call her stuff, like, she's useless and all that kind of shit, but, um, you know, I know that she's contributed, and she's, like, worked hard on fucking storylines, she helped raise Mike Bennett's fucking status up when she managed him, she did a good job with, with, in the first run, in the first run of ROH, she did a good job when she went to Impact, she wrote, like, the whole fucking, she helped write the whole storyline with, like, the whole Alley and Braxton Sutter thing, whatever, and all that, and I thought it was a really, really good fucking storyline that they fucking accomplished. You know, and, you know, so, you know, so, the, so they get fucking, so she gets heat on her no matter what, but if, you know, they're actually trying to build her up as, like, a, a manager with different clients, man, I'm all for it, you know. I think Josh Woods is all, because some of the backstage interviews were put on fucking the ROA's channel. You know, but I saw some highlights, but, but I think Josh Woods is going to be doing his own fucking thing. I don't know, I, I don't know if, if Sterling's going to turn on him, because Josh Woods doesn't want to do tag team, so... Like, it seems like maybe Sterling will fucking turn on him, but even though he's promising him um, people to face, I think Athena is, like, she was, like, being heelish. But then when, like, I think Billy starts getting attacked by the Renegade Twins, she came down, she beat the Renegade Twins up. She hinted that she was going to beat up Billy Starks. But she actually, so I guess maybe, like, now they're going to make her a badass baby face, essentially. You know, who who knows if they, you know, stick around the ground with that, but, you know. But Athena's, for the stuff that I've seen of Athena, man, she's been, again, it wouldn't be an issue if you could have more women on the fucking main roster, right? But, you know, who fucking, who fucking knows? You know, okay, I'll come back with the, with the recaps. generic white people normally do in this situation i want you to get in your car i want you to go home i want you to run up the stairs i want you to slam the door to your room i want you to jump into your bed i want you to cry into your hello kitty pillow i want you to put your headphones on i want you to listen to some taylor swift I want you to shake it off, you bland bitch. Well, I'm telling you. I was gonna pause it and play some music, but I just want, I wanted to put that on there before I fucking get into it because I was like one of the funniest fucking. It's like a rock-like moment, basically. 
Um, but before I get into the AEW Dynamite fucking uh, recap, whatever, um, let me go over the, f- semi- the I-, I already went over the, um, <coughs> the final two, like the C and D block of, uh, you know, the C and D block earlier in the podcast. So I'll go over, you know, the the quarter fight. So I mean, the matches that were there were Hiromu Shingo and Yoda Suji beat um Fujita, Shane Haste, and Mikey Nichols, Fantas- El Fantasmo, Shota Umino, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa, um beat Tenzon, Ren Narita, Suzuki, and El Desperado. Shota Umino and uh, Ren Narita seem like they're going to be carrying on their fucking feud because they're getting into it pretty heavy. Um, Gabe Kid, Kenta, Alex Kovlin. And uh, you know, and 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 Chase Owens, the Bullet Club beat you know the, just five guys with Taka Michinoku, Taichi, uh, Yoshinobu, and uh, Duki basically. Um, Eddie Kingston, Tanahashi, and Ishii uh, beat Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and Great Khan. And then the fucking semifinals were you know uh, Naito beat fucking Hakaleo, which was a pretty good fucking match actually. I'm not gonna fucking lie. You know what I mean? I, again, maybe because I wanted someone else other than Hakaleo to be the guy that advanced. But this is still a pretty good fucking match. Um, you know, and then uh, Will Ospreay beat Diff- Dave Finley. There was, like, some shenanigans with, like... Like, the United Empire came off, like, baby faces in this fucking situation because they're against a bullet club. But, like, you know, they, you, again, if you're going to eject people from the thing, then, like, you know, like, it doesn't even matter if you eject because everyone just breaks the fucking rule anyways. But, okay, whatever. But Osprey beat Dave Finley. It was a pretty fucking good fucking match. See, another thing you gotta keep it keep keep in mind is that a lot of some of these guys are champions, right? So now I gotta keep up with who is champion and who lost to who because I'm sure over the next couple, like will 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 Osprey want Dave Finley's championship now because he beat him? You know what I mean? Like you know, you know. But this, but this is like one of my favorite matches. David, the, the the Bullet Club came off as like better characters here. I'm not saying every match with the Bullet Club members were fucking like um, super amazing, but I did think that as far as as like accomplishing something in this tournament, the Bullet Club have come off like more fucking dangerous. And uh, you know, I'm actually kind of into like you know, it's like you know, maybe David Finley and these other uh, these guys that were in the uh, dojo, uh, the dojo fucking thing. Maybe they can actually, like, you know, make this Bullet Club shit into, like, you know, becoming fucking prominent again. You know, and then uh, Evil versus Sonata wasn't, like, that fucking great, but there's two tag partners, and Sonata went in with a perfect record, so he didn't get beat by anyone. So I guess Evil beating him in in this in this one, in, in you know, in, in the quarterfinals, means that, you know, he is going to have to fucking face, you know, Evil, basically. And then Okada versus Jeff, uh, no, not Jeff Cobb, Zack Sabre Jr. Okada beat him, and that was a pretty fucking good fucking match too. So now we got you know Naito versus Finley, no Naito versus Will Osprey, and then we have Evil versus uh, Okada basically, and I'm pretty sure maybe the. Because, uh, I don't know if Osprey... I want Naito to go because I want Naito versus Sonata, but, you know, I kind of, in a way, I kind of want Osprey to fucking kind of win. But I, I know Naito beat Osprey in the semifinals last, like, in the, in the, in the, like last year. If I remember correctly. But anyways... 
you know, hold on one second. Um, give me one second. I gotta go fucking take a piss. Just let me fucking, you know, um, just play the song for a second quickly. Unbreakable, they scared to face the truth because they hate the view. They taste the juice. I hope it make them puke. I'm breaking loose. Should I throw up the deuce or should I wave the deuce? In 1982, my mama take me to a spatial loose. Say, now I'm raising you. And ain't no baby food unless you go and take the neighbor's food and be afraid of poo. I made the loot when money went from almond green to navy blue. I said, salute. Bulletproof, I gave them proof. Sometimes feel like my head is screwed. Twisted like tornadoes, too. Man, I'ma need some crazy glue. Her walls is what I'm breaking through. Her nails, she gonna break a few. You could never break me down and I can't hit the brakes for you. You cannot break down what can be broken. Wires all over the fucking place and all that type of shit. And the phone charger. Anyway, let me get through this fucking quickly. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm on the mood, but I, I guess it's like you know the one thing I better do that's consistent, right? Other than bitching. I thought the show was decent. There were uh, more segments than there were matches, but it was fine. I don't think you needed to put. The women's match for the title in the main event because it was not that great. I'm okay with people advancing their skills and getting used to having to work the main events. But since this is a discourse company, it's like another set set up for the, for the match not to be that great. And people can justify why there shouldn't be a push for the women division. And the worst part is that a lot of the quote-unquote bad booking is done by, you know, design. Necessarily so people can identify a problem that doesn't already need to be there. I'll get into it later, but, you know, but we're, you know, um, we're getting some of the matches in the all-in card. I always, I always love how the shills who defend the company no matter what for not announcing shit, and then when they do start announcing shit, their engagement, their only engagement online is to rub it in people's face, getting mad about the card not being announced to now, to now getting announced a little bit more. Well, yeah, people will start getting happier if you give us an idea about the card instead of just working the internet with shitty rebooted shit. Like, who would have thought people would be less angry now that we're getting a card name? Yeah, like, that. that's exactly why we're saying give us a fucking card so we stop complaining, basically, right? Like, that's how customer, that's how customer service kind of works, if I'm not mistaken. I'm guessing, I don't know. But, I mean, they're, they're hell-bent on presenting this card and the people having to boast about how there are other plans for the pay-per-view to justify the card we're getting, but I don't fucking buy it. I think they already knew, they, they, they already accomplished the shit by selling out their show, and they know that they can book the discourse out of it. Like, stuff backstage is gonna, you know, um, is supposed to be getting chaotic from the online report, that they couldn't, like, do the, 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 the ultimate great shit that we wanted for the pay-per-view, that's supposed to be one of their biggest shows. 
because they're too busy booking online discourse and watering down their product so we can debate if Tony Khan knows how to book or not because while the women's stuff has, has a callback to the feuds that have gone on the last few months for their program for All In, it was not done the best way and they know that. And they know that. So we have to act like the injuries and put a wrench into the plans. So we're not probably going to get, like, probably only get, like, probably get one match on the women's because that's why they had to put four in them. It, four of the women in there. And even if there's another one, they aren't going to give it story advancement. And if they do, it'll probably be the bare minimum. And anyway, I thought the show should have op- I, I thought the show should have opened up with a match, you know, um, to start the show. But they opted for the Jericho Christian Society mandatory meeting. I thought the segment was decent, and maybe there's some s- swerve coming because there are two ways to look at this. They could be true in disbanding the group, and people will go their separate ways, or the members could be recruited by Callus. I don't know. Which would not make much sense, but maybe a swerve for the sake of a swerve, maybe because of the discourse company. But if this is the end of the group, then I feel this was such a popcorn fart of an ending of the group. Like, it being disbanded when the group is already cold as fuck already. I think instead of Jericho versus Cole or Starks, they should have just done Jericho and Garcia and let at least him get out of the group before it disbanded. So he could at least embrace the pro wrestling and get that payoff, basically. Because that's what the one thing I was looking forward to it, the day that he just tells Jericho he's done being a sports entertainer, and he is a pro wrestler, basically. He's still over, but I envisioned a better ending for this group. I can't say people in the group didn't get anything out of it, because 2.0 became better characters and got over. Hager got over with the hat. Garcia got over with embracing sports entertainment, because you're now rooting for you know him to kind of break out of it. Garcia got over with him, no, sorry, and Sammy got over by, you know, with getting a world title shot, even if you, he may not have been completely ready for the world title picture, but at least you can say that he tried to go for it. So it's not a complete failure, but I don't think they did a good job with showing the sports entertainment shit getting disarmed, but with pro wrestling promos. I thought it was such an empty, such an empty ending for a group, even if I like the segment, because at least they're giving you a conclusion instead of just breaking it up randomly. I thought even though Sammy was like the last key piece to all this because he's been jer- with Jericho since day one as like the the protege, but 2.0 cut a better compelling promo that sounded like a promo that you should have ended the note on, basically. But it was still a decent angle. I just have no idea where it's, where, where this is going normally. I'm like willing to let it ride where, um, let it ride, but this is a Jericho storyline. And his storylines don't hype me up as much because does he align with Callus or does Callus set him up and never really wanted him? And would it be Omega and Jericho versus Takashi and Osprey? I, I don't know. Will it take Takashi and Jericho versus Omega and Hank? I don't know, man. It's just, he's been coming off, so like Jericho's been coming off more as a babyface since, since his tease. And this promo, he went back to being a heel with pointing out how much he did for them. But it wasn't the usual venomous, over-the-top way of doing it. But everyone else came off like baby faces in this promo for the most part. So the group was in the ring and man introduced Jericho. Jericho makes comments about how they didn't tell him they're coming out without him. He understands there's a, some unrest here. He came here not as a demo god or the rock star, but as their friend. He knows what they, ha- they have had problems. And then Garcia tells him to stop talking and listen for once. He thought he was ready to have a civil conversation with him. But he does go over getting hit in the back with, for that victory last week. He sacrificed so much for him, changed the fabric of who he is. He turned his back on his heroes and his friends and chose him. He doesn't get why he doesn't choose them when they've when they've chosen him and Garcia and because he's not choosing him he can't do this anymore he drops the mic he does his dance and he leaves the ring 
Hager is not surprised. He's known him longer than any of these guys. They work well together, and Jericho made him a lot of money. And if they have to cut ties, that's okay. People know they have a, they have a lot of options. Everyone thinks that he's like he. Everyone knows that he liked that hat, and he wants everyone to know that he doesn't appreciate Jericho and he leaves the ring. Jericho says before this gets out of control, their careers have become better and bigger since joining them. He's proud of Anna and Ty, and t- tells Anna she'll become the women's champion. He's very proud of Ty became bigger star since with it being with him. And and Ty says honestly, she, she she should be proud, but not 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 anymore. Right now, she feels sick, and she's not talking about the baby. It seems like he can't make a decision, but she will. She'll have her baby and come back in a year and win a championship without him, without his damn help, and he, and she quits. This is like the easiest part to fucking recap live, basically, when I'm doing it. Uh, Anna goes over him how Jericho may have helped out, but he's helped himself a lot more than anyone could. Tonight, she's being selfish, and she's learned from the best. Tonight is about winning the women's title. It's not about appreciating him, and then she leaves. Parker says he can't speak for anyone else other than himself, but he loves being a sports entertainer. He loves asking about his ha- asking people about his hair day to the crowd, basically. He took it as a badge of honor when joining, joining, and he's given Jericho everything he could. His identity, his trust, even his blood... Uh, when he was hung upside down from a double cage to fight a battle he picked. He stood by his side and fought every battle with him with pride. He's given him everything he can to ask Jericho what has he given him. He doesn't want to do this, but Jericho's given him no choice. He has nothing left to give Jericho, and Parker leaves. And he was in tears. Um, he was the one who shined the most, I thought, here. Then Matt Menard says Jericho was his childhood hero. His first paycheck from his first job, he bought a Jericho t-shirt. When his wife was eight months pregnant, he had no job. Jericho heard a story, invited him to his home, and got him a job in AEW, and took him under his wing. The last 18 months have been a dream for him. He's in, he's in tears as he's saying this, but... What never set right with him were the guys who he came up with, like Kevin Steen and Eddie Kingston, and how they hated Jericho's guts. And now he's understanding why, and he puts the mic down and leaves. Then Sammy's the last one in the ring. Sammy knocks the mic out of Jericho's hand, says he needs him to listen for once. Jericho's defense, he was listening, so he felt like... Uh, in Jericho's defense, he was listening, so it, it felt like Sammy was just kind of late to the party with it. Um, but he kind of had, a, you know, he, he said that he had his back from the beginning, even when people told him not to, but he still did. He went, he said he, um, went from challenging, um, he said he went from, uh, uh, he he went from no, he went to go fight for the world title to going back to fighting his battles. He put thing, Sting through a table not because he wanted, but because Jericho wanted it. And he's been loyal, so he can't, so he's not gonna walk out on him because Jericho's his friend. And he did those things because he thought Jericho would do the, do that for him. But maybe he's wrong, and Jericho has a lot of things to work on, and maybe he will be there. But and then he just leaves basically. So he walked on out him as well. And when he said he um, wouldn't, I mean, he said he wouldn't wouldn't leave, but he just did, though. I don't know. He left through the crowd. Renee got a word after the break of Jericho and Cal's interruption and saying sorry if he played a role in any of this. He doesn't know what to say, and Jericho said he made his mind up about whether he's going to join his family, and they set something up for next week. Menard and Parker were really fucking good in this, and them embracing the sports entertainment was supposed to be like a sign that they're still about that, so like, you know, they're going to continue to be healed, essentially. But I thought they did a good job with it. We got a Kevin Steen mention, which was pretty fucking cool, but I looked at um, I looked at the thought process of the members figuring out on their own what kind of person Jericho is. You know, like in real life, people can warn you about bad people, but you refuse to listen to reason, and then you come to that realization that people are, you know, fucking horrible, essentially. 
I would have loved for Garcia to kind of use Jericho donating money to his cause because he was manipulative and buying his loyalty. You could have done that shit too, but it felt like this was like, like it felt like this was like legit over for real, you know. And then it it, it could be true since Bernard was crying about this because being because because being elevated as a personality in this group was probably one of the coolest things at two point uh, you know, for them, because, you know, they have been grinding for years, never really got a chance to show their true personality when they got to WWE, and they came to AEW, and this might be, like, the biggest stuff they did for a large audience in their career, essentially. So, I like their, I like their part in this. I like Anna kind of putting over herself and her match and bringing how selfish Jericho was, and how she learned from the best, basically. Ty was, like, the easiest to recap, because she didn't say much, so it was easy when someone speaks kind of slowly. You know what I mean? So someone who tries to, like, re- for someone who tried to recap this shit, this was perfect. Hager was decent, you know, I think Sammy was also decent, but it felt like compared to the others, he didn't have the same passion in him, and that's not blaming him, because the booking of this group has been so fucking whack the last couple of months. It's amazing they were able to extract anything out of this segment, because that like, that, that was actually, that pleasantly surprised me, that they had motivation, and they're talking... And they're talking for their talking point essentially. It became a really dope segment. I wanted to open with this, but you know, but I didn't know what to expect about the group because it feels like there's some swerve coming, but we're not sure what it is. But but it is at the point where I can only enjoy a Jericho storyline if I know ahead of time now how it'll play out because this is how. He's being booked for the online discourse. I, I, I stand by my point that Garcia should have been gone from the group from before the implosion because at least you could have gotten Garcia to stand up to Jericho and have this big fucking moment. And you could have done the angle with the other members. You know, Gar- I mean, the, the, his dance is still over, but it's like they could have done so much more with the sports entertainment stable and have some, like, real fucking fun with it. Like, in, in like you know what I mean? It felt like it, it would have been... It would have been the purpose, like, to poke fun at sports entertainment. But then the company actually started embracing sports entertainment. So it felt like the best, it felt like the best they could do, but I still don't know what's going to end up happening with this. I just feel we're being set up for a swerve, and I really can't predict it. And maybe it's a positive if there was a good plan, or this is going to be another Jericho storyline we all end up fucking dreading again. Anyways, 2.0 did accompany Anna during the main event. But if this is the end, I won't say it was a complete success, but I don't think it was a complete failure either, because I think everyone at least got something out of it coming out, at least. It should have been a lot, but but for the... <clears throat> for the way they started the storyline with Garcia, you know, embracing sports entertainment, I envisioned something completely, like, revolutionary when Garcia fucking broke out and everyone was going to chant that he's a wrestler and Garcia was going to fucking embrace it. You know, I don't know. They show FDR's promo to challenge the Bucks. Hardy's versus the Bucks. This is hard to recap. Because of like the Matt Jackson, Matt Hardy. Jeff and Matt Jackson start off. Jeff got a combo offense on him. Then Hardy's do their couple, their double team combo. Hardy's um, front suplex Nick onto Matt. Again, it was hard to recap. A match with two mats in it. But, you know, they had Matt Jackson isolated. Uh, Matt did a backslide and Jeff does a leg drop while he was in the um, backslide position, but Nick broke it up. Matt Jackson got a Kamagiri while Jeff did the poetry in motion. It gives Nick the advantage, slingshot face buster, moonsault to the Jeff outside. They do a risky business on Matt Hardy. Matt psyched them out, and that allows Nick to do the Fosbury flop. 
onto them outside. They come back, Matt, um, and Matt Jackson and Hardy are going at it. I forget which Hardy was, but they were um, coming to a stalemate with Larry's, but Matt Hardy gets a side effect. Jeff and Nick went at it. He does a Manhattan drop leg drop combo, then a basement drop kick. Matt Jackson breaks it up. Jeff then gets a whisper in the wind. Uh, Nick super kicks to counter the twist of fate. Matt Jackson super kicks Matt Hardy. They double super kick Jeff. They do the shatter machine, but it looked like more like a 3D. I guess they pay tribute to the Usos, I guess, because they've broken up. Hardy's both get a twist of fate on the box. Jeff goes for the swanton on Nick. Matt Jackson broke it up. Jeff got a twist of fate on Nick, and Matt does it as well. Then Matt Jackson super kicks him. Jeff gets a um, super kick as well in midair, and the Bucks give Matt Hardy the BTE trigger for the win. They showed respect to the Hardys afterwards. Nick gets on the mic and says FTR. Then FTR actually show up with their, um, with their, you know, with their, with the theme hits. Basically, they face off and no one says anything on the mic. But Nick says all in basically, and FTR hold the titles. This is a decent match that picked up toward the middle. It became hard for me to just jot it down because of I have to move really quickly with the moves that they do. So another another layer is having to type out the full name when you know Matt Jackson and Matt Hardy are in the fucking in the ring. But this is a good match, but I wish Hardys didn't feel like an afterthought in this stage of their fucking careers where this match should have been a pay-per-view or a big-time fucking feud. Not like something throwaway, but we're, but like, but like, this is where we are, basically. So it's fine for the Hardys right now to be utility team to put the Bucks over. It was pretty good, even if Hardy brothers are kind of slower in their older age, but this was like a decent setup for FDR to come out there. I hope we get promos. I feel like this isn't going to be, I feel like it's not going to be one of those like overly personal ones where like Bucks will show up and attack them because I figured that they might play a role in FTR and Punk losing the titles. Maybe that, maybe that is actually fucking clean. I hope we do get some substantial promo from this and not just build, you know, off the rivalry because we need some good promos where the issues are actually talked about on some fucking level. I'm looking forward to this match and normally I would say that FDR Buck 3 could main event the show if they wanted, but unless the program gets hotter than Cole and MJF program, I think Cole and MJF should main event. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this third installment. Just think, instead of doing all this work shoot shit this company opted to do, they, you know, when they kept FDR on the sidelines, instead of just letting them go work in Mexico and Japan for a hiatus to defend those titles, and then when they're ready to come back, you could do the, you know, the AW tag rivalry. They could have done all that. They, you know, so they better have some good promos set up, even though just naming this match, people will think that's enough, but there also needs to be some good promos before we get into it. RVD versus Jack Perry. Jack was wearing the yellow pants, kind of the same theme as like Jerry Lynn. I, I figure I, I, I could be wrong, but like it was, it was, it was going to be like, you know, it, it, like he was making it seem like it was going to be like RVD and Jerry Lynn kind of vibe, but it, it didn't meet that quality, obviously. But I'll say RVD looked pretty good for his age, and jo Jack showed more viciousness. He attacks RVD as the announcers were making the announcement. When RVD was in the ring, they traded counters. RVD did a pose. And then Jack sticks his hand out for a handshake, but then uh, RVD pushes away. He does the spinning kick to Jack and then does one in the corner. Jack uh, bailed before RVD could do the rolling senton. Um, he ran back, ran, but RVD caught him, so Jack ran back out. That was pretty funny. Jack um, has the advantage outside since there's no rules, essentially, right? Uh, RVD does a spinning leg drop as Jack is draped over the guardrail. There were weapons and tables out when they got back. The chairs were all scattered around the ring. Jack missed the rolling thunder. They're doing the J Jerry Lynch uh, RVD shit, but having the same idea. I counter, you know, RVD did a drop kick with the chair to Jack. He does one with the chair in the midsection. 
He does a split-legged moonsault, but then he missed. Jack ended up doing the RVD shit by throwing the chair, but it hit the ref, and he just continued to fighting as a chair was, like, open, and it was stuck in the ropes, basically, in the top rope, essentially. Like, it was stuck in the center of the ring in the top rope. It was, like, really weird. It was a wild sight. Jack crotches RVD at the top, but then RVD ends up sending Jack off the top through a table outside. RVD goes for the frog splash, but no referee. Aubrey runs down and makes the counts, too, even though the fans were counting forever. Jack gives him a low blow and shoves him into a wedge chair in the corner and gets a roll-up for the win. I'm liking the storyline, and Jack is getting better at the heel thing. Like he, His character work is really top-notch. I wish the commentators were put over when someone less established then the vets beats a former world champion because within the context of a storyline, to me at least, it means something. You know, somebody who's already made is putting over a less established guy. You know what I mean? You should keep track of that stuff. Like he beat Christian, which is now he beat two former world champions. I didn't expect much from him in this match because the from RVD because this is this is an RVD from 20 years ago but this crowd was pumped for it so you know what I mean and, and again it wasn't that like you know it was bad anyways but it was still like a pretty decent for 2023 Rob Van Dam at this fucking age the guy takes care of his fucking body man you know what I mean it wasn't too long and they worked around the strings but it felt like a good vibe for an RVD match you know it felt like a larger ECW crowd if that makes sense I expected Hook to show up but I think they'll do that when they need to maximize it. And I feel like Taz is increasingly getting pissed off about this. So I feel like we're going to get him in the, to face, like, going to get him to face, get, like, get in Jack's face, and then Jack will be attacking him. I don't know, will they do a match? I don't know. Taz does, have, does look like he has a new Illuminati body, so maybe they could, he could take a bump, but who knows. But I, I want to assume if they do an angle with Taz and Jack, then Hook will show up to get a really dope prop, pop for it. I like how they've handled it. You know, again, it was, a, it was the first couple of rough weeks of that backstage shit. But, you know, Jack did good good, good job with this. I, I don't know if RVD is going to stay with the company, but I wouldn't mind him showing up for an angle time to time. I wouldn't mind if, you know, Jack... I, again, I, I, like I said last week, I wouldn't mind if Jack goes down the path of wanting to beat old ECW guys. But I do want to see what Taz does in this scenario because he was getting more pissed off um, as, this fucking, as this match was continuing. I'm looking forward to the angle playing out more, but I thought this was, I, this was better than I thought it was going to be, you know. Early before the in-ring segment, we saw Cole and MJF going out in the town. MJF thinks they're going to go and uh, sk go skinny dipping with some rats, and Cole denies it and says they're going to be going to a trampoline park. And then, you know, MJF's not really pleased, and Cole's jumping up and down, playing playing out how fun this is. And MJF's just staying there, like, you know, and when, when he mentioned MJF, um, to mention MJF, there's also dodgeball. And he was not, MJF was not jumping, so this was like so what was happening. But so he just storms off. So MJF wanted to go and um, uh, wanted to go and party with chicks, but he was, but he but he's supposed to play with kids, and then uh, like you know what I mean, like you know while you're doing the dodgeball thing, he's saying that he starts throwing the dodgeball at different kids while talking shit. He told one kid he slept with his mother. He told one kid he's their dad. Say so it was all about the boom, and a bunch of kids like you know are are, are seen knocked down. Cole tells him he can't do this shit like this. And some girl named called them nerds for um, being in a trampoline park. And Cole tells her not to talk like that, that, that you know, nicely, right? She flips him off, and then Cole tells MJF one more, and then you, you you know you don't see it, but you know, I know these are sports entertainment segment, but none of these guys came off likable in this segment to me. But this segment was uh, I, this is probably one of the better fucking segments that they've done though. Um, you know, I I never really liked some of these, but you know, but this one may have been like probably the best one they've done. 
I figured that would be the only thing on the show, but they did a promo segment, which was really decent. It's like MJF leans back into being a true heel under the comedic guise, and you don't know if he's genuinely joking around or if he's and is pissing off Cole, who might turn heel, or if MJF not w- wasting a chance to roast his opponent and went directly at him. And not only did the segment have comedy, they you know made it more interesting and compelling with the dynamic of Cole being at odds with Roddy, and then also MJF when he was going too far. But this was probably my favorite storyline. Like, you know, this is probably, like, one of my favorite segments uh, of the show, basically. This is my favorite storyline right now. And I didn't think this would be, you know I mean? I, you, uh, you know, and, and you're, you're still unsure, you know, who's going like, to turn on who and who will be the true heel and face. But this promo set up the main event match even more. But I also think they might be pushing it with them going for the ROH titles on the Zero Hour. If they're going to do that, maybe do it on the, on the main show, like, on the, on the main show. Like they're doing on zero. I don't. Know, I feel like an angle going down, but I don't know how smart it is to like have them perform on zero hour. But MJF was in rare form in this segment, and it felt like even though Cole was legit, um, legit pissed being roasted, it felt like his heelish side kind of came out a little bit as well. It it does feel like Roddy and the Kingdom will probably play a role in the main event, or maybe even the zero hour show. So MJF does this grandiose entrance. He puts over the Midwest as majestic. And then he goes into the viral video of him calling the Midwest very mid. And he said, he said the footage is doctored and fake. He says, uh, may God strike him down if he's not telling the truth. His favorite place in the USA is in the Midwest. He embraces the chairs even though they know he's lying, right? Cole, the story time, he says he knows they're going to face for the world title, which is gonna, which he's going to beat him for. MJF cuts him off and says... They get it, and they're going to be in the main event, and he wants a little promo battle. MJF says Cole's so... And then, so then Cole, Cole didn't want this. So MJF says Cole's so skinny and ghostly pale white. If he was from the 80s, Hogan would have snorted him. He does an impression of Cole, and his brain can work, so he can something... I know, he, 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 I know what he's fucking saying. He calls Cole noodle-arm, bobble-headed, something before Cole cuts him off and says he doesn't need, want to do a promo battle. And just said, this is his, um, it's as bad he misread the situation. Cole says they're going to make history for, the, for, the, for that championship, and he wants to go all in on making history. He says the fans love them as a tag team. He says they would, um, he says, um, they would want them, um, you know... And, and then it said that they want the tag titles around their waist. And he said that even though they didn't win the AEW tag titles, there's another set that he wanted to win that's meant a lot to him. He's talking about the ROH Ring of Honor tag titles. He owes his entire career to ROH, and he wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for them. The wrestling you see today is because of ROH. He's a former only time three-time world champion. I, th- I think someone else became a former three-time champion, did they not? He's a former two-time, uh, a former TV champion, and a former survival of the fittest winner. But one championship he never won was with the tag titles. He goes over teams like the Kings of Wrestling, Red Dragons, Briscoes. You know, he, they set the bar high, and he thinks about um, it's time to show how good MJF Cole can be. On Zero Hour, they want to challenge the ROH tag champions and win those titles. MJF, he doesn't like that. He's re- trying to get him to wrestle twice in one night and asks if he's a sick pervert. The crowd chants pervert. MJF only says he wants to, he, he says the only people who can get him to wrestle once a year, more than once a year, he'll threaten to stab him in the face with a soldering iron. However, Cole's his bro Chacho for life and says he's a sucker for cheap pop and he pulls a crowd, which they're excited for. So as their scumbag, Ozzy opens Zero Hour, they're challenging him for the titles. Then Roddy interrupts, and he's, like, screaming at him over and over again, like, in the tone of, like, Stella, basically. And then he can't uh, believe Cole wants to win the tag titles with MJF, and not an ROH legend, and his best friend in him. MJF calls him a simp and says he's sick of his jealous ex-girlfriend weirdo vibes. He wants him to do what all generic white people do in the situation. He wants him to go in his car. 
He wants her to go home. He wants her to go run up the stairs. He wants him to slam the door and jump in his bed and cry into his hello kid, little kitty, hello kitty pillow. He wants her to put on his headphones on. He wants her to listen to some Taylor Swift. And then he wants her to shake it off. He calls him a bland bitch, which got people going. For each thing that MJF said they to do, people re- reacted like, yeah, basically, right? So, I mean, yeah, and the crowd kept yelling, shake it off. Roddy asked if Cole is going to stand there and let him talk to him like that. And then he says the kingdom was right. Cole was never his friend and kingdom come out and hug him. And then he leaves with them and Cole's not happy about that. He shoves MJF, tells him that as his friend, um, like, you know, he, he's his, you know, it's his friend and, um, you know, that, like Roddy's his friend and MJF seemed kind of pissed off. And Cole says he's sorry and MJF is cool. They hug and Cole wants to check on Roddy. I, this is a really good segment. It was compelling, funny. MJF roasting Roddy was one of the funniest things ever. I guarantee people are going to be yelling shake it off at him for the remainder of his career. I love how Roddy is not like the best on the mic, but this guy's like Jeff Hardy where he puts all his effort into it. You know what I mean? Uh, um, and, and, and Roddy does that so well, even if he might not be the best on the mic. You know what I mean? I, I think this would mean more if maybe MJF uh, teased this and if the ROH champions were the kingdom, actually. Like I would have wanted, you know, I would have wanted Osprey, Osprey and Aussie Open to be like in a multi-man match if you if you weren't going with Osprey and Omega Three, but this will be random. I don't know. MJF came off like a heel when he kept making fun of Roddy, but it was really over. Even though Roddy is actually like right about, uh, like Roddy's kind of right about it. They had to come off like a heel, but I would I, I love the roast of Cole. The Hogan line was hilarious. And you don't know if he's doing that as a friendly spar or if he was waiting for a chance to start immediately insulting Cole since they really, since like they really hate each other. It's 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 kind of like uh, when when I can tell with like uh, people that I'm around who really fucking hate me. Any chance like that, like I'll like I'll just poke fun at myself. Then all of a sudden, like they will fucking then start like piling on. Like they've been ready to fucking go for it. It does confirm that these guys, this, these guys in the segment are going to play a role in the main event since we're doing the babyface versus babyface thing. The bland bitch shit was top notch line. It, it felt like a, it felt like the Rock promo is most popular with how like it was set up. Yeah, you know, you still you still could make arguments of who's playing who and whatnot. You know, MJF could be ruining the friendship. On, someone actually there's a theory online that someone someone thought that uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was actually someone that called into the collision show on post wrestling. I think it was Muggin, this guy Muggin who called in there. But they think that jo- that MJF hired Joe to hurt Roddy's neck, and if you know, and if Joe's facing Punk at the pay per view, you know, then maybe you know, and then if MJF and Punk are face off at all out, maybe you know, I can see them. I can see like maybe he's getting Joe to basically kind of target some of the fucking people that he needs. Basically, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. It's difficult to know where it go, goes, but in the be- but it's also in the best way possible because the storyline is really doing some good. It's doing a good job. I'm always hoping for the kingdom to get on the mic, but you know I'm wondering how much more will be done for this match build. This might have been one of the best uh, stories that Cole has done in this company. You know, maybe one of the better uh, storylines he's done in a long fucking time, actually. 
There's a BCC pro mocks us wherever the best friends are. He hopes they learn the lesson. Just like eagles don't hunt flies, the best friends don't belong in the ring with the BCC, let alone a parking lot. And let's hope he, says, he hopes poor Sue got those flowers he sent. And he goes over to Lucha Bros challenging them to a match. He says they think that they, they can win, but BCC doesn't think they can win. They know they can win. They specialize in picking the bones and, and their kills, absolutely leaving no doubt. And tells them to ask that bastard Pac. And Claudio basically goes over him and Pac uh, can't just return, turn them back on the BCC. He told them he'll pay for this. And he made sure he did. Yuna goes over how the injury is going to leave him out of Wembley. Mox says BCC doesn't fear the death. Death faces, um, death fears them. So they're going to be, you know, um, they're going to be feeling Lucha Bros as well. But Pac is injured, so he won't be part of this until he comes back, I guess. But I feel like this feud between BCC best friends. But then they did, they, they did some personal shit with Penta and Phoenix. But I feel like it's going to be like a three-stable feud. I feel like they've been, like, I've been seeing all these three fight nonstop anyways, you know what I mean? It's not one of their best promos, you know, but even though, like, it was fine. Later on, we saw Lucha Bros get interviewed. Alex fucking said the symbol is, like, um, said, like, they're a symbol, like, like this, like, you know, they're, they're you know, um, I mean, something about a symbol. It's not just a symbol, it's a symbol of brotherhood or something like that, whatever. I, I forget what he, I, I was writing really fast. Lucha Bros fight for the spirit of competition and BCC fight to hurt and maim people. Just like they did to Pac, and Phoenix calls them the Blackpool Coward Club, and Penta says they'll show them why they're the best team in the universe. I like that they, like they, they say that, that, that what they do and how they do the spirit of competition and how BCC want to hurt and mean people because you never know Lucha Bros' motivation often, so it's kind of cool to at least Alex break it down so at least you have like some like type of like you know like type of like motivation for them. Because again, it's like they just come in and have good matches, you know, you know what I mean. But this match is fine, but it's like. Uh, it's like they keep giving away these matches. Like you want to hope they have shit planned out, unless we're supposed to be mad at Mo at Mox on the like the, like the internet discourse wants us to. But you assume it'll be Orange Cassidy versus Mox at some point. Moxie at some point. You would think they would want to have Orange Cassidy defend the international title in the UK, since that would put him over, put over the reign to culminate with the most successful champion in the company defending it, the international title on the biggest fucking stage. But I feel like it might be a multi-man match. I don't know, though. So Lucha Bros versus the BCC, Claudio and Moxley. They had Lucha Bros, um, they had Lucha Bros, um, entrance during the picture pictures, basically. Well, at the start of it, but when they came back, they came from behind, and they, and they you know, they, they attack, and Lucha Bros, you know, do a double thrust kicks, they plancha over onto them. Penta stomps on, Cla stomps on Claudio. Phoenix dives onto Mox. Made in Japan from Penta to Claudio. Claudio avoided the fear factor, but he got hit with a thrust kick from both. They missed when Claudio ducked and got a there. He had an uppercut for, to get the tag eventually. Mox got a double D. T on Lucha Bros. Penta gets a sling blade, but Claudio lariats him and ducks um ducks the rebound kick. He and, and behind the rest back, Yuta uses Claudio's auto shuttle to hit Phoenix with it. Claudio... um. Presses Phoenix up in, into a cutter from Mox. They come back from the break and they have control over Phoenix. Mox does a clover leaf applied. Phoenix uh, chops Claudio and Claudio drops him with the high boots. Penta off the apron. Um, Mox and Claudio do a spike pile. He, uh, he high boots him. 
Claudia drops something high, boots Penta off the apron. Mox and Claudia do the spike pile driver for a near fall. Claudio fell when he had electric chair position, but Phoenix leaned backwards from the sh from the shoulders, so Mox misses the doomsday device. Penta from the castle door position gets a DET, then Penta gets a backstabber. Phoenix misses a frog splash. They all strike one another with Phoenix getting a thrust kicks on Claudio. They do it again, but this time the ending sequence is Mox doing a cutter, and then the Phoenix at the last second kips up and gets a thrust kick, and all four men are down. That was good. The crowd unglued this part. Phoenix and Claudio go at it. Phoenix eventually gets a rebound kick. Penta gets hit with an uppercut in midair. Mox wants Penta to hit him, and they go back and forth, and they felt like forever, but the strikes got more aggressive. Penta finishes it off with a kick to the leg, and Mox gets him with a death rider in um, a different position, but Penta breaks free. Penta and Phoenix do the stalling pile driver combo. Yuta gets on the apron to grab Phoenix, and Aubrey is letting it slide because Alex brings him down. Like, I don't know why Aubrey is really letting it slide, but she's, she's like kind of a stupid referee sometimes. Alex brings him down, brings him down and Phoenix does a moonsault to Yuta. Mox may have to uh, tore the mask off of Penta. You, you didn't really see it. But they, they mentioned it afterwards. He got a roll up for the win. BCC uh, beat the Lucha Bros down after the match. Penta, um, no, um, Claudio was like wearing the, I think it was Mox, no, Claudio was wearing the mask over his head basically. I said, but Penta was wearing the mask over, whatever. This is a good angle and hammers home that these, that these guys did what Alex claimed that they're about. And Lucha Bros are so much with the spirit of competition that where they're not expecting the mask to be taken off all the time, which kind of means they have to go the extra defensive because this happens way too often because it becomes a tactic. It, because it, this key is becoming a tactic for their opponents to use. And they never really have a counter for it. And it causes them to lose their fucking matches. So you would think that, like, you know, you would eventually have... That they've been going, going to it too often, but they were going to that a lot, uh, like, you know, like, like in the last couple of months before, basically. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, like, maybe if you stop with the spirit of competition and get your guard up, and, you know, maybe that's why Pac was telling this guy to have a killer instinct, you know? I feel like Mox and BCC feuds exhaust, exhaust a combination of the matches, and maybe they make one each, each one different, but since ROH pay-per-view last month, and the conclusive, you know, um, you know, uh, the conclusion of the war game, it feels like, like they're being booked all over the all over the place as far as the feuds like go. Like it feels scattered essentially. They said that maybe BCC will face Kingston, Orange Cassidy or someone else. Like, you know, people online were saying that. Maybe it's supposed to be Pac. Maybe I would have just had Mock fits Orange Cassidy for the international title. I like this match, but it's hard to know the specifics of what the feud for the pay per view. Because oftentimes Legion Bros uh, feel like a third wheel in people in these multi man feuds. But the way that Phoenix countered the Doomsday device was really fucking solid. I like when all four men that went down at the same time. Those are always done well. I thought the ending was kind of weak, but I personally think Mox shouldn't have to wrestle every week. But they exhaust the combinations, and it doesn't feel special after a while. And it feels like a Monday Night Raw where every week you're going to fucking see this guy's face. You know what I mean? It's not what you, you want to feel for talent, but, you know. Because BCC is still one of my favorite stables in the fucking company. Marvez gets Omega's opinion on the box in FTR and he asks what's he going to do for Wembley and Omega puts over um, and says uh, as far as him, he's sitting down with Jerry to talk about his future and about Don Callis and Takashita and what he'll do for Wembley. 
He said that he would uh, go to collision. He did say he would go to collision a week or so, and people assume that it's to confront Punk. But I feel he might show up to confront the Bullet Club since they're now saying that that's a rumor of Hangman, Omega, and Ibushi going at the Bullet Club. It feels so random. They moved over from feuds that they're building to facilitate the discourse. I would have thought we'd get Sting versus Jericho at Wembley, but they sped through that bunch of feuds with Jericho, and now with the Omega stuff, it feels like... Like, he might not even be involved with Takashita or Kallus, unless Bullet Club are going to be part of Kallus' new family, maybe. I don't, I don't know. The booking feels really fucking random. There's a rumor Jericho and Osprey match. None of that shit makes any fucking sense. It's like the, the, the world's supposed... It's, like, it's like they know the world's supposed to implode, and they know the show might not happen, so it's kind of like half-assing the bill for it. Not saying that's true, but... But if they wanted the, the directions clear, they would have made it known. But this is to facilitate... The limited narrative from the shills of Tony Khan not knowing how to book. When he does, and he's shown he can, but this is supposed to be confusing as fuck, essentially. Mogul Embassy promo, the whole stable came out. There's no big bill, so I guess he's not with them technically, but Cage was there. He felt like this was the first time the stable, as a presentation, the ring looked like a, a menacing force, a dangerous stable with some hype to it. Nana says to shut, shut up, shut their stinking face. The mogul embassy in the ring and they just shut their stupid faces up. Swerve goes over them taking over and they had to make a point and drive it home visiting the Buddy Wayne Academy and strike the fear of God into Nick Wayne. Swerve they think that there'll be some authority, things that people think they think there'll be some authority to do something about it. They are the authority. They are above the law, especially in the city of Seattle. They know whose house it is. And AR addresses Darby and tells him to bring his ass out here. Darby comes out with the meal music and screams for Fox to tell the whole story. He called him. He never answered. He lived with AR and his demon, and he screamed not to, say, to, to, to not to say, uh, to not to say he didn't try, and he tried to help him, and harder than anyone else ever did, and never he never knew there would be the day that he would survive, and the only person who could save him was himself. So Darby says he had to leave and ask what happened. Uh, he got a he got a he got uh, AR got to AW by himself. He didn't have to put the word word in. Not a screaming screaming out the mic. You can hear him loudly though. He goes, "What's the point?" Darby says if he's mad about putting a word in for a 16-year-old kid in Nick Wayne, he gives AR credit for saying this is, this is, this is his life and says that he has friends. But remember, he has taught, he has some friends as well, basically. Let's turn off. And they open up his things in the ring with the bat. The mogul affiliates all, all split and swerves in the ring. And with Sting, Sting hits him with the bat and then he lifts him up and then he points at the all-in sign. I was hoping this would actually be like the entire stable at war with people who they've been feuding with over the last few months to kind of put it over. I was not expecting Sting to be part of this, like, fully. Like, you know, only, only. It's cool for AR and Swerve to get this match. I hope this feud doesn't just end after All In because Darby is getting a shot at All Out. And I'm hoping that this is to facilitate the notion of Darby getting it. And then Swerve and, or, and you know, um, he and Darby can feud over it. The segment was short, and it was not like the smoothest segment, but you need to have this kind of segment to let them get comfortable in light promo segments. But I was also glad they let this play out live because this is a big angle, and they shot. They, they shot. They normally would reduce, like they would re reduce the um. They, normally they would reduce a big angle to the follow up being backstage with backstage promos, but this one needed to be a live promo, even if it just kind of to establish a group. And this group looks like a big fucking deal. Like, just saying they're all menacing. I know Swerve was dunking on people who said he was floundering. Listen, they're getting it right as of right now. 
And I still think that the last seven months they made his character flounder considering the big angle they had with him and Keith Lee, which was really fucking good. If the angle wasn't good, I wouldn't even care if they didn't finish it off, whatever. But I thought the follow-up was really fucking poor for something that was really building up really good interest. And even though I don't put that on Swerve personally because he still did great character work during his matches, but he and Keith should have had a better conclusion. But yeah, but now they're getting it right. They did announce that it would be a casket match. So now you can have the heels win without having to pin anyone, but part of me, you know, wonders. Part of me, you know, um, you know, part of me wonders if they are going to have Darby lose on the way to our title shot. I mean, unless you want to say that Swerve beat him, so Swerve can claim he can get one if he win the title. Maybe they should just let Miro get a title shot instead of just, you know, so you don't have to worry about the babyface taking a loss in this match. But I really hope Swerve and AR don't lose this fucking match. I really hope Swerve and, you know, I really don't, you know what I mean? I thought everyone was great in this. I don't know about how many storylines you can do about people not calling each other because I'm kind of confused about how many times Darby called between five years. They could have explained that history a bit more because he implied AR had demons. Like, you could do that kind of shit in better ways. Saying, say, saying they barely had anything to say to one another after all that time and how friendship was like kind of like strained because of Darby not being able to help IR or whatever, but they, whatever he was dealing with, I don't know. I guess by them being vague about it and it seeping out into the public, we're supposed to be confused to what exactly they're talking about. And they, but I mean, maybe they'll talk about it later, but they, they tied it well to the fact that Darby helped Nick Wayne and he didn't help AR, I guess. Nick Wayne and Darby are supposed to face the gates of agony next week. I also thought the heels should have stood tall in this and make them even more vicious because there were a bunch of them and Sting can only fend off so many guys, right? This is why I was kind of hoping for all the all-in match to be this multi-man match with all of Swerve's ghosts like Dustin and Keith, Nick, Sting, Dart, you know what I mean? You could have all that type of shit. But I hope, this ma- I hope this match is dope. It's awesome that Swerve and AR gang this uh, on a big stage with, like, you know, Sting and Darby. It's hard to know the trajectory for some of these feuds because they have been purposely scattered for some odd reason. So for um for Rampage, Cage versus Darby. But then apparently, like, that match didn't happen. It was Aussie Open against some other people. So, I you know, they promoted that. But so maybe they'll do an angle. Soraya beat Sky. Uh, so, so, so Raya, I mean, she probably did, but Soraya's been facing Sky for the, um, uh, for the, uh, you know, to qualify for the Fatal 4-Way. Johnny TV versus Orange Cassidy for the international title, claimed, uh, and then, um, for the, for the, um, uh, for the, uh, collision trios match for the ha- titles, the acclaim will be in action in the women tag match from, like, Mercedes and, uh, Diamante versus Willow and, um, and, um, Statlander. And then Diamond will have cold MGF segment. Omega will be having a sit down. Britt versus Bunny to qualify for, for her shit. Nick and Darby versus Gate to Agony. So early in the night, they announced the fatal four away for the women's title at All In. Tony's in the match for, a re- for her automatic re- rematch. So the winner of Sheeta versus Anna J for the title will join the match. Soraya and Sky Blue will face in another match to get to, to, to get in that match. And Bunny versus Britt Baker. So I'll, again, you can assume. Sheeta, Tony, Soraya versus Brent, basically. These are the four central figures in the storyline. I can appreciate that, but this has been horribly laid out, and maybe it couldn't be if you actually let some women more on the show more than you need to. Where it didn't have to be where it didn't have to be a fatal four-way for a lot of them to get on the fucking show. Which is like the laziest booking that is built up you know what I mean? Like, fine, good to get a fatal four-way, but the laziest booking has been built up with this. 
people will have a problem with tournaments. That isn't the issue because at least you build ways for people to get into matches instead of just naming people for the match. But the way they've handled the storyline with the most uninspiring booking is kind of fucking mind-boggling. They'll boast about putting on a women's main event, but this is not really that great. And they knew that it would not be that great, even though I don't mind if a women's match main events like it'll always be the like will it always be the strongest. But they clearly do this. They they clearly do the same kind of booking with going to commercial breaks super fucking early in the match, which doesn't do anyone fucking favors. I don't mind if something is like in the main event as long as like you know there's effort to present it. Like it really matters, and they played up you know um. They played up Anna not being a rookie anymore, and she's ready, like, you know, with the commentary. But they should have hammered at home on the program with the video packages. Part of me wonders, did Tony Khan do this match to help create more discourse? Because whenever a match doesn't deliver in the quality, people then use it as an excuse for why women don't deserve more time, whatever. While also claiming the company did give them the main event. They would rather book the discourse for the women than book a woman division fucking properly. Apparently, Sky Blue and Soraya match apparently wasn't good on Rampage because that's getting promotion online, basically, from the uncharismatic fucking twats out there. These are the same people that only back up women if they can get them to be more sexualized or if they don't, if, if, or if they don't have a chance to fuck them, basically. That's why a lot of these fucking shills who have like, insider connections, if they're not like getting anything personal from you, they won't fucking back you up, basically. The people think the wrestling fandom has come a long, long, a long way from the old the days of old. Maybe some, but the current day under the table, they have to do some quid pro quo to get any support from people. Not like and again, doesn't mean all fucking. It means like like propping up like a viewpoint of theirs. You know what I mean? Like there's other ways to like, you know to like appease people. You know what I mean? But these are people that act like they're the ones who are purity. You know, and can judge other people while they're the ones who are the biggest. Fucking passed on the fucking planet. Parker and Menard were in the corner, so at least they're gonna be associated, I guess. Anna slaps her, and then Sheeta slaps her back. There's a pinning combo. Sheeta got a leaping knee. They kept avoiding uh, uh, avoiding contact with each other until Sheeta got 10 punches. Anna escapes and knocks her down on the apron and on, off the apron. They really went to the picture-picture, but this quick in the main event, I said. Anna has control throughout the break. They come back, and Sheeta's striking over and over. Then they snap, then snap suplex and a sliding elbow. Anna does the, the, the J-kick. And when she when she was on the when she was on the when uh, when she was on the apron, Sheeta nails the insecurity on her on the apron, and Sheeta tries to launch off the chair, but Parker got in the way, which lets Anna do the flatland onto the steps. Anna tries for the Queen Slayer, and she finally gets it, and you think Sheeta's gonna get out, um, get out, but then um, Anna still maintains it, and Sheeta climbs up the rope and drops down to break, and then she has a Falcon Arrow for a near fall. Sheeta nails the katana, and Parker puts something in the ring in Anna's hand as Sheeta's hand. Uh, or maybe she does hand, but then, but then the count already happened. This ending also confirmed that it was for the discourse because it made no fucking sense. I don't mind the match because Anna was doing decent character work and she has improved, but it was not like as good of a match by the quality. And that's why I don't think this should have been the main event. It, it felt like them doing it so people can pretend they put something in the main event so people can't complain even though they're still lacking creative with the division. And they're, and they're capable on ROH of doing good booking, but, and, but they don't want to carry that onto the main fucking roster. 
And they do it on purpose, but I do appreciate that Anna at least tried to put out some hype into this match by setting it up as, like, you know, her just, like, you know, wasn't she, she, she was a rookie when they first faced, but now she's better. I felt they did such a good job that, you know, that I was hoping for the match to actually surprise me. And it would blow me away that, you know, people would rave about it. But then again, they booked to facilitate the online discourse so everyone thinks they're experts and they can put down these people and add more mental anguish to them, even though these people are facilitating their real-life storyline angle. Anyway, I can't say this show was super great, but there was some decent stuff there. I think MJF and Cole segment was a segment of the night. I can't say any of the matches were blow away, but the, I mean, they set up angles with them, and the segments were pretty decent. If I had to say a match of the night, I think it would be BCC versus Lucha Bros, since that felt like the most intense match of the night, but I can't say this episode was super a super great episode. I still feel confused about stuff going into pay-per-view, at least they're confirming some, which is a start, I guess. You would have wanted stuff officially established so people would at least have some excitement. But when it's filled with more, you know, confusion, it's like never fucking good. But I'm sure the show will be amazing regardless, but people can still criticize how the shit was handled. I'll be back in one second. I gotta fucking, you know, get my dinner. Let me go over the raw stuff quickly as possible. I'll focus on the one big promo which I felt was the highlight of the show to me. But they go tease Seth and Cody, but it feels like they're not getting there just yet. They're going to make the next title match. Maybe they might make it a triple threat, maybe, if Cody's still in it. They open with Cody talking about Brock acknowledging him, which was a big punchline because his mother said that that's what happened when Cody said he couldn't believe Brock gave him a handshake. Seth interrupts, said that Cody did it to him when he won the title, so now he's returning the favor, which which, which I kind of dug. But before it got going... Judgment Day interrupted. I wish that they didn't because this was fresh to me. And I feel like this Judgment Day stuff is like goes in circles. When it comes to the weekly shows, they have presence on the show, which is good. But they also take a lot of losses, which are not supposed to like maybe matter when it should. But I guess they're trying to focus on which... Uh, fo- they're getting focused on which is more um, about the storyline. You know what I mean? Like, you know, rather than the losses. Priest said they run the show, etc. They put over the title that Judgment Day have... Priest says, Dom is not done with Cody. Balor was not there. He did attack Seth. It turns into a brawl, and Sammy makes a save, but if you saw the pictures of his elbow, you knew he was not going to be wrestling because Cody uh, Cody did pitch a six-man tag for the main event. Seth didn't want to team with them later on. and with Cody and Sammy had to play the peacemaker and put over how Owens is both of their friend, so wouldn't they want to extract revenge for him for the common ground? Then Sammy was attacked, so he wouldn't be part of the match. We saw the tall, the, saw the tail end of the attack with J.D., um, but this was happening while Nakamura was being interviewed after he had, like, a match with Bronson Reed, which he won. And it was a pretty good fucking match. It was, like, you know, good back and forth. So I guess that tag team idea I had with them is not going anywhere. But it feels like they're doing... It feels like they're not really doing anything with Bronson other than him having good showcases. But the reason why JD was attacking was in favor of Ballard because I think Judgment Day had an argument. So Priest wanted to talk alone. Ballard told him to talk in front of JD so there's nothing to hide. Priest asked what was with early tonight, what, what, what was all about that when he didn't come out with them. And Ballard says he um he went out on his own plan because Priest didn't stick to his plan on Saturday. Priest tells Finn that he he went out to help and he still he still lost. Rhea plays Peacekeeper. JD suggests getting rid of the briefcase because it's getting in the way of their friendship. Which maybe tells me that Priest does end up maybe losing it, which facilitates him and Balor to be at odds. But I guess JD helped out by beating up Sammy, so Nakamura was going to be the replacement because Nakamura suggested it when they were kind of argu- when Seth and Cody were arguing about three on two situation. Plus, Seth already didn't want to team with Cody, so you know what I mean. But then Nakamura wanted to help them, and when they leave, Nakamura's at the 
like an evil smile where you can just tell where this is going. The guy might as well have just been twirling his mustache in front of you if they really wanted to hammer it home. But by the way, Rhea got got into a brawl in the main event well before the match started. Because they showed Raquel earlier that she was not she was told by Pierre she was not clear. And Indy and Candice were kind of with her, like her new friends in the segment. So they played a hand in helping break up the brawl, brawl, but then Rhea beat them up as well. But then they started brawling with her, so you'll assume Rhea will probably beat Candice or Indy next week on Raw. So the main event happened, and Sammy attacked Priest before behind the rest back um, because he was going to fucking use a briefcase. But by then, I think Seth super kicked it in Balor's face. Cody got the crossroads on him, and he won. And the babyface celebrated that Nakamura was the only one who was not posing on the ropes like the rest of them. And he rocked sense with the Kinshasa. He leaves the ring for the babyfaces like knew what happened. So I'm glad Nakamura is going to be going for the title. I hope it's him and Seth. But I can see them putting Cody in this unless they have other plans for Cody. Maybe he actually challenges Priest for the title, the briefcase, and maybe gets it off. I don't know. This is fine. I feel like the main event scene could be fresh if they put Nakam- push Nakamura. Maybe they'll actually use that little Uzi version of his song to be the new theme to solidify his heel turn. I don't know. Ricochet, Gable, and Riddle and Champa were informed that they would be a fatal four-way for the IC title um, shot. It was a really quality match, and I appreciate them having Ricochet have a quality match after the pay-per-view. I didn't want him winning the match, nor did I want Riddle to win it. I wanted either Champa or Gable, and they opted with Gable. I felt like they would do go this go to this because because I thought it was going to be done later on in the night because it's in his hometown. But it feels like they're actually going to build it up for a pay-per-view. And I don't mind that. It feels like the overall being of Alpha Academy is going to be feuding with the Imperium as a group. Because Gable did a dope... Okay, I'll, I'll go get that quickly, but Gable did a dope triple German suplex off the top rope for the Tower of Doom spot. That was insane. This match was really fucking good. You should check it out. Ludwig had a segment where he was trying to smooth talk Maxine and tells her she has potential and puts, puts himself over compared to the nasty freak that she's with. And Maxine slaps him and they zoom in on Ludwig for his reaction. Then he zooms out and Otis is there. Basically sets up a match with him. And it came off well. Like, you know, Otis was more serious. And then Ludwig beat him. Gunther actually helped out behind the rest of the back. So, no Gable. I, I wonder what the excuse will be, but part of me feels like Maxine is the one who's going to turn on them and join Imperium and become more serious as a competitor while Gable and Otis helped her get better. But Imperium will take her to the next level. But I wonder if Otis will be pissed at uh, pissed about the fucking no helping, like no Gable wasn't there. And does Maxine take Otis with him to Imperium and he becomes more serious as well? But chances are like Maxine will probably be the one to turn on them and Alpha Academy will get into a feud with Imperium most likely. The tag team Imperium. But, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, you know, uh, with, with the, the, this match. I'm sure Gable and Gunter will be a fucking dope, though. I think this could help uh, Gable cross over to now being more serious if he can go toe-to-toe with him, basically. But I think this angle is coming off nicely. Becky was trolling with drinking lemonade and spitting out like Triple H during, you know, the show. When she didn't call, she didn't, I don't know if it was like uh, drink commercial break, but I didn't see her do it on the camera. But I saw, like, the fucking clips of it online. She cut a decent promo. She goes over um, all this coming to an end next week. She's failed and she's tired. She's hopeful to end the saga when she finally gets a rematch next week against Trish. The greatest of her generation versus the greatest of this generation. No interference and Zoe interrupts. Calls her obsessed. This has been over. Trish already beat Becky. Zoe already beat her. This is Becky just being afraid of Zoe. The man left her balls back at home. Becky knows how good Zoe is. She's gifted. Maybe it's her problem too good for her own good. No matter how good she is though, 
though she's too stupid to realize that Trish has been dragging Zoe in the wrong direction. Zoe says that she plays second fiddle to no one. Becky is right. She's amazing at what she does. Becky is um, Becky's jealous. Becky is mad that the greatest of all time um, kicked... Um, got kicked to the side and and uh, and picked Zoe up basically. So she's like the fastest rising star, which makes her I think she was talking about was Trish, I put Becky on accident. Which makes her the baddest in the locker room and then she she's like, you know, she's she's a master at this. And Shayna then interrupts she's a big puffy black guy which looks kinda cool. Becky says she looks rough and Shayna said that you shouldn't see Ronda Rousey, but you can't because she beat her at SummerSlam and drove her out of WWE. There's a huge thank you, Rhonda, uh, Shayna Chance. She knows she wasn't invited, but she couldn't help um, but hear someone say that she was the baddest. Zoe says it looks like Shayna is the baddest punching bag of all time. She'll send her home with her bags just like Rhonda. Becky says that those sound like fighting words, so why not, you know, do it right here, right now. And then Pierce comes out. Mason, he's, like, all theatrical. Like, he kind of, like, strutted out to make the fucking announcement, like a sitcom star, making his cue to enter a fucking scene. But the segment was decent. I know Zoe's still getting comfortable on the mic, but you know, um, you know, she she did pretty well. She did pretty well on, on here, considering like the promo material was not the best. I was glad Shayna was getting focused on this because and they're riding out the momentum of at least getting the win, even though p- people thought the match was kind of brutal. I still thought it was the right result, and now maybe you can do something with, with do something meaningful with Shayna. Her and Zoe had a match that was decent. Shayna won. Uh, they had good chemistry together, and I hope Zoe does eventually go on her own as well when she's ready, because they keep hinting at it, you know what I mean? But who knows how long Trish is going to be staying with the company to be a regular character. But if she does leave after the Becky match, but then at least when she comes back for another match, you can have her come back as a heel. And then Sammy was being interviewed backstage, which I didn't, which, which, uh, no, Becky was being interviewed back, which, which I don't get because if you have a, if you just did a promo segment, I don't think, I don't think you need a promo to follow up the segment. Like I, I, after a match, I can understand that one, but it was, it was an excuse for Shayna to tease a program with her. She didn't need Becky's help now and um now or or ever basically. She wants them to. She wants to warn Becky that she has a whole list of scores to settle. She'll be looking for the man soon enough. Becky says she's in hard to find and is looking forward to it. This would be a good story because much like Balor and Seth, you could make an argument that Shayna debuted the main roster like a monster when she came to Mania that year. She didn't beat Becky and she kind of struggled with that afterwards and got caught in sports entertainment. You know what I mean? You could do that. I'm worried that Nia Jax is coming back that Shayna's going to be stuck with a few with her because Shayna did turn against her after the tag team was done. You thought, I mean, and you thought that this is when they're going to use Shayna. But, you know, they didn't. But, you know, I think this is the first good step after the fucking match that she had, basically. Give me one second. Let me just look at when I, um... All right. Anyways, um... The Raiders made an open challenge A team, and it was with New Day that appeared. It was a nice surprise, and they won the match, and they cut a promo leader backstage. So that with the Usos breaking up, they're here to bring positivity to the tag division. I hope they do single stuff, but I hope this isn't just a stagnant run with them just to exist there and 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 it actually motivated creative behind them. I think the New Day as a unit and solo still have one last great run to them because I felt like they have not been as highlighted the last couple of years, even if they have moments and great storylines. You know what I mean? Like they have accomplishments. Like they won the NXT titles. You know the you know, but it always seems like the cat. They always seem to be cast aside a lot of times. So when I saw the so 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 that was just that. So hopefully they do something good with them. 
when I saw Miz got mad at LA Knight was doing the photo shoot when it was his time, I wonder if we were going to get a goofy promo segment that would be, like, funny, but this, you know, but, but then it would just be, it'd be just, like, more comedy. But this may, this may have been Miz's best promo in a good while, even if people don't want to give him credit. They still can't get over him being the main event of Mania because Punk didn't make it there. So they had a segment in the in the ring. It got me hyped because it, it made me not even... Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it got me hyped. It made me not even give a shit that there's a brand split being, you know, that's being shit on, basically. Because, like, you know, like, cause LA Knight's coming to the Raw, basically, for this. So maybe he actually stays there. Miz starts to promo off with the question, is he missing something here? How is LA Knight taking a priority over him? Because he's a veteran, a locker room leader. And when he, when he first came to WWE, he was taught of respect. You shake hand and introduce yourself. LA Knight not only threw him over the top rope, he didn't even shake his hand. He's sick and tired of the lack of respect from the so-called new talent that they have. And then Knight interrupts and it feels like a big deal. He feels like they had a great introduction at SummerSlam, but that wasn't good enough. He introduced himself right now. He does his, he, you know, he basically extends his hand out and misses no. He doesn't deserve to shake his hand. He's seen superstars like him come and go. They come in and try to ride Miz's coattail, take away his charisma, hot wife, his money, his success, and you get LA Knight. He's a flat in the pan, a flavor of the month. All these people love him right now, and maybe they love him for the next five months. They'll think he's it, but Miz thinks he's an Attitude Era fanboy playing cosplay in Miz's ring. Miz is obviously playing off Kevin Nash's criticisms, and Miz knows people have compared him to that as well, which is why Miz is so good at with it, because he says these lines that could apply to him, which is what fuels a character. But people who hate him can't just say, oh, that's a good irony there. They think they're smart, like, oh, can you believe Miz said that? Like, he's one to talk. Like, dude. Like, yeah, he's a heel who's trying to come off like a fucking hypocrite. That's the whole point. Uh, Miz is so fucking beaten mentally from the system, he always is willing to, like, be the system's puppet to represent for what the company thinks, even if it's the company doesn't respect him. Which is what LA, this is, which is what LA Knights uh, gets at. And I've been pointing it out for the longest time for someone to point this out. Um, Knight doesn't have a problem with the Miz, but don't make this personal. Miz says he takes his career very personal. He did it for 20 years to this day. Since the day he was kicked out of the locker room, he's made himself indestructible. Anything they've given him, he's killed it. What has Knight done for the last 20 years? And Knight says, I guess it's personal. And this is where LA Knight shines. For the last 20 years, he's been making himself a dangerous man. He's been doing everything he needed to do on the outside, looking in while the place bet on all the wrong horses, Miz being one of them. Meanwhile, the, the, the thoroughbred was just waiting for the right opening. And here's Miz with a 20-year head start. And he got that because of the Miz's safe. They know that when Miz came in, they could smack him around and kick him out of the locker room. And the Miz took it. The um the line on, on him is that they aren't already... uh The line on him is that they aren't ready to take a chance on him yet because he's a dangerous man. He's not to be messed with. He's uh, different between... That's the difference between them two. Still. And, and Miz become... um You know... He says, still, like, you know, Miz uh, has become every champion he could. Knight hasn't been there yet, but he's on the climb, and Miz's career is in the toilet. He messed up that line where he said that his toilet's in the career, um, but he caught himself. But the Knight doesn't mind making Miz a stepping stone, and he'll step over Miz to, to get in the main event, and Miz says he is the main event, and Knight is not on his level. And then Knight says, like, you know, it's interesting you're saying that because I'm looking you right dead in the eyes, so they're on the same level. Prove him wrong. He's not going anywhere. Miz removes his jacket, you know, takes off the tie, goes for the wall. Watch. And then Miz, um, st- he, Miz grabs his jacket and um, and tosses it on Knight, and then he attacks him, and he tries for the finisher, but then Knight gets his B- BFT, basically, the blunt force trauma. 
Really good segment. I'm looking forward to this feud. This is a feud that Knight needed since they're promoting that the company is not pushing him. So Miz is always the guy they use to put down the new talent when they debut. Like Brian, you know, they had a mini feud on television with AJ Styles when he first came in, which everyone got excited. Everyone thought it was really good. That actually started getting Miz a little bit more credit before his run in 2016 really fucking ran. Um, like really started going, you know, doing dope shit, whatever. Which is why I said they, they they missed the boat in 2017 by not having his um, Nakamura's first feud with Miz basically because he was on because he was on fire at that time, and the Miz has done good entertaining stuff over the last three years or so, but he never feels like he's being elevated even more, and I it always results in comedy that goes too over the top. I like that I, I like that I point out that Miz always like when the bad binding was happening, Miz always feels so beaten mentally that if someone gets respect, he becomes insecure because he doesn't receive that respect and he's still dealing with that trauma where he has to project it onto other people who come in. He bullied Bad Bunny when he came into the company and I pointed out that he's doing that because he thinks they, they have to go through what he went through. LA Knight basically brought that up and by how they could smack him around. This was like a really good segment. This is probably the best LA Knight segment in this company. And this is one of more, one of more Miz's best promos out of serious tone where I haven't seen this since 2017, 2016 basically from the guy. You know, let me go to uh, the Raw recap. No, NXT recap, sorry. I'll go over this one but like even, even, even quicker maybe. You know, hold on. Uh, so, um, Ali beat Axiom. Pretty good match. Nothing else, much else to it. Schism was attacking people, trying to find out where the creeds have been and keep telling people that telling them to show up. They attacked Hank and Tank later when they were trying to come up with a tag team name. Tank thought the name Smash Mouth would be good, and Schism showed up, and then they, you know, they should have tried to ask Tony and Stax about where the Creed's were. Tony Stacks were just making jokes about members of the roster, of stuff that was happening on the show, like Tori Stark, because Tiffany mentioned bar- the Barbie movie, so they're talking about Tiffany starting a Barbie movie, you know what I mean? It's just like banter. Schism threatened to beat them up, and Tony Stack pulled out crowbars, and Diane said that the titles are what they want eventually, so they're not going to attack these guys. And they, they, had, they, had, they held the masked men back, and after Kiana beat Ivy in a decent match, Schism was around the ringside, surrounding the, uh, surrounding the ring during the match. And then they approach uh, Ivy about, you know, where the Creeds are. And Tony and Stas come in to make the save. So it's like they're going to have a tag feud with them. And then probably the Creeds will make their fucking save to get their feud. Um, you know. And it, I, I think whenever I make a prediction about the Creeds, they always end up doing something the complete opposite. Like I assume they would be on the main roster and now they're like doing the storyline. A Blair Davenport beat Kalani and Dana later on. Dana Brooke was pissed about her losing, and she's not having that killer instinct. And then projects what people have been saying about her onto Kalani. So I feel like Dana's the one that's going to be one that turns heel because Kalani has taken was taken aback by this. Uh, Vaughn got a promo about uh, uh, Vaughn got a promo about uh, going to Braun, uh, going at Braun, in, you know, in his match basically. And his ca- his big catchphrase is now that. Some someone's gonna get tabled basically. It's corny, but it's fine because his character is kind of supposed to be that lovable babyface monster. Is kind of corny. Braun had a brief problem about like you know not caring about the table shit whatever. But he beat Vaughn in an okay match. But it was clearly continuing because after the match, Braun teased attacking Stone. Vaughn put him through a table. So I'm hoping that Braun you know I'm hoping for Braun to win in a more heated way maybe. You know what I mean to make you know. But I don't know. Uh, Bate beat Gnome Dar for the fake Heritage Cup and basically let, later Gnome was asking for it 
and Bates, you know, Bates said that he won fair and square, and then, like, you know, Metaphor was saying that he needed for emotional support. Fraser comes in and says that, um, says Bates will, like, you know, like, they go, first he, you know, talks about the Spider-Man, they, they make fun of the Spider-Man meme, like, oh my god, I'm pointing at, you know, me, me and you are pointing at each other, basically, it's just, just a mention of the internet. I guess they're trying to be meta, basically. Uh, Bate will give it back if, uh, um, Nathan said that Bate will give it back if he, if no admits it's fake, and he does, they make, and they make fun, again, they make fun of the Spider-Man, they agree to a cut versus cut match, and Bate tells Nathan he owes him one, this is a decent, metaphor entertaining, and they made the most of him losing the cup to Frazier, you know, like, you know what I mean, like, they've, like, you know, like, having the typical stuff, like, they're using, like, like, different techniques for that. Melo was uh, paying attention to what Ilya was saying in his backstage promo about fucking, you know, uh, about um, uh, Trick. And Dijak walks in and he says he needs to pay attention to him because he has the more metal, uh, metal to test against. And then Wesley walks in and says he needs to talk to Melo. But Melo was not interested. Dijak says Lee, like Wesley isn't in any, any title picture. And Wesley tells he doesn't mind reminding Dijak who he is. Dijak just walks off and then Wesley turns around and Melo isn't there. But Dijak, you know, uh, um, you know, but then Dijak did attack him and threw him into the locker before walking off. I have no idea where the direction of this is going because it felt like Melo was still wondering what's happening with Trick and, uh, you know, and, and Ilya. And they had a pro, and Ilya, Trick and Ilya had a pr- pr- promo segment. Ilya calls him out and Trick comes out basically and they say that he, he, he won't be hand, Trick says he won't be hand holding or kumbaya singing tonight. He says Ilya means business and so does he. He, Ilya asks him to be serious because after Great American Bash, he has no right to be making demands. He warns Trick not to make further step. Um, he reminds Trick what happened last time they were in the ring. Trick says that um, they let the anger get the best of him, and Ilya shows why he's a dragon. And he, he has a proposal for Ilya, and Ilya says he wants retribution because Trick cost him the title. Trick says that he was he's not the reason why Ilya doesn't have the Melo's title. He doesn't need, he didn't even need to hit Ilya with the title. Ilya ran into the title himself. He says Ilya wants to he says Ilya wants to get to get wants a beat down, so let's do it in the match. One that proves Trick is in the sidekick, and one that proves that he can beat one of the top names in NXT. Ilya says that Trick doesn't know um, what he's talking about, and he's full of um, he's full of wrath. Every time he gets close to the title, something happens. And this time, Trick happened, and Ilya tells uh, Trick to think about what he's asking for because he'll break Trick down basically. And Trick tells Ilya to bring his A game. He knows Ilya's a guy who beat Gunther, um, Braun, everyone but but Melo. He wants Ilya to bring the game at Heat Wave because Trick it will too. Basically, Ilya um, you know does the usual request and says he'll see whatever you know. And Trick uh, he says he'll shoot Trick at Heat Wave where his career will die. This is a good setup. I really do wonder if Melo does get involved in this, but. But I feel like Melo might be facing Wes or Dijak at Heat Wave, maybe, but who knows? But I wonder if the next PLE special will be Trick and Melo essentially to prove he's not really a sidekick. Like, I wonder if Trick does beat Ilya because that would be, put Trick over huge. But I could see Melo kind of trying to step in, which kind of does more damage, and then Trick just has to go at him for the title. I don't know, we'll see. Maybe Trick beats Ilya, has so much confidence, and he decides that he's not a sidekick, and he's the one that instigates a turn on Melo, basically. I don't know. Trick had a confrontation with Gulak and company. I'll, I'll, let me get a Gulak storyline. But him and Dempsey were approached by Kemp. They're gonna face Hank and Tang, but then you know they're attacked. Right? But then Gulak doesn't want someone taking shortcuts. Like like or, or like, you know he doesn't want Kemp taking shortcuts. Or whatever. I don't know what they're trying to say. But they, but they weren't impressed with them. But anyways, Jensen and Briggs won the, the match. It happens. Kemp Kemp actually helps them win, and they kind of like embrace like they, like they were kind of like you know like you know embracing afterwards. And, another, and like you know like, and another guy who's aligned with Gulak is like their water boy. 
who's like a trainee, but he didn't have the water and Gulak asked for it during the match. So I kind of like that element of it. I think he's going to be like a regular character. But then later, they approached Trick and Trick called him Oompa Loompas and called Dempsey Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Because I guess Dempsey looks like, I guess Dempsey looks like Gene Wilder. But he told him to pull up. And also Wesley told Trick to tell Mello he's coming for him. And Trick told him to tell Mello himself. He's not his fucking keeper. Dijak, um seems like he's going to be feuding with Thorpe because still, because... I don't know why he's getting at Mellow earlier, but Thorpe was talking about going back to his roots, so I guess embracing his native side, so he, like, he was basically going there and has his, like, you know, his, like, his tribal name, his tribe name and all that kind of shit. I hope there's not going to be, like, a new, new Jatanka thing going on here, but if they do this properly, I wouldn't mind it, because, you know, he's doing it for his ancestors who live without fear. So then Dijak was reacting, I guess Dijak was reacting to this, right? There's a Lothario segment where there was dramatic music, where they're in different places. They're texting, they say they're embarrassed, their grandfather, they should honor them. So it's like they're going to hear more of a serious, get more of a serious side until they go back to the main roster and go back to being comedy again. And then, um, you know, um, Tiffany cut a promo when she was asked about what happened with Tiffany. She was more concerned about stop shopping and seeing the Barbie movie and not worrying about anyone taking the title. So they, you know, that wasn't the question, basically. So she was like, kind of ignoring the question. Ray was giving a pep talk to Ro- Roxy and giving her props for her pay-per-view match. She saw Thea Hale and told her that she'll be fine from one underdog to another. That's, that was cool, you know what I mean? Then Lyra interrupted Dom and Rhea's backstage segment. Said so she did what Rhea um, said about beating JC. She's, she, do- she gets what Rhea d- does, manipulates people. Says uh, Rhea says Dom is already the greatest NXT North American champion. Lyra tells Rhea to practice what she preaches or does mommy need a help Dom you win again basically she walks off and then Dom says that um, you know only one per only one person called Rhea you know mommy whatever so the Dragon Dragon Lee and Dom match happened it was a pretty good match Dom was like really bringing the rate bringing Reigns to the place because him and Rhea have a buzz going on so Rhea helped him win when Ray grabbed one title and then Rhea hits through another one and used that on, you know on on Dragon Lee to help Dom win and afterwards Ray got in his face Lyra came out to beat up Rhea and Dragon Lee sent Dom outside the ring so I'm sure we'll get an intergender match this is a decent show it become more enjoyable with the crossovers and some of the lesser established people finding their you know footing and developing you know anyways I'm going to be done now it's like 9:18 so peace out Thank you.